participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I hope you're doing well. It's a not-so-nice Monday outside here in New York City, but let me tell you, it is blazing hot inside. And if you're wondering, and if you're someone who likes to watch our show live, as I know millions upon millions of you love to watch the show live, you're probably wondering, why is the show starting an hour earlier? Did the clocks change? Is it spring forward, fall back, daylight savings, blah, blah, blah? No. Actually, I think this is the first time that we start an hour early. Maybe since the AOL days? Maybe. Maybe never. I don't know. And the reason is, if you'd like to know, we're pumped. We're revved and ready to go. I said to the boys yesterday, I said, hey, you know what? I can't wait. I cannot wait. I just had one of the best weekends of my life. 
I just witnessed one of the greatest sporting events of my life. I just witnessed one of the greatest fights of my life. I was just at the Mecca. I just witnessed history. We got to start early. Now, is it possible that one of our guests needed to come early? Maybe, but that's the story that I'm going with. We witnessed history. I am still buzzing. I am still on a high from this past Saturday. I am still on a high. I am not joking. I am still feeling a certain kind of way, a certain kind of buzz from what I witnessed Saturday at Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. By now you know about the story. By now you know about the stakes. By now you know why it was so special. It was Katie Taylor. It was Amanda Serrano. It was at the Mecca. First time two women headline an event at Madison Square Garden, a boxing match or an MMA event. And by now you probably know that not only did it deliver, not only was it the greatest women's boxing match of all time, it's one of the best men's box. It doesn't matter the gender in this regard. It's one of the greatest fights that I've ever seen. By now you know that Katie Taylor won via split decision. Uh, by now you know that my dog of the week won in two sports, boxing and MMA, and we'll get to that. And by now you know that it was one of the greatest spectacles that we have ever seen, one of the greatest um, fights, brawls, Boxing matches, displays of heart, will, determination. It was incredible. That fifth round was incredible. I was so honored. I was so privileged to be there. The week was great. Meeting so many fans of this show was great in person. Uh, Getting to catch up with so many people. Getting to uh, hang out with so many people. Mingle with so many people. There was such a good vibe in the air all week long. I am legitimately still on a high. And I can't wait to get into all of it on today's show And I can't wait for the rematch, hopefully in Dublin. And I can't wait to talk about it with the guys in the back. Might be the first and only time that four of us actually attended the same event this past weekend. When has that ever happened? Actually, five of us. And if you include Yoon, who isn't here today, no, wait, six of us. Crypto was there. Crypto Joe. Corporate Alex was there. New York Rick was there. Connor was there. Frank was there. I was there. Yoon was there. Was Tucker there? Couldn't make it. That's seven. Seven members of the team. Am I missing anyone? I don't think so. Seven of the eight members of the team were all there. How about that? And all different vantage points, all different experiences. Some of us have been to events before, boxing events, MMA events, some not. I can't wait to get into all of it. It's going to be great. And by the way, I understand... It's not a boxing show. I understand. I understand you don't like your boxing talk on the MMA show. Well, guess what? There's plenty of MMA talk this week as well. It's the uh, the road to UFC 274 in Phoenix this weekend. Fantastic card. The two top fights are tremendous. Gaethje Oliveira, we've been talking about this one for months. Esparza against Rose 2, a fight almost eight years in the making, a rematch almost eight years in the making. Getting into all of that and more on today's program. So, as always, I do have to remind you that our program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the MMA Hour and a little outfit called the UFC as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up again. That's code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, today's program is going to be great. It's going to be lit. It's going to be on fire. It's going to be the opposite of sus. I was trying to think of as many cool millennial words that I could think of. I can only think of lit and sus. That's all I got. And one means a good thing, one a not-so-good thing. Back into the show, we'll check in with GC and New York Rick. Uh, We'll recap the weekend in bets. By now you know I'm 7 for 7 with my underdog picks of the week. We picked Marlon Vera. We picked Katie Taylor. I mean, you know, for a guy who doesn't really like 
say professional better and puff his chest out on Twitter and like go around telling people that I invented, you know, betting and all this stuff and just picking winners and having an eye and a nose for this type of stuff. I'm doing pretty damn well. If I do say so myself, I could just give myself the old Barry H. Uh, we'll check in with them. At three o'clock, we'll talk to Cheeto Vera, the pride of Ecuador. And one of my favorites in the game, Marlon Cheeto Vera, who had the fantastic win over Rob Font this weekend. Where does he go from here? And remember, I said this after the Jose Aldo loss. The loss, I said it. That's when you know if you're legit or if you're sus. I said it after the loss. This man will fight for a belt. I believe that now more than ever. At 12.30 Mountain Time, 2.30 our time. See what I did there? Holly Holm is going to join us. And she obviously was invested in this past weekend's fight. Taylor Serrano, she's a pioneer of women's boxing. In fact, she's going to be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in June for her tremendous boxing career. Talk to her about that. Also, she's headlining an event later this month against Caitlin Vieira. So stay tuned for that. Holly Holm will stop by at uh, 2.30. At around 1.35, Chris Cyborg will be in studio. The reigning defending Bellator featherweight champion in studio right over here. Chris Cyborg. MMA royalty will be here. Can't wait for that. Uh, Carla Sparza will join us five days away from her title fight this Saturday. Can't wait for that. And at around 12.15, feels weird to say 12, 12.15, Eddie Hearn, head man, matchroom boxing, will be back in studio to recap this amazing event this past weekend. I asked him to come on Zoom. He's like, you know what? I'll pop in in studio. I mean, a mention of all mentions. Only the greatest combat sports promoter right now in the world, in society, in the entire damn hemisphere would do something like that. I look forward to recapping the event. But I do actually want to check in quickly with the guys. I don't usually do this right off the top. Frank, first time at an event, correct? First time at a boxing event, yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, like I meant like a fight. You oh, I understand. A fight. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right. Well, I guess a concert would be a concert. A, a, a sports. I have game. been to events before, yeah. but yes, this is my first <laughs> boxing you, or you, combat sport. You never game. been to Taylor Serrano. You never been to Taylor Serrano. Remind me and and uh, GC if you just want to check in real quick as well. I just was curious if you guys. I, I forget if you picked a winner. On Saturday, or if you were just kind of neutral on this one, remind me who you wow. guys picked. I was wow, just, a split decision win, and this is the kind of trash this talk is, we get. Yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure because I remember you ha- had a flag, you had a shirt, but I I, I Formally, think it was the tricolor. I had a flag. I had oh a yeah, flag. yeah. What happened with the flag? Tell me, was it the same flag? Same flag that was on the show. I had one for Frank. You know, we were all going to come in supporting Puerto Rico. Madison right. Square Garden forced us to throw them out. I can't so believe this. If you saw flags in there, people I saw a lot of in. flags, by the way. That's we why tried I to, thought it was a little weird when you said that. We tried to put it in my girlfriend's purse. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends tried to tie it around their neck and be like, it's like a scarf. And they were like, nope, you <laughs> have to throw it away. The, the best part was they were like, uh, you can hide it outside somewhere and get it after the, after the event. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> What's the point? We're in the middle of Manhattan. Like, where, where am I going to go hide this? But also, you brought it for the event. Yes, I brought it for the event. So, yeah, that was a bummer. So, how did it feel when you walked in? You saw all those flags. Did you feel uh, like the you people were... right behind me uh, had an Irish flag. I was like, wow, this oh, is... Oh, do, th- do you think they were targeting the, the Puerto Ricans? No, 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 no. The whole trash can was... The trash can was just filled to the top with Irish and Puerto Rican flags. So, what did you think? I mean, other than your... Of the event? Yeah, what do you think? I mean, it was unbelievable. I had high expectations for it, and it blew my expectations out of the water. Like, when they were announcing the fighters in the ring, it was so loud. Like, I was turning to everyone next to me, and I was like, this is crazy. This is absolute madness. Like, it was amazing. Frank, what do you think? Yeah, man. It was, uh, the energy was quite high. Were you, going, were you sitting with Connor? No. Where were you? 
I was in my own section. He was you had one, your own? He was one section over because he waited too long to buy the tickets. Wow. Yep. Who are you sitting with, Frank? My but entourage. We had you had a, an entourage? Yeah, my wife. Oh, wow. We had a Yoon and her significant other. Wow. There were a couple strangers, but they were also part of the entourage. And you were all going for Serrano. Uh, the word on the street was uh, Yoon dropped the Benji as well on Serrano. None of you wanted to listen to me. Yeah, she did. Wow. That confident, huh? Who knew Yoon likes to get down like oh, that? She was even like, do you want to go higher? I'm like, <laughs> Why, you, you know. dropped as well? Yeah, I did. Wow. Not a, did, did New York Rick bet on this one too? Oh, yes, I did. And on, but I picked the right side of the equation. Let's go. Come see, on. See. Mean, come Rick, on. Rick's always on the right side of the equation. That's we never right. get to see the slips, though, you know? Oh. I mean, I can show Oh, <laughs> so he is sus. He's, he's, okay, first of all, we're <laughs> going to stop, we're gonna stop, we're gonna stop saying that. <laughs> Why? Uh, you're not using it correctly. You don't really know what it, what it means. Let's, let's wait. cut that, let's cut that. <laughs> Out from the vocab now. Wait, wait, my 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 boys say it to me all the time. You're yeah, sus, they, Dad. You're they, sus. They might have the like kindergarten PG <laughs> version of this going. We're gonna we're gonna eliminate that. <laughs> what, from you, the vocab. what are you typically doing when they say that to you? Yeah, I'm like, well, do you know what that means? And they're like, yeah, uh, like you're like, and I say suspect, right? Isn't it suspect? I mean, yeah, suspicious, suspect, yeah. suspicious suspect. So what's wrong with sure. that? No, there it, colloquially it doesn't it doesn't mean quite that. So <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll we'll move on from that now. Not so word on the street, attention. also putting money down. Yoon's boyfriend, but he put Katie Taylor oh, first round it's knockout. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, got to be one of the worst bets I've ever heard of. I'm sorry if uh, Yoon is listening to the program right now, but yeah, that was uh, that's a bad one. Wait, and the word on the street was correct me if I'm wrong. They never put KD via split decision on the books, right? We'll actually get into this later oh. uh, in the big hitters. But yes, I could never find it. I was looking for it on the way over to the arena. I was telling anybody and everybody at the little Friday meetup. I think I was about five Guinness deep yelling at Chuck Mendenhall how I wanted to take uh, the fight to end by split decision. Uh, but someone got it at some FanDuel. I guess they didn't have it in New York uh, at plus 500. So it was out there, but unfortunately I couldn't. I couldn't take it. Well, in the I, so, you guys can't be biased. I could be unbiased. You guys have to be biased because you know you're just you know degenerate gamblers. But the truth is, six four Katie was the right call. At worst, five five. I don't understand how anyone can uh, pick it for Amanda Serrano, but it was super super close. Scored for Serrano. The fifth round was one of the greatest things that I've ever seen, and I was right there when Serrano had her trapped in the corner and was. I mean. We've never seen Katie in trouble like that before. We've never seen her rocked like that before. Obviously, the talk going into this fight, the last two fights weren't her best, a little lackluster, but we've never seen her challenged like that before. We've never seen someone bring the fight to her like that before. And I wonder if it's a three-minute round if she actually gets stopped in the fifth. And then the and then the tenth round was just something incredibly special. Them essentially in the last minute, 30 seconds or so, just being like, F it, and swinging for the fences. Amanda's that kind of fighter. Katie, historically not that kind of fighter, a brawler like that. It was just so amazing. And, you know, it reminded me a lot of UFC 205, obviously being there with the Irish fans, Connor's, you know, big MSG debut and all that stuff. But in a way, it was actually more unique if that's even possible, and more special if that's even possible, for this reason. UFC 205, as great as it was, and I'm not trying to diminish it whatsoever, it was incredible, it's a night that anyone who was in attendance or watching at home will never forget. But UFC 205, <coughs> excuse me, was a coronation. It felt like a coronation, not only for the UFC, but for Conor. It felt like 95% 
of the audience was there for Conor McGregor and there to see him win, right? Everyone wanted to see him win. And what was so special about Saturday was it felt like a 60-40 split. It felt like a 50-50 split in terms of the crowd. It felt like gladiator stuff. It felt like this half of MSG was Puerto Rican and this half was Irish. And at the beginning of the night, the Puerto Ricans were louder than the Irish. And then the Irish became louder than the Puerto Ricans. They nailed everything from the ring walks special, from the anthem special, from, from the vibe in the arena special. And so it felt a lot more level and every time someone had a big moment it went like this and the pendulum then went like this up down up down as opposed to everyone just trying to will one person on top that's why it felt different right um and yes i would love to have seen 12 three minute rounds but that really took nothing away from it it only made me feel like i was being greedy asking for more and of course there's a lot to discuss as it pertains to the rematch and where it could be held and would it be immediate all that stuff and more. I can't wait to get into all of that. And I can't wait to ask people like Holly Holm what she thought of it. And I can't wait to ask people like Carlos Barza, who's about to fight this weekend for a belt of her own, what she thought of it. And please make no mistake about it. I know we're called the MMA Hour, but if you can't appreciate what we just witnessed on Saturday as a fight fan, and I feel like the majority of MMA fans were watching on Saturday, even if they're not the biggest boxing fan, I just don't know how you can just be an MMA fan and not appreciate what these women did. And by the way, MMA fans are the kinds who have embraced and welcomed the female fighters way sooner than boxing fans. Let's give the UFC a thousand percent credit. Let's give MMA and its community and its fans and its promoters a thousand percent credit. Not just the UFC, but Coker before him, Elite XC and Strike Force and Hook and Shoot back in the day and Japan, of course, back in the day. Uh, we are used to this. We are used to this. We're getting Zhang Weili versus Yuana too. One of the greatest fights happened back in March of 2020. We are used to magical moments involving women's fighters. And it's about damn time that boxing embraces the women like we have in MMA. And it's about damn time that they headline arenas and events all over the world. And it's about damn time that they are viewed as equals, not only in pay, but in stature and importance and in media coverage as the men. And that's why I feel like it's about damn time they fight 12 three-minute rounds as well for title fights. Um, but I'm just in awe of what both women did. Again, one of those classic fights, and I've said this before, where there's no loser, no one's stock went down. And I can't wait to get into it with uh, a man who has now become like a co-host on this program. It's amazing. He's back. Eddie's back. Hello, Eddie. How are you? This is wonderful. How are you, my friend? Good, mate. Great to see yeah, you Yeah, I feel again. like... I, is I this like, going to be... Is this a thing now? Yeah, I mean... I'm, I was on the verge of asking for a fee. Okay, well, I know. It's an appearance. I didn't yeah. know if, it's a lot. if you do that. Well, I see you do interviews with these guys in boxing media like literally every 12 hours. Yeah. I go on IFL and you just talk to the guy. Well, I say, say to him like every day. Yes. What? Nothing's changed. But there's still stuff to yeah. talk about. Yeah. You still get the views. I didn't want to say anything. I actually beat you in views on one of the days. Really? Yeah. Is that the one with Gareth Davis? Uh, no, it was the one where I was slagging him off. But that, then yeah. the next one I went, that with, one was brilliant. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Really enough good. of that guy. Really good. Really you don't good. like him, huh? I don't mind Gareth Davis. I, th I thought no, I don't you... mind Gareth Davis. Okay, no, I like Gareth Davis, but he's a bit out there, isn't he? He is a bit out there. Thank you for doing this. That's all right, mate. I was here I... for another day. Yeah, so I, I thought you'd be in Vegas. Some... No, I was. I'm going very early tomorrow morning. So okay, we got the arrivals tomorrow. But I thought, you know, stay in town and do some big media opportunities. Couldn't find them, so we're here. <laughs> but. In all seriousness, great to be back on the show. After it is great to have you. A great weekend. Yes. Can you even put into words, like Sunday, what is Sunday like for you after an event like that? Not only, you know, with the fight delivering, but it's MSG. For you personally, how do you even come, how do you even go to bed Saturday night no, after that's that? A, I mean, 
you can imagine how the fighters go to sleep. I don't think they do right. after a fight. I'm probably not the same kind of adrenaline levels because I think that's impossible, but very probably quite close. So it's just when you get a good show, that for me gives me a great feeling because that's how I'm judged. Just like if you're you know, in any job, you're judged on your performance. And when you see people leave MSG and when you go for a coffee on Sunday and people come up to you, and I heard this a few times, that was the greatest night of my life. Wow. I mean, that, that for me is everything because my job is to put smiles on people's faces, to kind of remove them from their daily life and give them an experience in an arena that will create great memories for them and great feelings. And that event, like there was no one in that arena that didn't leave just blown away. So as a promoter, that's the greatest feeling. So it's a mixture of like, I remember when Anthony Joshua beat Vladimir Klitschko and he sort of became a huge star and unified champion. You go to bed and then you're like, can't believe that. And then it's like, right, what happens now? We're going to get a letter on Monday from a governing body telling us we've got a mandatory. You know, this guy's going to try and get him stripped. Okay, then you've got to try and think about the next opponent. What are we are going to do? We need a venue, you know, and everyone's... And this was similar with Katie Taylor. It was like, wow, how do we take it to the next level? Because I've got that kind of sick mentality where it's like... A lot of people would look at Saturday and go, it can't get any bigger. Mm. But I look at Saturday and say, how does it get bigger? Mm. And that, in my mind, starts working literally from the final bell especially when you get back to, to the room and you're just sitting there thinking about what's, what's next and what is next is Canelo Bivol. But walking around yesterday was really special because it's great to hear Irish and people like that, but to hear it from Americans, obviously for someone trying to come into this market and, and to hear people on the street, New Yorkers say, wow, been to so many events at the Garden. And that was my second promotion at the Garden main room after AJ against yep. Ruiz, which was another epic night so maybe it's something in the arena but you know you were there it was just it delivered I knew it would be a good fight but when you get the hype the platform everything the whole eyes of the world watching that and this is what I've always said about Kate Taylor I said it on the show just watch mm. and that's when you've got a great product you, you can relax you can say just watch and you know the card everything it's a dream come true so many elements that I want to ask you about, but just on a personal note, you just mentioned AJ and Ruiz mm. uh, a couple of years ago. That was a great night, but somewhat of a nightmare for yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah. So now to leave MSG, second time you're there, mm. I felt a bigger event and you come out on top, so to mm. speak. Your fighter wins. Can you compare the emotions as you were leaving yeah, on Saturday as opposed it's, to it's June that, you know, 2019? The, the lows set you up for the highs. You know, they make the highs feel so much better, but you learn a lot in, in the lows and, and the defeat. You learn about yourself. You learn about how you can bounce back. Similar to if you're a fighter, I guess, you know. But winning's everything, you know. And, and Saturday was, I was very proud of Katie. It was almost like, you know, the ring walk, she chose this song, you know, she's very religious, mm -hmm. right? And this was uh, quite a religious song. And I listened to the, the song, like on the morning and thought, what about you too? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And and Did you say this to her? Or you were no, just I would never say yeah, it to her because yeah. she petrifies me. Right. You know? <laughs> and um, I just I listened, to, but I was, I knew it was important for her. And she said, "Look, this is something I feel very strongly about." And like she walked to the ring like a snail at a snail's pace, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just like it, it. I felt like just spiritual, and it was like all the years of dedication, all the years of sacrifices. All the years of no, can't, you know, that 
it was like that was her moment. She's never done that before. Just walks to the ring normally. Mm. But it was like, you know, and what a fight. What a fight. Oh, I mean, yes, how yes, she yes. come through the fifth and sixth? Yes, and we'll get into all know? that. But I'm curious, when you were watching her, because, you know, the talk going into the fight was, has she lost a step? Mm. The last two performances, a little lackluster, losing motivation. I don't think motivation was ever in question going into this one because the stakes were so high. But I felt with the walkout, she wasn't just walking out and taking it all in. Her head was high. Like, mm. there was an air of confidence. Mm. She, I, I even tweeted it. Her confidence level was at, yeah. like, plus 10,000. Yeah. It felt mm. like she was... A truly confident person. What were you taking yeah, away I from saw her? That. When we made the fight, I was a bit concerned, but I felt it's a true 50 yeah. 50 fight. Like, and it was, but her last two performances, you're quite right. And then I saw uh, clips of her coming back from the videographers and our social guys in our gym. And I thought, she just looks different. And then when I saw her on fight week, her condition, you know, on the scales, everything. I mean, she's a very small 135 pounder. You know, Serrano was tweeting today saying, look, it's a day after the fight, I'm still 134 pounds, I'm not really a lightweight. Katie could make super feather. Like, she's probably 136, 137 today. Mm. Um, but she just looked different. And like you said, all week, like that air of confidence and, and that ring walk, you know, I was almost looking at her going, blimey, she's ready. Mm. You know, and, and she was. She, she had to be. Because if she was not 100%, she wouldn't have won the fight. And... Fighters have to understand that conditioning and lifestyle is everything. And she got asked a question at the post-fight press conference, which was, how did you get through round five and six? And it's just conditioning. It's just lifestyle. If you're not conditioned, right, if you haven't worked hard enough, if you haven't lived the life, you get stopped in those rounds. Yeah, the fight's over. So to come back, it's about making the weight right. It's about living well out of camp. It's about doing all the right things in camp. And she's the ultimate professional. And fighters need to learn that because you see it all the time, people that haven't lived a life, and it, it shows. What are you thinking in the first three rounds, four rounds? Because I thought maybe Amanda, the moment might get to her, she might mm. start slow. She was hunting her down. I think if memory, I haven't watched it. I can't wait to watch it again, yeah. watch the broadcast. I think I gave Amanda the first, and then I gave Katie two, three, and four. Yeah. I was hearing from people that Mannix on the broadcast yeah. had a 3-1 for Amanda. Yeah, strange. I mean, love, what, what are you this. thinking? I thought Katie was in complete control. Four rounds, I had it 3-1 to Katie. And boxing beautifully, too fast, in and out. Amanda was walking her down, but there's a difference between walking someone down and winning rounds. Mm. You know, you can't just win rounds with pressure. It, it can help in some judges' eyes, but you've got to be landing, you've got to be doing things. So 3-1 for me after four. And then I said to Katie, what were you doing in the fifth? She just, it's something in Katie Taylor that draws her, like she just wants to be in, in, in battle, in enemy lines. You know, she wants to be up close trading. And she decided to sit on the ropes yeah. and have some fun with it. You know, and it's like, come on, and catch encounter. And actually, when I watched it back, she was doing it quite nicely. But then she got caught a couple of times. Then she spun off. Then she got caught again. And she was in dire trouble in the fifth and the sixth. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, honestly, I'm thinking, I think it's over. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, if that's a three I'm not really minute round. Her. She gets stopped maybe. Maybe. But you know what I keep saying about these two or three minute rounds? Yeah. You don't fight in the same way. True. So you would not, and this is a problem not a problem, but a discussion point of moving from two to three minute rounds. Mm -hmm. It won't be as exciting, I promise you, because two minutes, they come out the gate and it's like crash, bang, what, you know, you want to try and win the rounds. It's difficult to do. Over three, 
every, okay, so we've got a longer round here. So would there be more stoppages? Yeah, possibly. But Katie wouldn't put herself in that position over a three-minute round. So it's hard to say. But certainly another minute of the round wouldn't have gone down but very well. In your mind in that fifth, you're thinking, I'm thinking we're in massive trouble. I'm actually thinking, I can't believe this. Right. You're in total control of this fight. It's going perfectly. And you've just decided to have a war for no reason at all. <laughs> and now you're banging trouble. Fifth goes back to the corner. I've never seen her like that before, yeah. you know. But I've seen her... I mean, in the Pasoon fight, she was run ragged, but she wasn't hit as hard right. as right. she was by Pasoon. Yeah. And, uh, Serrano. and Serrano, beautiful punch selection. You know, she'd be upstairs, then she'd slip and hit the body, like good angles as well. I mean, it was really good educated pressure. Sixth round, again, like treacherous, but not as bad as the fifth round. And then I'm looking at Katie, she looks tired. And then somehow comes out for the seventh. It was almost like Serrano... Take a round off, but was clearly tired. And Katie capitalised on that, won the seventh. Actually, had her winning like the eighth, the ninth, I think. And the tenth was quite close as yeah. well. But when I got in the ring at the end of it, I, I couldn't really believe how she found her way back from the fifth and sixth. Like to win the seventh, that just gave her the momentum and, and that respite to go again in the eighth and ninth. And the tenth was epic. I mean, but, you know, she she was so tired, her knees dipped a little bit in the last sort of 10 seconds. And I thought it was 6-4, you know, 6-4 for me. But but at 6-4, a draw's no problem. Right. You know, and 7-3's no problem. But but there was no way you thought she lost. No, no. They seem very yeah, adamant. Yeah, yeah, we were. But at 6-4, you can, you, you can lose. Sure. You can lose 6-4. It's not, doesn't mean it's a bad decision. It's just someone sees something a little bit differently. I think one judge had it 7-3. One had it 6-4, and one had it 6-4 yeah, to Amanda. To Amanda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see how Amanda Estrano won six rounds in that fight. But, you know, there was a lot of close rounds, and over two minutes. One judge, the judge who gave it 96-93, I think, to Taylor, mm. had it a 10-8 round eight, yeah. in the fifth. Which you is, agree with that? No, probably. I mean, I always think a 10-8 should come from a knockdown, right. personally. Right. But... You know, and it was really the only only the last forty seconds of the round thirty seconds. But you know, she was she was seriously under fire. Um, she wasn't very happy with a ten eight round, Katie. But you know, she just came Wonder, back. Has she ever had a ten eight against her? No. Wow. No. That is incredible. No. You know, one thing that was really fun about it all was, and we'll get into the Jake stuff in a second. Mm. But if you're co-promoting with someone, let's say you're co-promoting with Aram, or you know, I I know that you and Frank aren't the best of friends, but even if you're co-promoting with anyone, I would gather you're not sitting next to that guy those shots of you two kind of cheering and being cordial and fun but like at this point you don't have to be unbiased anymore you are clearly rooting for your fighter that was brilliant stuff whoever's idea was it to have you two sit next to each other we were supposed to sit on the promoter's role okay but in america it's quite strange you sit behind the barrier Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. in england you don't have a barrier you just have the ring and then you have you have seats so i sit in the corral all night because I want to be as close as possible to the action. But I'd agreed with um, MVP that we'd sit on that row for the main event. And then when we were walking there, I said to Jake, do you want to just sit here? <laughs> like he was with his mum, his girlfriend, and he right. said, yeah, yeah. So we just sat next to each other. And I don't think – I had a bit of back and forth with Jake. Like, I don't think he liked my comments about on our stuff about him being an average fighter, yeah, which, yeah. again, I stand by. Like, it's not – that's still quite complimentary, I, I feel, although it's, yeah. been, it's now become a meme. Um, he loves boxing, mm. and I don't have a problem 
with him being involved with boxing because he genuinely has a passion for it. So can he be a little bit of a, you know, joke with him, a plonker, as we say in England sometimes? Yeah, so can I. But he does love the sport. And anyone that loves the sport, like or hate them, you know, I, I feel that because I have a passion for it as well. So when you see him jumping up and down, and we were both, go, like, we were in pieces. You know, but it was never like, and it was quite respectful. You know, I'd say, what do you think about that, Ram? What do you think about that, Ram? And he's not an idiot. He knows, you know, I mean, all the stuff about the robbery and stuff like that, that's to get people talking and right. just to create interest. He knows. I said to him after four rounds, I think it's like all square, eight after eight rounds, you know, or something like that. So, and it could have been a draw. So, but I enjoyed it. I thought he was, he was a massive asset to the promotion. No one from either side, the broadcaster, anybody could have done any more mm -hmm. to make that any bigger than it was. And, and in anything in life, when you walk away at the end of something and say, I couldn't have done any more, that's a great feeling because you can look yourself in the mirror and, and he, was, he was great for the promotion and, and I, th I believe we'll do it again. What do you think of his uh, outfit? Strange. I didn't know it was like a holster or something, you know. I like you're wearing the traditional tux. Yeah, He's he had a, got the millennial yeah, tux yeah. going on. Like everything about it was perfect. You've had some big nights, some mm. big moments. Is that number one for you as a promoter? Yeah, I mean, so many events and for so many different reasons, like AJ Klitschko, like even back to Carl Froch against George Groves at Wembley, 80,000. It was like, God knows how long ago that was now. It's eight, seven, eight years ago. That was like my first big breakthrough event. So that was important to me. AJ against Klitschko, just probably the greatest fight in British boxing history and very close with AJ. Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders breaking the record at Dallas Cowboys felt like a breakthrough moment. Even AJ against Ruiz, like for different reasons, I, I will always remember. And, and, you know, Saturday night, which was, that was more, that was more pleasing because no one thought it was possible. So that was years of people telling you you're wasting your time or this isn't actually as big as you think it is and no one's interested. And when you believe in something, you, you keep going. You know, you keep rolling your sleeves up and saying, I believe in it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's like any, anyone who has a product, it's exactly the same. You know, you get turned away. The distributors don't want it. You know, people that you're getting bad feedback from the customer, but you believe in the product. So you keep working, you keep working, you keep working. And you think one day we'll get there. And Saturday, we got there. And it changed everything. Like even Cranchon, uh, Franchon Cruz Desern against Cedaros, oh. undisputed. Amazing fight. Mm. Amazing. Like the two best, I mean, Liam Smith, Jesse Vargas was also a great fight. But, you know, it's now I think female fighters wake up on Monday. The managers are probably going to be calling me this afternoon asking for more money. But so good for them. And it's just showing them that what, what a massive opportunity for them. It was, I didn't feel like women's boxing really needed a shot in the arm, but it got a huge shot in the arm because so many people viewed that. And I think Design will release some viewership numbers, but it was massive. Any idea massive, how it did? Huge. One of the biggest viewed fights ever on Design. And, wow. and I think, you know, in terms of subscriptions, in terms of viewership. More than you expected? You, yes. Yeah. US, UK, huge numbers, you know, obviously with the two, right, the right. two main markets, but globally as well. And, you know, there's a. In terms of media-wise, The Zone did such a great job, and Fred Meller, I think, sitting in your, your room somewhere. Um, the numbers, you know, in terms of the media analysis, right up there, I think, even Eclipse, sort of Canelo against Saunders and those yep. kind of levels. So now we have to go again this week, 
You know, no it's like, you talk about come, the come down. Well, that was a little bit like that. You're not exhausted? Huh? After, you're not exhausted? Yeah, after but then how can you be exhausted when you're right. about to promote the pound for pound number one right. this week and fly to Las Vegas? I mean, you just have to get a little bit of spring set. That's why I chose just today to stay in New York and just relax, Chill go to the gym yeah. later, land tomorrow, fighter arrivals, straight back into it. And, and again, I go back to, I know it's cheesy with people like Canelo, but just the energy. You know, arriving at MGM foyer with the ring in the middle, mm -hmm. the Maharachi band. It's like it's a dream come true. Uh, on Wednesday, I was taking questions and uh, a fan wrote to me. So back when it was Mayweather McGregor in 2017 mm -hmm. at the post-fight press conference, I asked Leonard Ellerby, why were there sections that were completely empty? Like there were literally sections that were empty at T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. And uh, this fan brought it up. He said, make sure you ask Eddie and Jake why there were empty sections after this mm. fight. I looked around, there were no empty sections. No. There were hardly any empty seats. Yeah. And so the official word is a sellout, 19,000 mm -hmm. plus. Mm -hmm. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, 19,100. Yeah. The only seats that were available were, we had a, a small section for sort of additional media that weren't on the floor. And mm. there might have been, you know, you do get people that don't turn up by the way. Sure. Like if you've bought a ticket and then you can't, you're flying in and your flight got canceled or you got COVID or I don't know. Right. But you could see there was hardly a seat in the house. And that was great. You know, when MSG posted yesterday saying over 19,000. Crazy. Because you know what, Errol, as well? It's like this week with Canelo. I don't know how many tickets we've got left. A couple of hundred, right? Four or five hundred. Of the expensive ones right. dotted about everywhere. It's like there's such a um, kind of like pollution of, of people in the industry where they're like, they start posting things on social media or getting people to post. Oh, look, have you seen here? There's a few hundred yes, teachers. Yes, and, and like Taylor Serrano, there were literally people posting going, they haven't sold what they've said they've sold. You know, we sold over a thousand tickets on Saturday for that show. Wow. On the day of the fight. You know, probably 800 on the Friday. Probably like 4,000, three or 4,000 from Monday to Saturday night. You know, and we got to like, I don't know, 14,000 on fight with Oh, there's still 4,000 left. It's like, they'll go. Chill out. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nah, he's saying it's going to sell out. It won't sell out. It's like, why are you even bothered? What are you doing in your life to really get on social media and worry about this, you sad individual? Yes. Thank you for you saying that. You know who you are. Yes. Well, know. there's a lot of those lot people of online. A lot of them. Uh, was there any chance if Katie loses that fight that she retired? No. No chance. Some people are saying to me now, what a great way for her to go out. Mm. Honestly, if you said that to Katie Taylor, she would she'd be very disappointed. Like she'd go, <laughs> she'd go. I think that was my best performance. Mm. You know, it's like what it was. But and and again, it goes back to what is important in your life. If you love what you do, why would you take that away from someone? Of course, you want to remain healthy and all these things. And she's so. I mean, she lives the the perfect life of a fighter, but she also feels like she's pretty much still in her prime. And she would, she'd be devastated to lose boxing from her life. And the rematch, you know, we, I mean, we'll have to see whether we can reach a deal with those guys for the rematch. And I'm sure we can because it's still the biggest fight for both. Right. But There's no one else right now that no, would even come close. I mean, look, we, we keep talking about, do you look at a crossover fight, you know, of an MMA fighter? Maybe one of the past, you know, I mean, Cyborg was there. Yes. Right. She's... I spoke to her. She's coming in today. You yeah, can, well, she you wants deal the with Taylor her. fight. 
Well, you know, there's someone else that really wants it as well. Yeah, Yeah. she's also on the show today. You've talked to her a little bit in the past? Some of uh, Katie's management team have talked to Holly Holm. Do you have interest in that? Yeah. I I mean, Holly Holm can box. Right. It's not like she's... She's going to the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, exactly. So it's different. You know, it's... But I think um, there's no one really in boxing right now. I mean, you've got Chantelle Cameron's a unified champion at 140. She's from the UK. She's going to be undisputed at some point. She's good, but... We've got to get a profile to the same kind of levels. Um, Jessica McCaskill, undisputed at 147. Katie beat her previously, another great fighter. But how do you match the magnitude of, of Saturday? And I guess a Cyborg or a Holly Holm can do that, but it's going to be very difficult to avoid the draw, the demand for Taylor Serrano too. No, it has to know. be the rematch. Yeah, yeah and it I think, has to be. And Katie's like, I mean, you never get Katie saying no. You know. I was actually surprised that she was so open about it right off the jump. Anyway, normally people aren't. Especially, she didn't like some of the things that Jake Paul said. Like what? Like, I think Jake Paul put a tweet out saying, you know, Katie, you and your team are all talk and all this kind of stuff. And In I, the build-up? On the day of the fight, I on think the, she put, he, he posted, yeah, because Katie came out, the media said to Katie, look, Jake Paul said this and said this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Katie said, he's not, he's not a fighter. He's never been in a fight. He'll never been in a fight of this magnitude. So basically... He has no right to comment on me. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and said, you're all talk, you're this, you're that. I mean, just for the promotion. But right. she don't, she's not a fan. She doesn't play like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have, you know, been offended if she said, no, I'm done with them. But she's not like that. She's like, well, what a great fight. Let's do it again. And that's so, quite refreshing. Absolutely. And you said afterwards, MSG people came up Straight to away. I mean, look, you've got Croke Park in Ireland. Yeah. She's never fought in Ireland, right? Why is that? Just because there's been sort of political problems within boxing and stuff like that. And we, we haven't done shows there. There hasn't been a lot of boxing. And it's a lot of sort of aggravation and hoops to jump through. And really, she was doing so well in England and the US that we just kept on going. But every time we fight, you see, you see the same comments. Like, this is Ireland's greatest ever fighter. Maybe their greatest ever sports star. How can she not fight in Ireland? And you would do 60,000 at Croke Park and it would be the most stunning night like you've never seen. And she deserves it so much. On the flip side, MSG come back and said, guys, you have to bring the rematch back here. And there was something to be said about the Puerto Rican and Irish, wasn't it? I mean, it was almost like the Irish was slightly louder, but it was very close. Mm -hmm. Like, And that added so much, in my opinion, to to the event itself. Um, And I'm not sure you'd get the same amount of Puerto Ricans flying to Ireland, but it'd be nice. Um, and then, you know, we've had a couple of calls from the Middle East to say... Already? Yeah, to say, look, you know, there's a big movement in the Middle East right now. You know, we did Joshua Rees in Saudi Arabia, we're talking to another a number of other countries as well. They want to make a, certainly a medium-term commitment to boxing. So they're looking at the mega fights of boxing and Taylor Serrano. Like, if you, if you turn around now and said, what are the four or five big mega fights in boxing? You'd have to put Taylor Serrano too. With all of those, with Canelo Triple G, with AJ against Fury, with you know, so that that's right on their list, and that would be groundbreaking within itself. So, but for me, to to take Katie back to Ireland in front of sixty thousand people at Croke Park, like that would be. So that'd be your top choice. I think so. Yeah, um, but you know, and I think it would be Katie's. So there's two things I want to ask you about Croke Park. Number one, I was always told because you know Connor wanted to fight mm. there too, Connor McGregor, that there's a curfew. 
Mm-hmm. So it has to end at a certain time, right? Normally, I mean, that the problem with doing a UK fight for a US audience is the US broadcaster will always want you to go as late as possible. Right. So, But we would be able to go probably at 9 or 10 o'clock local time. But the problem with that is it brings in sort of 2, 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, event on yeah. the US, which traditionally doesn't do as well. Right. But, you know, with the Zones Global platform, there's as much focus in the UK as there is on the US. So it would be okay. Another thing that was brought up to me, and I know this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, but you sort of just alluded to it, this Daniel Kinahan situation. Mm. How big of a problem or how big of an issue, how many obstacles would be in your way to do... Like, is it possible that boxing could be momentarily dead in Ireland? Like, no one's going to be allowed to do events there? For a long time, you know. so Can't do anything. No, there just hasn't been a a A big event or people willing to There was that incident a couple of years ago, yeah. So, you know, I think that it's slowly, slowly, I I guess, and um, we'll have to see really speak to relevant people there and see if everyone's comfortable for a, for a big show. But we'd like to do it. And I think it would be a shame to go through Katie's entire career with not fighting in Ireland. I think one day we'd look back and kick ourselves because we've never done a show of any magnitude, really. And you know, my dad has. Did Eubank, Steve Collins in Cork, you know, probably, I don't know, 25 years ago now. But as a business, we've never done it. And I just... It was really nice to give Katie, or, or give her, she she got it, but be a part of delivering that for Katie on Saturday because she deserves it more than anyone. I mean, you couldn't meet a nicer individual. like You couldn't meet someone that's more dedicated to the sport who deserved it more after all the years of sacrifice. And that's why I said the ring walk was so special because it was like, you know, and she, I posted on Saturday, I said, you've paved the way for so many others, but tonight is all about you. And she struggles with that. You know, she's so selfless. Mm. She's She would never say, tonight is all about me. Mm. She would say, no, tonight is all about showing people anything's possible and inspiring the next generation. I'm saying, it is, but please, this is you. This is everything you've worked for. This is your moment. And that, that, was, that was really rewarding. And we'd get that at Croke Park as well. That same kind of feeling. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever met a fighter who's so wholesome, pure, who doesn't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I feel like she doesn't have a single skeleton in her closet, no. right? No. Is Have you ever met someone quite like her, where she's just no, so I mean, that pure? Was, that was, when I first met her, she fascinated me. She inspired me. Like, I just, I was left almost dumbfounded. I remember we had the meeting with her and Brian, and then we went for lunch. And I sort of spent the next day or so just thinking about her and that conversation. And I was like, you know, I, I told you before on here, I said, what, tell me, tell me about you. She's like, what, what do you want to know? I said, well, <laughs> tell me about your life. Like, what, what, what do you care about? What do you love? And she's like, you know, boxing and my faith, really, and obviously my family. But, and that's, and, it, and when you, when you're working for a fighter, it, to know that they're going to give everything, you know, to know that they're not going to sort of, you know, skip sessions or on their off season go out and you've got to worry about them and doing that and do they really want it and what, it's just, you, I don't even have to, like I said the other day, Katie's probably, I, she's like, I'm the closest, she's the closest fighter to me that I don't actually spend time with. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them you're with all the time and you're very close to, but you don't need to be around. She doesn't want you around. Like, if I pop to the gym, okay, nice, but she doesn't really, like, it's fine. You know, 
bit, and it, we've got that relationship where she's just, you know, we, we've given her all the opportunities, but she's done so much for for me and us, and I think the sport. And uh, she's amazing to work with, amazing because what a dream for you, right? Because she's probably not too like needy. She's not needy, or but jealous. She's also turned down <laughs> millions of dollars in sponsorship, really, and appearances. Why? Millions. Because she's not about that. She doesn't believe. If she doesn't believe in something, she would never, like, you'd never, can you imagine Katie sitting there doing an advert for a brand that, it's just, that's not her. Mm -hmm. You know, we've gone to her so many times. I mean, sports betting, you know, that she's mm. not a huge supporter of, for example, um, which is why my bet with Jake Paul probably didn't go down too uh, well. <laughs> but, but on a serious note, she would say, no, nah, not for me. And it's like, yeah, but can I just tell you about the deal here? No, I don't need to hear about it. Wow. It's like, you know, or an appearance. Oh, no, no. What have I got to do? Oh, you've got to turn up and, you know, do a few photos and spit. No, no. It's like, but I learned that many years ago. Right. And now I don't even bother, in all honesty. She has a tiny number of sponsors that, and, and every deal that you do, it's very, you're very honest and say, she's not really going to do that much. Anything that takes her away from her training, anything that affects her preparation, absolutely not. She'd rather not do it. So, you know, but you get your head around that quite early doors with her. And, but the one thing I'll say about her, she embraced the media build up to this fight more than I've ever seen. And she really enjoyed it mm. because she got pulled everywhere in the promotion to this fight. But she, again, she, she was really proud of, of the attention of this fight, I think, and, and was, was fantastic. So you alluded to the bet on Thursday. Mm. Who called you guys to tell you you can't do this? We, I spoke to Sean Palmer, who's our sort of chief head of council. Mm -hmm. And when I came off the stage, he was like, you know, sort of, it's not a great look. It's very right. sort of gray area of a promoter betting on a fight that he's promoting. And, right, right. You know, in terms of integrity, it doesn't look great and blah, blah, blah. So I sort of, we spoke to Nikisa and Jake and they were like, yeah, okay, well, what do you want to do? It's like, well, we can't really do the bet, I think, but do you want to come up with something different? And we sort of kicked through a few ideas. We didn't actually finalise anything, but the, I think the last thing was if Katie lost, I would have to go and spar with Jake. Wow. And we'd probably stream it, maybe even for charity or something like that. And, you know, have a, uh, or, and if we won, then I would send someone to spar Jake. Okay. Which we'll see. We'll see if there's still have wanna... a person of mine. Like, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, I was going to send you. Yeah, oh, that'd, be, no. that'd be down. Tony Bell, you would be a good one. I, I like, saw yeah. Tony. I saw. Yeah. And they... I mean, <laughs> the problem with Jake is, is that he's now in, in a world where it's like strike on sight mm -hmm. world. Do you understand what I mean by that? So if you say something to mm -hmm. someone that's offensive or disrespectful, in this world, there's not, it's not a conversation, it's strike on site. So if he said something to Tony Bell, about Tony Bellew that was disrespectful, particularly to his family or anything like that, there's no conversation. He will, he will, he will iron him out on site. Well, I saw Tony right after he crossed paths with him and it looked like his eyes were... Well, he was, yeah, but sort of Jake came up to him. I think he didn't see him and he sort of went, oh, hi, you know, and he uh, was quite respectful. But he never said anything that okay. was, but you know, like, Jake said stuff about Connor, mm. and when I've heard it, I well, was Gregor, like, you're talking about yeah. about his family. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, 
Yeah, it's a lot. And it's a different world. This isn't YouTube or Disney where you can get away with saying basically whatever you want. This is strike on site world and there'll be no conversations. There'll be no mediations with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. But that's the game he's playing. You know, and he's pushed that game very hard with a lot of people. And, and listen, it's working for him. And um, I, I still, you know... I still like Conor McGregor against Jake Paul. I've got to say, I mean, I know there's a bit of a weight, but Conor's looking big these days. Yes. But Who do you think wins that in a boxing match? I don't, I don't want to disrespect Conor because I really like him, but it's the size is the problem, mm. you know? And again, when I said Jake was having, like, he can fight. He's quite explosive. Can punch a little bit. But Conor, Conor is, a lot of people don't know, Conor was a, is a decent amateur fighter. He does have good boxing fundamentals, like much better than most mixed martial artists. His boxing is, is much better. And even in the Mayweather fight, I know that Mayweather was holding him up, really, for most of that fight. But he, he, was, he was competitive enough. It certainly wasn't embarrassing. And he fought the pound-for-pound pound number one at the time. So Conor can box, but really, he's, a, he's what is he, 147-pounder? Really? Connor, I mean, I know 147, 154. I know he's you know pumped yeah. up right He's now. gone all the way up to 70. Yeah, but... You know, Jake's at 200 or right, whatever right, he is. Yeah, he's, probably, he's probably 220 right now. So, but I'll, I don't, you know, I'd like to see it. Could I'd you like imagine it. same card, Katie Amanda 2? Nikisa mentioned it to me. You know, really? He said, look, what about Taylor Serrano and Conor McGregor against Jake Paul? Same night. You know, I think they're two, they're almost, obviously, Conor, Jake's huge, and right. so is Taylor Serrano. It's probably better on over two cards, but it's a hell of a night. But I, I just can't see Conor and, you know... Ultimately, Dana. That's the one. I mean, Dana's really not going to do a deal with Jake Paul. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> you know? well, it's, and Nikisa as well. Yeah. They have a history. Pre, pre, yeah. Yes. So. That would be insane. I think that gets over 2 million pay per views. Oh, yeah. And some. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Mm. So, all right. So, you and Jake, you're cool now because. Always cool. The thing. Yeah, he wasn't great. He wasn't. He wasn't happy on Thursday. No. Yes. On our head. Yes. And but that thing I, blew up. The problem up. is, I'm, I'm not, I won't be disrespectful, but at the same time, I'm not going to. Brown knows him, as we call, because I'm just going to be honest. And I didn't feel that, like, there are so many fighters out there that I would say are average. Like, that's not poor. That's not good. It's in the middle. So I'm saying that you're an average professional fighter. That's a massive compliment. But he didn't, you know, this is a guy who he, he would say to me off camera, in two years, I will beat Canelo. And... I'll sort of look around for a camera and realize there isn't one. And I'll think, wow. Do you think he believes that? Yeah. I think he's so deluded. <laughs> so deluded. But that delusion and that confidence will actually help him in the ring. Because he does genuinely go in there think he's a world-class fighter. It'll get him knocked out eventually, but it will... I think it, people sort of get a little bit baffled by his confidence. And it's not fake confidence. He actually genuinely thinks that he is a world-class fighter. And, but you know, like when he said, I've been sparring these top five cruiserweights, you know, I've never heard of them. <laughs> and I know every fighter in the world. Right, right, right. He said, they're the top five cruiserweights in the world. I said, well, there's four world champions and then they're not them. So, but I think he's, did he announce yesterday's fight in August 13th? August 13th, but no opponent. Yeah. I think he's great. Think you think he beats Tommy Fury? Probably, yeah. But that's what I said. Like, Tommy, Tommy Fury's average, an average fighter. It's not terrible. 
It's not, he's not any good. He's average. But I don't mean that as disrespect. There's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of average people in a chosen profession. You've still got to be a certain level to be even being Sure. There. First time you met him, you didn't even think he was average. Terrible. That's what I said. <laughs> yes. But when he boxed Anderson Kidd, it was, I mean, he, to be fair to him, he did knock him out in a round. Sure. But it was, you could tell it wasn't. But he's massively improved. Massively improved. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. I think, I think he's very exciting. He, he, you know, he brought a huge amount of eyeballs to Taylor Serrano. I think he's an engaging character. Um, and I think he can fight a little bit. So the next time, so he's obviously, he's still with Amanda, so you'd have to work with him yeah. again. And that was all good, right? Brilliant. Is this the easiest co-promotion you've ever had? Because it felt like good vibes the yeah, whole time. I think, again, when we go back to that sort of disease of the industry, right. people, like you could do a co-promotion with someone and they almost want it to fail right. because you're involved. It's weird. Boxing's a weird business, really weird. Like they'll freeze you out where on something that could make the, the event so much bigger and make them so much more money, but you're not involved and that's beautiful. You know, like when Canelo boxed Caleb Plant, mm -hmm. they wouldn't let me in anywhere. You know, when I went to the weigh-in for the PBC event, what do you mean? They're stopping you at the door? I mean, well, no credentials. And like, and to the point where for the weigh-in, obviously Canelo gave me my accreditation, went to the weigh-in, and next thing I've got like a security guard here. And I, I know what's going on. And mm. I know they're just basically saying, don't let him get backstage. Don't let him get, in, you know. What do they think you're going to do? Nothing, but it's just, it's, it's a freeze out. Mm. So it's anything to stop him. Were you frozen out of uh, Fury White? Uh, I didn't really choose to try and attend. I you mean, you weren't I welcome there either. I wouldn't have been allowed. No, certainly not. I mean, if if I tried to get in the change room or anything like that, no chance. No, no chance. chance. No chance. But also, uh, not not really with Bob because I think you know I've been to top rank shows right. and stuff like that. But um, with I remember Canelo Plant so funny. I was in the me and Stephen Espinosa don't really have the best relationship. You know, he had Anthony Joshua. I took him uh, to the zone bit with HBO at the time. And I was in the Hennessy Lounge for the Canelo plant fight. And I saw Stephen. And I thought, I'll just go and say hello. And I went over to him. I went, Stephen, how are you? And he went and walked off and wouldn't shake my hand. And I just thought, I just thought back to Conor McGregor, you know, at the Mayweather presser. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But that's that's like the pettiness of that is unreal. And but that's what exists in the business. It's it's frightening. And the great thing about Most Valuable Promotions working with them was, yeah, there was a few difficult moments. You know, I probably had a moan up about Nikisa, he would have had a moan up about me, but they genuinely want the event to be a huge success. So, and that's just common sense. And therefore, we all did a great job, pushed it as hard as we can. And don't forget, Jake spent a lot of time pushing that show. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got a big audience and he brought massive value to it, but the, these these industries are, are really diseased through sort of the 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 guilt and sort of aggravation that boxing and and brings to you. That it's just it's fascinating. That's why, like, I look at PBC, I look at Al Heyman, just will do anything not to do a fight, you know. And, and it, everything everything's about only if you do this. Now you look at like Crawford Spence now, the only way that fight's really going to happen is if Errol Spence turns around to PBC and Al Heyman and says, make that fight, right? No other fights, make that fight now. Or 
if Errol Spence has to sign a long term, sorry, Terence Crawford has to sign a long term deal with PBC, well, they don't get the fight. Now, when we did the undisputed road with Canelo Alvarez, he went Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, and there was one left, Caleb Plant. And it was like a game of chess. So we made an offer to Caleb Plant. They would never, ever have let Plant fight on his own. So Canelo went, okay, I'll go over there, take the belt, come back. And that's a problem with boxing. Well, if Amanda was still with Lou DiBella, does this fight happen? <laughs> I think that, that that relationship was very fractured over the years of, and it wasn't necessarily Lou's fault because there just wasn't a market for women's boxing. And Lou was a believer in women's boxing and he's done a, you know, he was a, a, a part of what happened on Saturday because he's been a, a long-term campaigner for that. But it seemed like Jordan Maldonado and Amanda, they never really trusted or believed in him enough. And I feel a bit sorry for Lou because he'd done a lot of work with Amanda over the years, but obviously she left him, went to Jake Paul. Jake come in, raised her profile straight away, camp, you know, championed her and ultimately doubled her pay packet for that fight. He, he got her twice as much as Lou DiBella could have got mm. for that fight. That's the reality. And he got that because of the increase in profile that he gave to Amanda, but also the value that he brought to the event for DAZN. So, you know, when we pitched the fight to DAZN and told him it's going to cost this much, Jake Paul's involvement probably got that over the line. So, um, but, you know, it, see what Amanda and, and Jordan's relationship's like with Jake and Nikisa moving forward. Maybe they fall out. I don't know. That's just boxing. And I always think that personal relationships and trust is everything. And that's the same, the relationship we've got with Katie, which is, Eddie, I trust you 100%. And Brian, you know, Peter's our manager. We trust Eddie. You do your job. And we'll, we'll argue. We'll negotiate now and again. But trust is everything, especially in the fight game. Because it's a horror. I said, you know, it's a horrible world. But, you know, sometimes fight, when a fighter believes in you, it's a great feeling, and you give them everything back. After a night like Saturday, do you hear from your father? And if yeah, so, what he said? Straight away, he watched the whole fight, every fight, and it's like stayed up till like yeah, uh, he, three a.m. Well, he started, I think it was like nine thirty p.m. UK for before the bell, and then three thirty. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's getting, I'm getting texts every night, uh, so every fight. Right. Oh, I like him. He was good. No, it weren't very good. Oh, what? And then you know, all of a sudden, this is a good fight. It's like that. Leave it, you know, and then the next day, he the is it's quite a painful phone call on the Sunday because he wants to talk about literally every fight. Okay. And you know, when you talked out, you've done the media, yes, like, yes, yes. You know, that that kid, you know, that six rounder, he was good, and yeah. I like the way he did that. And I was like, but he just said, you know, one of the greatest things he's ever seen. Wow, you know, and uh, he's like, he's living his life through boxing. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame promoter, but he, when he stepped back from boxing. Now he just lives it through me. So he sits at home watching these shows thinking, wow, that's my boy. Mm. That's Matchroom. That's got to feel good oh, for you, amazing. right? Of course, because the family business is everything to right. us. So, and, and that's the legacy that I take forward. But for him, you know, and he had those same arguments, those same fractured relationships with everyone. So it's almost like, that's my boy, go and sock it to him. you know. And he'll say to me, don't take any shit off these people. Go and smash them to pieces, all of them. You know, and I might say to him, oh, you know, PBC or Espinosa, you know, which, yeah, that's why, because they're petrified of you, son. That's why. Mm. And, you know, he's a good little cheerleader for me as well, because sometimes, you know, when, especially in America, when everyone's against you, not you, but the industry, yeah, yeah. It, can, it can get a little bit, you know, you can start thinking, oh, 
do you really want to just go back to the UK and just sort of dominate over there? Because this is a bit, but actually with me, sickly goes the other way. And when I see them do that to me, I just think I'm going to crush you, crush you. Whether it takes a month or a year or 10 years, I'm going to crush you. Do you feel like you're, you're number one right now? Like there's not even a close second. I think it's a three horse race with Matchroom, PVC and Top Rank. You know, these are these are very, I mean, Top Rank particularly, very good promotional company with a very good broadcaster that have a huge tradition in sports, right? But none of- You watched their show on Saturday, by the way. I haven't watched it, okay. no. But Shakur Stevenson is an outstanding fighter. But they know how to, They you know, we're quite similar mm -hmm. in terms of the mechanics of, of, of promotion, you know, branding, product value, like- brand profile, all this kind of stuff, social, is we're, we're quite similar. And PBC, aggressive. But I look at these businesses, Ariel, and I think, you know, and in the UK, you have to post your accounts. Mm -hmm. So anyone can look at any company, any limited company's accounts in the UK. Strange. But you can't, that doesn't exist in the US. And I look at these businesses and I, I wonder about, the long-term sustainability or the underlying sort of value of these companies. Because I look at some shows they do, I know every number of every show we do down to a T. And I look at some of these pay-per-views and I think, how have you done that without hemorrhaging millions and millions of dollars? And some of that comes through investment, you know, that, that these companies have, have done. And that's why I just say, I know that long-term, the way we run our business, the way we operate, we're unbeatable. But again, that's it's time. So when we came three years ago, no one, we, we weren't even here. You know, we came into the market, it was very difficult. Now already, we're top three and we're battling out with it with the big boys. But if you're gonna really, if you're gonna listen, I mean you won't hear from Al Heyman, because he doesn't speak. But if you're looking at it now and you're saying, Eddie Hearn and Matram, Al Heyman, PBC, and Bob Arum and Top Rank. Bob Arum is 90 years old, legend of the sport. Who are you backing? Mm. Who are you backing? Who's your money on over the next two, three, five, ten years? You know, I know where my money would be. I'll never understand the Heyman not speaking thing because to me, like, you need, like, this is part of the but magic the, the of. The biggest problem the PBC have is a lack of spokesman. They have no face. There is a real, there is a real mindset in the sport. People don't like, Al Heyman hates promoters, right? He hates someone to be the figurehead, the spokesperson, the face. You need that. You need the face. Yeah. I'm the mouth, right? I'm out there 24-7. Good stuff, bad stuff, controversial stuff, but stuff mm. all the time. And fight. you can't, as a fighter, as an event, you can't rely on the fighter to continuously be part of this machine. Dana White, the, you know, the success of the UFC comes from the figurehead. That's the brilliance, yeah. And, and that's, that's the person. And also, at the same time, it, it increases the value of your own business and brand where you don't necessarily need to rely on talent all the time. Of course, if you have the best stable, you're in the great position, greatest position. But that's the thing with the PBC. You know, they, they employ, ultimately, or work with, smaller promoters that they think aren't dangerous, you know? They're not a threat. They're very happy to be in that position. And nice people, by the way, I don't mean, but they're never gonna be standing up in front of the media holding court, you know, getting fighters head to head. And you know, that, that's, you, you have to be 
a face, a name. And who is going to be that face and name to take boxing forward in America? I don't see them. I don't see these emerging promoters coming out, the ones that are reliable, the ones that won't flake off for a month and go to, I don't know, somewhere else and think, oh, I can't do this anymore. Where's the ones 24-7, seven days a week that are there and not going anywhere? And as I say, Aram is a brilliant, like he's, you can't knock Bob Aram. He's 90 years old. Where's the, the future of that business? Who's going to pick up the mantle and be the next Bob Aram? So, and people might listen to this and think, cool, he's arrogant. But I'm just, I'm just telling you that if you have any brain, if you have any common sense, what is the future of boxing in America? And it's us. That, that's how I feel. Whether that's a Jake Paul delusion mm -hmm. or whether that's just me being egotistical, I don't think no one can live with me in terms of the passion and energy that I've got and the time. And I've got time. I want to do it forever, but I've got a lot of time. We had the nice chat about balancing work and family. Mm. I saw this great piece, I'm sure you saw it as well, in The Guardian, and they showed the photo of you as, I think, a 10-year-old yeah, standing behind dad, you. Yeah. You're in the exact same room, yeah. and they did this thing. Yeah. You saw this thing yeah, that they did? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Same phone as well, yes. same red phone. And I read what your father said, and of course, I know who your father is and what he's done in his legacy. But when I was reading it, I was like, ah, now it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Everything he said of himself, I was a bad father. Mm. I was not there. And it was like almost the exact, I can see why yeah. you're able to be at terms, at, at, at peace with the lifestyle that you have, because that's the lifestyle your dad had. Yeah, I mean, for me growing up, like he was, he never felt like a bad, and he was a good father. You know, when he was around, he would give me 100% all the time and actually go beyond trying to make up for not being there. And same mm. thing with me, and I'm away now for, two and a half weeks or whatever it is. So when I go back, you know, I'm missing my kids dearly. But it's a sacrifice. And and I hope they will understand. They will understand because they understand what the business means to us as a family. If you have Sunday lunch with our family, we get told off 30 times, me and my dad, every Sunday lunch. We can't stop talking about business. Mm -hmm. But it's not really business for us. It's sport. And it's life. So where you might, you know, you might have a conversation debating about an MMA fight. I'm having a conversation debating with him what's right and wrong about one of the sports that we're promoting or whatever it is. And, the, you know, the, my mum will say, will you stop? <laughs> right? She's lived the, a life of 40 years of this. And it's, but it's, it's not going anywhere. So you've got, a, and again, you know, our deep conversation last week, it all comes down to how, how much you want it. How much do you want it? What sacrifices are you prepared to make? And I want it so bad. Like nights like Saturday, you know, that's, how can you even compare anything business related or life to, to that experience on Saturday? Family is everything. Business close second. That's our famous saying within the family. But I think you have that in your bio. Yeah, that's well. right. Yeah. But he didn't have mobile phones back then. You I do. Know. So it's harder for you. True. He well, like you say he yeah. gave you hundred percent. He was able to give that you hundred percent because no I one wish was interrupting. We didn't have mobile phones because, like you say, he'd get home. Yeah. And he's we go play football, play cricket, whatever it was. It's impossible now. now. It's like oh jeez. You find that you're addicted you're to the it. Park. I'll be. Uh, I saw you in the I'm ring, the park. Eddie. I saw you in the ring. Yeah. You were on your phone. Yeah, but that's more of a social media reaction. Okay. I'm over the park. You know, yes. I'll be on the swings and I'll yes. be like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know the feeling. I, I know, but I know. it's like you never want to take your finger off the pulse. I know. So, And if you want to be the very best, that's the lifestyle you've got to lead. It goes back to the fighters. You know, if you want to be the best, if you want to be the greatest, you have to make the sacrifices that when you know 
you walk through those that those ropes, couldn't have done any more. Mm. That's the greatest feeling in the world. And when we started that show on Saturday, that's exactly how I felt. Well, have a good show, everyone. Let's be honest. Could we have done any more? No. The man in the glass, read the poem. Greatest poem ever. You know, it's about looking yourself in the mirror in the eyes and knowing I couldn't have done any more. And that's what life's all about. So as we wrap this up, this is tremendous stuff. I appreciate the time. I'll let you go in a couple of minutes. Give it, so we look ahead now. Rematch is what you want. You'd like for it to be in Ireland if you had your way. How soon could it happen? I mean... Because she was beat thank, up. Thank is she okay, by the way? Yeah, I looked at Katie in the changing room. I thought she broke her jaw. You know, she had she had quite a lot of swelling around yeah. here. and But she got scanned yesterday, okay. and she's okay. So all that's, good. Yeah, all good. No, no breaks, no, no breaks, nothing. No. Amanda, do you know, to the best good. of your knowledge? Look, I saw a video of her, a bit bashed up. But yeah, yeah. Nothing, you know, okay. So, so realistically... I mean, where are we now? We're, in, we're coming up with May. May. So June, July, August. The problem is, to go Croke Park, you really have to go... Because it gets of cold, right? Yeah, end yeah. of August at kind of like the latest first week of September is pushing it. So That's too it's soon. quite a fast turnaround. I mean, you know, for a fight end of August, you've got to start training in June, beginning of June. You've got a month. Not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. But also, if if it was the difference for Katie between fighting at Croke Park and not fighting at Croke Park, then, you know, we'll look at it. But I think when you get to that level, a lot of people talk about activity. Fighters, a lot of top fighters outside of Canelo Alvarez really aren't active enough. It's a conversation I have with AJ quite a lot. The bigger names tend to only fight twice a year. It's not it's not that active, especially mm. if you have a fight that might only go a few rounds. So, but Katie's kind of at that stage now where she will only have two fights this year. So we'll have to see where that rematch could be held. And if the timing doesn't work out because of the weather. Is it MSG? Yeah, MSG, like number one. East. I mean, you know, the, you You're could okay get... with Middle East for a fight like this? Because, again, to your point, I was comparing it to 205. UFC 205 was Connor's debut at MSG. It was yeah. UFC's debut at MSG. And it was incredible. One of the greatest nights that I've ever witnessed. And why I thought this was maybe more special, I just said it before you came in, was 98% of the crowd was for Connor on that night. This mm. is November of 2016. And it felt almost like a coronation. Mm. Saturday felt like a 50-50 or a 60-40 yeah. split. That's what made it so special. You go to Middle East, yeah. I know the money's great, but yeah, is the but vibe you know the what? same? It's like I always have to take the criticism when we go somewhere like the Middle East. Mm -hmm. you know, taking the fight, what people will say, away from the fans. Mm -hmm. This is a prize fighting. Mm -hmm. This is the most dangerous, brutal sport you could ever imagine. And if I can generate three, four times the payday, for a fighter that I could hear. One, I would have no choice. I would have no say. They'd be taking it, right? Some different to others, Katie particularly, but still. You know, if we were in a situation where there was three or four times more money on the table for Katie Taylor to take that fight, I would be saying to her, the decision is yours, but you've got to take this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to AJ against Ruiz. That goes back to particularly AJ against Usyk, which is a co-promotion where it's a split in revenue. Do you think that when I say to Alexander Usyk, you can make X to fight in London or 4X to fight in Mid What do you think he's going to say? Mm. It's prize fighting. I agree with all your points in terms of that night out, that moment. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think it's Croke Park or probably back at MSG if we can't do the thing. But if there is an, a life-changing offer that comes in for this fight, we'd be mad not to consider it. And people sometimes don't understand that, Ariel. You know, 
and I, all I can ever be is as honest as I can be with, with a fight, fight fan. And so you have to understand, this isn't a game of tennis. This isn't 18 holes around a golf course. This is a fight that can change you forever, physically and mentally. Please let these fighters get what they deserve. And on Saturday, they got what they deserved. But there may be something out there that just changes their life, the next generation of their family, and the next generation of the family. And there's nothing more rewarding as a promoter when I see someone step away from the sport with all the spoils, with the legacy, with the belts, but financially secure to never have to worry again for them and their children. And that's what they may have an opportunity to do. But you tell me what I want. No, of and, course. And yeah. in your, you know, I'm a fight fan. How much do you think she could get, like, for this rematch? I don't know. I mean, the fight's much bigger. You know, they just made seven figures each. What, what does she walk away with? Are you able to say? No, not you really. All right, I, I don't know. If that was the thing. <laughs> she did very well, okay. and she'll make more money in a rematch. You know that—that's most of her career on Saturday. She, what, what made? Yeah, purse-wise, was it the highest of her career? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 By a long way. And the rematch could be because I, I heard Jake say eight figures for the. Uh, yeah, I mean that's Jake says something. I mean Jake actually said ten figures oh, yeah. in one interview, <laughs> and I was trying to realize how much it was that a billion. You know, I was like, wow. I hope you're paying. Um, but look. Again, we'd have to do a deal with Serrano. Mm -hmm. You know, she lost, so but she'll think that she's worth more than she was in that fight. She may have a point. So it all depends what revenue can be generated. What's the gate now? Mm -hmm. How much would DAZN pay? You know, how much would a sponsorship be this time? Is there a site fee? And and that's how we'll you know we won't just pull a pull a number out of the air like some yeah, people. Right. It'll be it'll be uh, calculated. It was magical stuff. It was an honor for me to uh, be a small, small part of the You're build You're a great up. part of it, Ariel. I appreciate it's gone it. gone down very well. A lot of people telling me. Thank you. Yeah. Got to bring you into the boxing world. I'm not such a bad guy. When you meet with Dana later this week, yeah. tell him he's not such a bad guy. Really? He, I mean, I'm pretty honest. Like, I mean, And I, I like you. I appreciate I will that. be telling that. And I like him. And that's why I tell people he's a good guy. You can only take people as you find them. I agree. Um, thank you for that. And uh, what a night. I mean, I don't, you, know, you don't need me to say it, but... I will never forget that. I yeah, will truly good. never. I, I still feel like I'm on a high. Yeah, but that, I bet you do as that's well. That's the greatest feeling for us because that was presented by us. Yeah, no, so, it's and tremendous. That's, that's Kudos how we to you and everyone. So, and, and that's how we'll build our fan base. That's how we'll get respect from fight fans for providing value for money and nights they'll never forget. I never worked with the zone before and never really met your team. Everyone's a gentleman. Everyone's a sweetheart. I mean, just a fantastic group of people. So I enjoyed every second of it. Thank you so much for coming in. And I guess we'll see you on Wednesday's show as well, since you're now a full-time well, co-host. We, go. well, we got to talk about Canelo and Bivol. Cinco de Mayo weekend. That's right. I mean, good luck Are out you there. Coming? I'm not coming. No. Really? No. I'll bet the zone ended up flying you out. All right. We'll see about that. Can I go on the PJ? Well, we'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank if, you so much. Paying. Good luck. <laughs> I'll pay for the petrol. Eddie Hearn, everyone. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you, Eddie. And congratulations again. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira, is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. 
so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And as he walks out, the head of Matchroom, Canelo Bivol. The fun doesn't stop for Matchroom, unbelievably. And his own. They've got the pound-for-pound king uh, fighting this weekend, going up against UFC 274. You hear me, Frank, on this? Because I don't hear myself. Oh, wait, you know what? I just turned myself down. There I am. You good? Frank, I'm good. Um, That was a lot of fun. So I guess uh, I guess Eddie will be on the show on, uh, on Wednesday. He's now a full-time co-host. Love talking to promoters. You guys know I love talking to promoters. I love talking about the business of the sport. Do we? Are we going? Uh, is she there? Frank, is is Carla there? One second. We went to the camera shot, so I thought you guys were trying to tell me something. Uh, but that was great. I appreciate him stopping by. I appreciate Fred of the Zone stopping by. And and honestly, I didn't really get into it at the top. Um, I was a tiny, tiny part. I did the two face to faces, and that was it. I was on their boxing show on Friday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Akam Barak do a great job with that. It was fun for me to be a part of it. It was fun for me to be on the floor uh, at MSG. I never sat on the floor as a, a fight journalist. They usually have me in the rafters behind the, uh, you know, behind the beams. Uh, the whole thing was just good vibes. Everyone was so kind, so nice, so welcoming. The whole teams that I, you know, came in contact with, everyone was just uh, absolute gentlemen and 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 uh, just gentle women, gentle men, sweethearts, as welcoming, as warm, as friendly. Uh, as nice as can be. So it was it was really special stuff. Um, we'll talk more about that night throughout the program. Talk more to Frank, GC, New York Rick, anyone else who wants to chime in. And of course, a couple of guests uh, will chime in as well. Chris Cyborg going to join us in studio in a bit. But first, let's go to the Zoom machine and talk to the woman who's going up for the UFC strawweight title this Saturday, a rematch almost eight years in the making, the one and only Carla Sparza joining us on the program. There she is. Hello, Carla. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How's it going? <laughs> uh, everything's going really well. And uh, thank you for doing this on, on the Monday of your fight week. Uh, I know it's a really busy time, a hectic time. How crazy is it, by the way? Like uh, right now, do you feel like your head is spinning? Is uh, is life very crazy or pretty good? I mean, it's a little busy for sure. Um, you know, just with uh, the added media, um, I think uh, my last three fights, there wasn't much media because of the pandemic. Mm. You know, there was no crowds in the fight. There was hardly any like pre-fight media. So it's definitely going to be a, a bit of a change going into a title fight. Uh, and there's so much that I want to ask you about with regards to the title fight. Just curious, because we've been talking about it on this show and last week as well. Did you watch that Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano fight on Saturday. Maybe you're interested. It's women. I know women were accepted a lot sooner in UFC, but I'm wondering if you watched it and were inspired by them going into your title fight this Saturday. 
Um, I actually didn't watch it. I, I tend to not like watch too many fights like right before my fight because I really just try to stay in the zone of my own fight. Ah, that's interesting. You've always been like that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to me, like watching fights gets me like really amped up and I like, you know, my brain starts starts moving and I just try to like think about my game plan and what I have to do like the following week. And what a crazy couple of weeks for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so this Saturday you're fighting for the belt. The following Saturday, okay. you're getting married, right? Correct. <laughs> this is crazy. You're getting married. So which which date came first? Um, I've had this wedding plan for like eight, nine months. So um, that's been planned like well in advance. Um, and then the fight, I think I found out maybe like around two months or a little more ago. Okay. So, <laughs> so when you got the call, you obviously knew the date. It's it's like ingrained in your mind, right? It's a big day for you and your fiance. What was your reaction? You're yeah. finally getting this fight. We've been talking about the saga of you trying to get the fight for so long. What was your reaction when you got the call that it's a week before your wedding date? Well, my reaction was like, I have a choice to make as opposed to like, if the wedding was, you know, a couple weeks before, I would have been like, I have to cancel it. But, or if it was the day of the fight, I would have been like, no questions got to cancel the wedding, but this was like, okay, well now you have a choice. You can potentially go into, you know, a wedding maybe with a nice belt and a black eye or, you know, just tore up. Like, you know, it was, is a, is a big decision to make, but fortunately, like, uh, you know, my fiance kind of helped me come to the conclusion that, you know, Hey, let's just keep it. We're all, you know, he's like, I love you no matter what, you know, black eyes and all. And, you know, everyone come into the wedding. It's a small wedding. Like, they know what's up. It's not going to be like, that's weird. You know, where'd that black guy come from? Right, so. Right, right. And he, so your, your fiance was totally okay with it. No problems, no hesitations, no questions asked. Yeah, he's actually the person that, like, helped, like, me, like, made me solidify the decision. Because I, I went to him, I was like, I feel really stressed out about this decision, you know, like planning a wedding is very stressful and you do it months in advance. And, you know, I was like, I don't want to go into, you know, I'm stressed out, like how, you know, I could go into the wedding. I want to feel beautiful. I want to look beautiful. And he was like, look, you know, you, when I asked you to marry you, I knew I was, I knew what I was getting myself into asking a fighter to marry me. And he's like, you're beautiful no matter what. He's like, you know, we're just committing to each other. So that's all that matters. And, Wow. I support whatever decision you want to make. And to me, that solidified it. I'm like, if he can see me as like beautiful, no matter what, like that's all that really matters. What a gentleman. That's a real keeper right there that you got on your hands. Well done. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah, for thing. Sure. <laughs> and by the way, like I know, you know, most women would have some nerves, some thoughts, some all kinds of things before their wedding date. Do you even think about your wedding at this point or are you kind of holding it off until Sunday after the fight? I mean, it's, it's hard not to like have it in my mind, but you know, at the end of the day, my, my focus is on this fight. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I've been, you know, preparing for this fight, like for a couple months, but in all actuality, I've been preparing this for this fight my whole life. You know, this is, this is my dream. This is what I've built up to. So like, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not going to be distracted. Like, um, you know, I, the wedding is, has been set and I've, I've told everybody like florists, you know, venue people like, at, at six weeks out, I was like, don't contact me anymore. Like, it's already all set and planned, and I need to focus on my fight. If you have to contact anyone, contact my fiance. Why did it take so long to make this fight? You know, I mean, that's hard to say. Like, I 
I think this fight was a long time in the making. I think it, it got to the point where it was like, it's undeniable that, you know, I was the next one for the fight. And the only option, you know, the only other thing they could do, there was nobody else that I think was in line for this was just like, okay, well, you know, let's do a rematch with Lily because she was pushing for it. So, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, but I mean, I got cut on my eye. I did a jujitsu competition. So that might've put it off another like month or two. Like there, there's a lot of things, but at the end of the day, I, I try not to like speculate and wonder about those things at the end of the day. Like I got to fight next week and that's all that matters. Mm. How's the cut? It's doing great. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty much, it's fully healed. You know, the doctor told me, I think it was like 90% healed or something at six weeks. And it's, you know, it's been a few months. So, you know, I feel good. I feel good about it. I mean, it doesn't look as super pretty right. as, you know, I'd want it, but you know, we're fighters. <laughs> That's how it goes. When you finally got the call a couple of months ago that it was finally going to happen, what kind of a relief was that for you? Because I feel like, I mean, I said it, I thought you should have been fighting for the belt in November. Uh, I thought you should have gotten the fight after the uh, the knockout win over Zhang Wei Li for, yeah. for Rose. Uh, didn't happen. Yeah. And then there was still like, the, they weren't quite committing to you. It wasn't being put out there. So when you finally got the call, what did that feel like? Um, you know, I, I actually wasn't necessarily like a call that I got. It was more of, um, you know, like when Dana kind of committed to the fight, like when he was like, Carla is 100% next in line. That was just like, <sighs> like I could finally take a breath. It was a huge relief. Like, okay, like now I know what's happening. Like big guy said it. So it's going down for sure. Okay. So it's definitely a big relief. Have you watched the first fight in the build in the buildup in the training camp leading up to this one? And, and if so, how many times? Have I watched your the, first fight? What do you mean the buildup? Like, like as you're preparing for this fight, oh, do you go back to 2014 and watch that first fight a lot? I, I did. I did, in fact, watch that fight. Um, you know, and more of just like studying and kind of seeing what tendencies are still there because I know how she's going to react to me. You know, and um, the things that I do. You know, because although like it's been almost eight years, we both evolved and changed a lot. At the end of the day, like there's still a lot of tendencies that are the same on both sides in, in any fighter, you know, you hope to evolve and change as a fighter, but you're never going to completely like lose who you are and your style. So what do you think is the biggest difference between her today and her style today, as opposed to the one almost eight years ago? Um, I mean, she's just, it just seems like she's just, uh, you know, like a, a better version of herself. She's so much sharper. Like when I see her, her footwork and, you know, her composure in the cage, you know, because she's had so many high-level fights, I feel like the composure is a big, um, you know, she's definitely grown a lot there. She was very young in her career back when we first fought. Um, her footwork, you know, is, is really crisp. Um, her, um, the, her recognition of, like, when there's kind of, like, a quick moment of, like, someone's maybe off or, like, kind of not paying attention. She, she capitalizes on it really well. She's really good at seeing that, um, you know, just her hands are really up and, and sharp. Like her, her striking is crisp, you know, like just overall, I mean, of course, in like her jujitsu and everything, it's always been sharp, but we haven't seen as much of it in the last few years because, you know, she's tend to, tended to beat most people on the feet, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of growth everywhere. And what about, sure. what about for yourself? What would you say you have improved on the most since that first fight? 
You know, I would say um, just kind of like my timing, like I'm better at, you know, setting things up. I think back in the day used to be a little bit more like wild and now it's kind of hidden behind my like mix, you know, my striking and my, you know, my takedowns are a little bit mixed in better. My striking's definitely a lot sharper. You know, I think, um, you know, just kind of like all over my jujitsu, like I think um, has gotten better. Like I think um, I'm more, uh, I'm more going for the, for the submission now and the finish as opposed to back then it was just kind of stay safe and stay in place. And I was like, no, like let, let's get that win. Let's get that finish. I always thought that you got a raw deal eight or so years ago, if I may say so myself, because you had just come off that show. That's a whole process. Of its own, right. Then you're fighting for the belt and you're beating Rose. And that's a huge moment. And then like, it felt like three, four weeks later, they book you in another title fight and you're fighting in March is one of the quickest turnarounds. I always thought you got a raw, a raw deal then. What do you think? Do you agree with me? Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt that way at the time and looking back at it, I mean, I still, I still feel the same, but you know, like over the years, it's like, I can, you know, I did dwell on it for a little bit and I was upset, but you know, it didn't really serve me to be upset about that. And, and like upset, you know, just in general, because you know, that's not going to change. Like that fight is done and over with, you know, I, I lost, you know, got to, got to lick your wounds and like come back and keep growing and, you know, and go for the title again. And, you know, it may have taken me almost eight years, but I'm here again. So that's, you know, that's what I'm, I'm focused on. And on the flip side of that, and I want to give a shout out to a media member, Scott Fontana, who tweeted this. If you win the belt on Saturday, it would be the longest period of time in between two title victories in the UFC over 2,000 days. I think it's like 2,700 days or something like that. But you would break the record. Do you know this? Yeah, no, I just had heard that. And I was like, wow, before that, you know, I think it was Frank Mir at four and a half years. And this yeah. would be almost eight years. So, I mean, to me, that would be like the you know, such a proud achievement, you know, because I think that, I mean, even be, stepping into this title fight is a huge achievement for me, but like winning that would solidify that like, Hey, you know, back then it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't because there wasn't anyone in the division. Like I've continued to grow and get better and evolve. And I'm still hanging with, you know, the new young, young up and comers. Like I'm still here at the top Yeah, almost eight years later. That's an amazing thing. And you know, obviously witness the fact that it would be a record so not a lot of people are doing that by the way yes. uh the the, the nails i just saw them again what do they signify what is it it's one blue I'm, <laughs> I'm colorblind is that pink or white over there uh it's white it's white um you know like i just uh you know championship color white uh, i love wearing white i have pretty good luck in why i wore it my last fight and i got a lot of blood on it but it wasn't mine so that was cool um i wore white when i fought for the title for Invicta and won that. So I'm just, hey, you know, so it'd be cool. Like the blue, I just, I'm going to be in the blue corner and I, I'm a cookie monster. Like I just thought it was cool. I actually had just seen it in my photo I posted from my last fight and I had done the same thing. And I was just kind of like, that's cool. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. Recreate it. Um, and, and so for you, yeah. when, when do you go to Phoenix? Tomorrow? I fly tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And do you, are you yeah, the kind of, flight for me. yeah, yeah, on the West Coast, are you, are you an anxious person on fight week? Like, how would you describe, you know, it's, it's been a while since you fought for the belt or defended the belt back in March of 2015 was the last time. Do you feel different this time around? It's been a long road to get back here. How would you describe what's going on inside of you? 
You know, it's really hard to compare the experiences because, you know, the last time I fought for the title, nobody even knew I was fighting for the title. Mm, I mean, it was under wraps because the ultimate fighter, the final like season, you know, the final episode was airing that week, which would determine who would be in the final. So we pretty much didn't have to do like very much media. It wasn't like this like big pay-per-view that was, you know, built up. It was just kind of like, you know, it was an ultimate fighter. I think we fought on a Friday, you know, it was definitely a different vibe and so you know it's hard to compare like the feelings and I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I get to fight week but it's weird like the last few camps I've felt like this weird like calmness and just confidence and like everything that I've done so I I actually feel pretty good going into fight week by the way did you think that she beat Zhang back in uh in November some people thought she actually lost what did you think yeah I thought Rose won okay I thought she won the fight yeah, I, I've watched it a few times and, you know, and obviously there was uh, both people had their moments in the fight, but I felt that, you know, I felt that she, she, you know, she was the sharper fighter. She was the more accurate fighter and Yang wasn't really able to do too much. Usually when she would, you know, get this great position other than like a, a mount she got at the end of the second, I think. But In your opinion, if you yeah. can share it, maybe not key to be, she's looked really good as of late. Uh, dare I say she's looking the best of her career, especially that knockout of last year was amazing. Key to beating her, especially early on. What do you have to do early on to set the tone, set the tempo? You know, I think I just really have to kind of like impose my my will and kind of fight the fight that I want to fight and not really let her her set the pace. And, um, you know, I think it's it's got to be like a fast-paced fight, you know? So, I mean... Well, you know, we'll see. You never know because at the end of the day, you have a game plan going in and they have yeah. a game plan going in. You never know what they're going to come at you. Like I've had fights where I was like, okay, I'm going to take this person down. And then, you know, they kind of circled me and I had to like, like with what, when I fought Watterson, we were like on the feet the whole time and it wasn't the fight that I expected, you know, but you know, you just got to kind of be able to like switch in the moment. Well, I can't wait. I'm thrilled that you got the fight. I'm thrilled that we're getting to see it again. It's such a great story. And I hope that it's promoted the yeah. right way this week. Um, you know, almost eight years in the making. Both of you were very different people back then. You were coming off a crazy show. Uh, she had hair. She doesn't have hair anymore. You're about to get married. I mean, there's so much going on in your lives. Uh, so well done on getting it. Congrats on the success recently. And well done on taking the fight and even being willing to cancel your wedding if you had to in order to get this fight, but I'm happy it all worked out. And of course, congratulations to you and your fiance on the wedding uh, the following week, but good luck to you, Carla. I appreciate you doing this. I know I told you I'd keep you short so you can get to training. So appreciate you doing this very much and good luck this week. Cool. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. Great talking to you. There she is, Carla Sparza, the cookie monster, legend of the game, and at one point considered for quite a while the best straw weight in the world. Uh, I can't wait for that fight. And again, it was the fight that I thought should have been made last year, but it doesn't matter. It's all it's all in the past. Uh, Olivera Gaethje is tremendous stuff. Esparza Rose, too, is tremendous stuff. Chandler Ferguson is a really interesting lightweight fight, of course. OSP versus Shogun Hua, too. Also on the main card, kind of flying under the radar. And what about the legends, Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon, kicking off the main card? Other fights of note. On 274, Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams. Macy Chasson versus the great Norma Dumont. Brandon Royville against Matt Schnell should be fun. Blagoy Ivanov against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. 
Francisco Trinaldo against Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, Tracy Cortez against Melissa Gatto, uh, Clayton Rodriguez against CJ Vergara, Lupita Godinez, our good friend, against Arlan Camalosi, Journey Newson against Fernie Garcia, and Andre Fialio against Cameron Van Camp. Tremendous name, Van Camp. So that's 274. There's a Bellator event, by the way, on uh, Friday. And there's also PFL this week as well. There's a lot going on. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that as the week goes on. But in a matter of moments... It's fun. It's only 1.30, and I feel like we've uh, we've been on the air for quite some time. Matter of moments, we're going to be joined in studio by the reigning defending Bellator featherweight champion, women's featherweight champion, Chris Cyborg. Uh, after that, we're going to be joined by Holly Holman. I can't wait to get her thoughts on the Taylor Serrano fight. And after that, we're going to be joined by the great Marlon Cheeto Vera, who had a fantastic win over Rob Fawn. I hope you guys watched that fight as well. I was watching it. I usually don't like doing this, but I was watching it ringside <clears throat> because obviously, you know, I, I thought it was a very important fight. I think Cheeto's the man. Stuck my neck out, called him the underdog pick of the week. First round and three quarters did not look like it was going his way. Then he drops him. Cheeto drops Rob, end of the second, and then he just like freaking went beast mode. Incredible win for the Ecuadorian. But in a matter of seconds, so we'll get to him later on, checking with GC, New York Rick, of course. Uh, Chris Cyborg, who's coming off a win just two weeks ago for uh, Arlene Blankow. That was in Hawaii. She successfully defended her title. A lot to talk to her about. Uh, she's on quite the roll as of late. She has won her last six in a row. Of course, she's the uh, Grand Slam champion. She uh, has won titles in Strikeforce, in Invicta, in the UFC, and Bellator, one of the greatest of all time. And she was in attendance on Saturday at Madison Square Garden to witness history, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. So I want to talk to her about that. I also want to talk to her about her situation, her fight career, of course, very much in the news as of late, not only because of her fight, but because of the Kayla Harrison stuff. Uh, and so without further ado, I think she is going to walk in any second now. The great Chris Cyborg stopping by right before she goes to the uh, airport to fly back home. So this is great. Here she is. Yes, Chris. Hey. Thank you so much for coming in, Chris. Welcome. Uh, it's great to see you again. Good, good, How are you? Good. I'm going to take, you have a belt here. Huh? Yes. I'm going to take my belt down. This is my uh, broadcast Sorry. belt. No, oh, no. nice. Look but nice. But your belt is way cooler than mine. And uh, who's that? Ray over there? Uh, yes. Ray's in the house, the man. Thank I you so much for coming in. Yeah, that's great. I bring a towel for you, too. You brought a towel for you? came yes. bearing gifts, Chris. Yes. Wow. Your stuff, by the way. Uh, it, Ray hooked me up with the shirt from the last one. Yes, yes. Very good quality stuff. I yes. really appreciate it. Please have a seat. And then my first day, so okay, okay. my first time in person. I oh, I love it. The sticker. I love it. Look at this. <laughs> wow, this is great. I got the towel right here. Yes. I mean, you do very well with the merch. Oh, so thank, thank you. so much, Chris. Yeah. I really appreciate Welcome. this. And thank you for coming. I know you're going to the airport after this, right? Yes. So I really appreciate you stopping by. Welcome. Uh, you were at the fight on Saturday. We have a lot to talk about, yes. but we just had Eddie Hernan, so I wanted to ask you about the experience. What did you think of the night, the event, Madison Square Garden, all that stuff? No, it was a great event, and uh, very nice to see the two women did an amazing fight, too. You know, Sahanda Taylor did an amazing fight. 
And the nice thing, they all the almost from boxing support event too. Right. You know, it's uh, have a Layla Lee, Clarissa Shields, have a Christy Martin. Yep. Have a lot of girls that support to do women's boxing. It was nice. It now, was a great experience. Why, did, why were you there? For support to do you just wanted to boxing You just too. wanted to support. That was it. Yes, of course. It was a pleasure trip. It wasn't a business trip. Yes, uh, it's everything. You a know, little bit you of work, both. You have a fun okay. after my fight, and it's nice to. I, I have a. I would like to do a boxing fight. Yes. So it's the the perfect time for you me. You said this after your recent yes. win that, and correct me if I'm wrong. Your next fight, you wanted to be boxing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Next one. So when you're watching that on Saturday, when you're seeing how great of a scene it is and the fight, what is going through your mind? I can do that thing. I mean, I want, I'm ready. I want to do. You yes. want to do. You want to yes. be in there. Yes. Why, why, why do you care? You're one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, regardless of gender. Why does this mean so much to you? You know, it's a challenge. You know, and then in the beginning of my career, before I do MMA, I was doing boxing. Mm. So, and then I doing I, I did the MMA. So, I, and I always did I, I did the wrestling, computer wrestling, my Thai, jiu-jitsu, but I never had the boxing opportunity. Mm. And before I finished my career, for sure, this is one of my dream. And I like strike. All, all my fights finished by KO, you know, I like to strike. So it's going to be good. By the way, who do you think won the fight on Saturday? It's a bit of a debate. Uh, you know, I, it was a great fight. It was back and forth. But I saw, uh, but to make me surprised, like the 600 win just three. Mm. You know, I believe he's won more than three. Mm -hmm. And the fifth round, uh, I believe if it's supposed to be like a three-minute round, yes. I think I think Serrano can take that fight by KO. That was a great fight back and forth. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the two-minute rounds, 10 two-minute rounds? So in total, it's 20 minutes of fighting. Yes. You would do, you know, five fives. Uh, there was once a time when the women were only doing five-three or three-three, right? Yes. When you see two minutes, what do you think? I think it's very quick, you know, mm. and, and actually I'm the first fighter to fight five minute, five minute rounds. Oh, that's right. Yes, I was the was first that, time. Was that for uh, Gina? Gina Carano, yeah. yes. August was, of 2009. Yes. August 15th, I think it was, yes. right? Yes. yes. Wow. And that was the first ever one. Yes. Yes, yes. Now it's all coming back to me. So what, it, I think two minutes is very quick. So when I'm doing sparring, I do boxing sparring all the time, and I like to do three minutes. I, I know I ask the person to respond for me, we can do three minutes. They say, yeah, okay. Like, I, I prefer three minutes. It's good because we do five. It's a little bit more than half. Right. Yeah. Why do you think uh, MMA and the community and the promoters, why do you think we have embraced female fighters a lot quicker than boxing, right? It feels like, you know, even dating back to Elite XC and Strike Force, we've been talking, you know, you guys have been main event for such a long time, but just now it feels like the, the women's boxers are getting that type of recognition. Why do you think that is? I think it mentally, I think changed a lot. After this weekend, I think it changed a lot. I know mm. a lot of people say, man, it was an amazing fight. And a lot of people text me. I think it's just mentally thinking maybe the girls are going to fight great, great like the guys. I don't know, but uh, the girls show amazing fight. And, you know, and they always when I fight, I try to be the best fight I can. Like, they can watch my fight say, no, girls can fight like a man, they can do exciting fight, and I think this girl's proven Saturday, and every time when I step the cage, I try to prove it too. And, you know, MMA was getting slow too, but now you see the women's MMA growing a lot. Mm -hmm. I believe after this weekend, it's going to grow a lot of boxing. Uh, was that your first time at MSG? Uh, watch a fight? I, for, I believe for watch fight, yes, but I, I came last, uh, when I fought Gina Carano, we did the open our Yes, I here. remember, yeah. That was amazing. Feels like a lifetime ago, yes, right? Yes, yes. Unbelievable. Yes. But to watch a fight, that was your first time? I think so, yes. What did you think of it? 
it was amazing. The crowd was, yeah. was crazy, you know, and Irish fans and the Colum- you know, the, the, the Puerto Rico fans. It was an amazing vibe. Yes. I saw you had the belt there. Yes, yes. yes. I walk around, yeah, for sure. Yes. You're proud of it. Yes. Did you get a lot of love? Yes, all the fans, very nice. It's every time I like to go in box events and I have a lot of good fans coming, talk to me. It's nice to give shared love, give love for them. Was there any boxing talk? Excuse me, business talk. No, I meet a lot of people. I think it's going to change a lot. I know card, you know, and they talk to a lot of people. It's yeah. nice. Okay. Yes, it's so. always not just have fun, but the work, you know. By the way, what do you think of Jake Paul? You know, we did one video together, and I talked a little bit for him. So I think what he did for Sehan is amazing. You know, he's changed the sport, you know, and uh, of course we've added together. Mm-hmm. But then really did he being changed the sport. I know he talked a lot. A lot of things is true. A lot of things, is, you know, we don't know. But I, I think it's doing good for boxing movements. Uh, he uh, talks a lot about fighter pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine you agree with most of the things that he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that accurate? No, I think I believe I, I believe like we we are the stars. We're mm-hmm. supposed to get him paid better, good. You know what I mean? I think he's... His, his stock, because I start this. So yeah. I started this, everybody throw rockets at me, but you see another fighter doing, you know, John Jones, Naganya, you know, and Jake, I think a lot of things he's saying, it's true. Uh, you were a part of the uh, the video that he did, the Dana yes. White district. Yes. How did that come about? Uh, they just contacted me, oh, Chris, we have one video to do, and then <laughs> I say, oh, cool, I'm free, let's do this. And you didn't think twice, no issues? Yeah, yeah I, I really don't know, sh- not sure everything. Yeah. Just a cruise, they're just going to sign on contract. Oh, cool. What did you think of the experience? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a great experience, yeah. Did you yeah. watch the acting, video? Acting, you know, yeah, they yeah. call me I'm acting. You that's know? right, and that's then right. They call me crazy. We want to be acting. What did you think of the final product? The song, the video? You know, I don't know. A lot of things I don't agree. A lot of things I'm just there for acting. So right. <laughs> okay. on that day. So uh, did you get any heat for that? I, I don't think so, right? Yeah, not too much. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes. Antonio McKee was there too. Yes. You yes. saw him, right? He was yes. in your scene. Yes. Um, so, okay, so you're at this event, and even Eddie was talking about you as a potential crossover fight for Katie. Mm-hmm. You mentioned after your win, and we'll get to the win as well, mm-hmm. over Arlene Blankow. But can you clear up once and for all for me, Chris? What is yes. your status with Bellator at this point? Uh, I'm going to be, I'm not free yet. But I'm going to be a free agent in May, May uh, going to be, I think, uh, sometime in summer. Okay. Uh, but I'm free to boxing. I don't need to ask Scott wow. Poker for boxing. I'm Has that always boxing. been the case? Yes. So why didn't you do the boxing earlier? Because I was continuing going to be busy, MMA mm. busy, you know. It's it's like little time, you know. It's different sports. So right. I need a little time for for keep continue training, just focus on boxing. But I was thinking I'm going to be more busy, you know, in MMA. So I, I let it further a little bit. Okay, so do you know you don't know exactly, or you don't want to say exactly when you're a free agent? Uh, it's gonna be like a sometime summer. Summer. Yeah. And yeah. is there like an exclusive negotiation period, or is if this date comes, you're free to go? No, I have some points to look at Bellator, Bellator, yeah. and then after yes. So what do you think Church. right now? Are you gonna resign? You know, I, I love. I, you know, I love work with Scott. I love work with Bellator. It's family, you know. But it's like the point is maybe this is gonna be the last time it's gonna be a free agent. You know, right. and at this point, I think is the uh, I feel like mass, um, maximize my my contract. You know, it's the last one in sport, and so yes. But you know, I'm let's see what's gonna happen. I'm excited. Has there been any talk since your fight? I know it was just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. but about you sticking around, resigning with them. You know, I think is everything is gonna 
work out. I don't know. I'll see how it works. But I, I believe like it's the last time it's going to be free. Sure. So I have to make sure be right about it's a business. Mm. So it's the last time I have to see what's going to be perfect contract for me. The most money I can make is going to be great. And let's say I want to fight three times a year. You know, I want to keep it acting and keep fighting. Are you happy with Bellator? Yes, I am. Yeah. You like the way Everybody. they treat you? Yeah, they treat me amazing. I think the first thing you have to be respect. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to sign for me is about respect. You know, I think is I'm gonna is respect each other. You know, and I think it's the first thing. My question, as far as your future with Bellator is, is there enough options for you to keep you motivated? Enough opponents, challenges to keep you motivated? Blankow, it was a great fight, but like you already conquered that mountain, right? Yeah. And they were talking about you know I don't know Kavanaugh. You like you've already conquered these mountains there's correct me if you feel otherwise i feel like there's one challenge left in bellator it's katsangano so why hasn't that fight happened in your opinion uh there will bellator want to make this fight happen i think the big issues it's her like to really say okay. she doesn't want it yeah she's supposed we supposed to fight before you know but i think she's asked for fight before i think the big issues is she's accepted the fight mm -hmm. um so depending who I'm gonna sign, who's gonna be with, they're, they're gonna have to find a girl to me fight. You know, the, the, the big thing I want to be three fights a year, mm -hmm. and I want to continue to be acting. I want to finish my career as no fighting, and yes, I want to be active. Do you agree with me when when I say there aren't a lot of new challenges for you left there, unless they bring in new people that aren't on the roster? Probably, I think the first challenge I think for them too is bring more girls to fight for sure. Right. Yes, but I see Cats and Gun. I think probably going to be the next one. So, is it is it possible by the way that you get one in before the contract is up? No, I think it'd be all included. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be part of a new deal, yes, right? Yeah. You're not going to fight like in the next month or something. I can. I'm ready. You are yeah. ready. No yeah. issues in the last fight. Yeah. I kick a lot, yeah. so, but I was, I was just kick a lot in the fight. Maybe my shin a little bit sore, but no, I, I'm aware. It, I, it's nice when you be active, you know, fighting all the time. So it's hard to wait. Mm -hmm. I don't like to wait. So like for a fight like the one you just had, because you already beat her and because maybe she's not the biggest name, like what was your level of motivation going into that fight? Was it hard to get excited about a challenge you had already conquered? I believe the big challenge, okay, it's your opponent too, but the big challenge for me is myself. You know, every fight I want to do better. You know, I feel like uh, every fight, the fights I'm doing, I'm patient. I'm show a little bit of my skills in mixed martial arts. Before the people see just a strike, now I can do a lot of things together. So I think my, my, me is the challenge every day. So doing better fights, motivate fights for all my fans. I think uh, I want to do the biggest fight now. I believe I don't have to prove anything. I think like my legacy is be the Grand Slam champion. This I already did. So now I want to do the biggest fights for my fans and the most excited fight I can. By the way, was she tougher than you expected her to be? Uh, oh, she was tough. She, she was tough. She was always a great fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. More than, I mean, like comparing her this time to when you fought her a couple of years ago. Tougher, right? Yeah, it was, it was Were tough you expecting fight. that? You know, the, I, 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 you know, I always wait to five rounds, but I work a lot of patience in this fight too. Mm. So I've been working a lot of things for sittings, timing, you know, and I was really happy the, the way you're going. When, when you started your career, did you think that you would be still fighting at this point? Like when you envisioned how long this whole thing would last for you? You know, now here you are doing this, for, you're, you're a legit pioneer, you're one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest ever in many people's eyes. But have you like almost exceeded how long you thought you would stick around in this crazy sport? 
You know, at the beginning, I didn't think I was going to fight because I don't have girls to fight. It was not right. like this. The people say, Chris, just keep training. The, the time is going to come. And they say, ah, but it takes so long. Sometimes one year, two years of training, no fighting. So for, I, I didn't see I didn't see I was going to be fight one day, but I didn't see what I, I really just want to do something I love. And everything for me was the consequence. The belt was the consequence. I was I was I, I was to do like to do my best, like what I do, not just fighting. Everything I do in my life, I like to do better, best mm -hmm. every time. So do my mess, my and. But make me very happy, you know, what I'm doing, not just for me, but for the woman's my mate. What do you remember? So the, the official date is uh, May 17, 2005. That was your debut. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the name of the show? Uh, show Fight. Show Fight. Yes. You remember the opponent? Yes. Yes. Erica, Erica Paz. It, it's crazy. You lost. Uh-huh. What do you remember from that night? It, it happened in Curitiba, right? No, it was Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Okay, yes. here it says Curitiba. Okay, Sao Paulo in Brazil. Yes. What do you remember from that? So I was one, it was 145 pound that mm -hmm. fight. Uh, I remember I trained six months for the fight. First I started training and then I told Rafael Cordeiro, I said, I would like to do one fight. First I how it work. Say, okay, I'm going to look for and then they tell me, Chris, okay, you're going to fight no Muay Thai, you're going to fight Mei Mei. Oh, you wanted Muay Thai? Uh-huh. Because ah. I started training Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, okay, you go, we got to fight for you, but have problems. And I mixed my shots. For okay, okay, you're going to work a little bit wrestling, a little bit jiu-jitsu. And I did my first fight. Um, for me, like it was, uh, I wasn't nervous or anything because I don't know how, you know, it's everything new. It's just it's exciting, you right, know, right, right. just make it exciting and then go to the fight. And I, I, I was winning that fight. And, uh, and then the, this, this is like a pride rules. Like I can kick in the head, I can jump. Wow, wow, wow. So, and then I was working this and then shoot the box because people, most fighters fight in Japan that time. Mm -hmm. So, and then that fight I was, I tried jumping her when she was doing guard. I jumped her on top of her and then she pulled me and then I fall and then dislocate my elbow, ah. that fight. And then I continue punching another hand, but I was cannot continue anymore. So they finally finish, they close the fight. But I, I say, man, I born for this. I want to just do this for life now. Wow. And and I always play handball, so I have a scholarship. My mom don't agree about fights. She even not know I was going to fight. So, but after that fight, I say, even lose, I say, I want to do this for life. I want to fight. So. You didn't tell your mom? Yeah, she's she's no agree for this. She she no. she didn't want you to train even. No, she's. She what did said, she want you to do? She wanted to be dentist. She wanted to be study. <sighs> really? She wanted, to, and I always play for her. Ah, I cannot be dentist, but I take two off. You know. To, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so when did you tell her? Did you tell her after the fight? Uh, I had to tell after the fight, but it's because I have my oh, arm. No. Arm. Is she mad at you? Yes. Uh, a little bit. She doesn't understand. You know, at the beginning, she didn't understand this is one sport. They have rules, like you can leave it doing this. The beginning, people don't understand. People is not say fight is no good thing to do, especially for girls. Right. So, but after that, I marry. You know, my ex husband cyborg, and he will support me. We support each other, and and just and then she saw start see it's a sport. Yeah. It's a job, and she start accept. She ever code any of your fights? Yeah, she's came a couple times. So now she's she, she don't like to watch. She doesn't like to watch. No, she every time I fight, she disappear, and then nobody knows that she's in the arena. And then after she show up, yeah. What about your father? My father went to one fight of mine in Brazil. 
and then he feels sick. He's never show up again. Never. Wow. <laughs> what about watching on TV? TV, yeah, he's watching. TV. Live or after the fight? Uh, after. So, after. So your whole career, he's only been to one fight. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Would you like for them to be there or? Uh, I, you know, the day the fight, I don't like to stay for the end of the week. The fight. Mm. Like yeah, I'm getting ready to war. I'm getting ready to be. Huggy, love, right, nothing. Right, right. I have just Fox to the fight. And we should like talk to them after the fight. My mom show up when she show up in the week, but they know like have to be leaving me alone. They should go shopping, should go with you know my team and yeah, stay around. But I, I like to stay Fox on my fight. So even though you got injured and even though you lost your debut, there wasn't a part of you that was like, eh, I don't really like this sort of thing. You actually loved it despite all of that. I didn't Two know. Things. I didn't know I have everything that thing inside me. Like I didn't know. Like well, after this fight, I say, man, I born for this. Like and then funny because I tell my friends, don't have a red card, because before I play a handball and all the time they tell two minutes, you have out. When you're too aggressive in the game, they put you two minutes out. So I say, don't have it two minutes. They can do whatever. So I was, I was feel home first time. How good of a handball player were you? I was good. I was you were good. good. I have a, 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 all my when I was teenage in high school, I have a scholarship. Wow. Um, some some points I rep I I then call me for represent Brazil too for play handball. Wow. Yeah. On was, what level? Yes. Like Olympic level. Uh, Olympic level. Yes. Wow. And then when I was going to one great team outside my state, um, then I did my first fight. Wow. But I was already come. I was already go to play one good good uh, team. Why did you go to the Olympics? Ah, then they have to because have I don't continue. Okay. I don't continue. But then I always speak. I always then put me to to try out. What position you play? Uh, it's the I don't know call in English, but it's the 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 three on on the front. Okay, so yes. you're like striker. Yes, you're forward, striker. and and you score a lot. Well, of... I was good too for uh, defense too. So that was the sport you played growing up. Uh huh. Who introduced you to fighting? So I was playing handball in university, and then uh, we always play with the guys when they have competition. So one father, one guy, one, father, one kid have that his father watching the game. He's from shooter box, and he saw me play handball with the guys. Then he came talk to me. I think you can be a great fighter. Wow! And I told him I don't like to fight. And then he said, No, you can be a great fighter. And he came talk to me. So then I show up the shooter box and start training Muay Thai and training boxing, and then. When the people punch me, I want to punch back, but I didn't know punch back, but you know, but I was really what, this is inside my heart. So he's figured out I can be a great fighter. And I always talk to him, thank you for that, because this has never come out from me. Yeah. I was never going to say, no, I want to be a fighter. No, this is. Did you even watch fighting? No, no. You didn't I watch didn't, anything? No, UFC Pride back nothing. in the day? Nothing. And wow. then I started training in shoot box. They have Vandele Silva, Shogun, all the guys, I don't know who they are. I just they were just so, guys. Just there, just at that there. point, this is what two thousand four. Yes, two thousand four. They're legends at this point. Yes, yeah, all legends. Yes. yes, I just watched Anderson. Anderson? Yeah, no, Anderson's not there yet. He's, He's already left. Le yes. Okay, okay. Uh, and you're in the and and then at some point you start to figure out, wow, these guys are incredible. Yes, then then they fight in Japan. Then the one in the beginning of my career, the one of my dreams is fighting Japan. Yeah, because I see all the guys fighting there, you know. But after in the future, you know, they put some girls fight there, but it was. Did you ever go to those shows? I went a couple of times to Sengoku. Wow, yeah. Pride didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, but Pride, Pride was done by the time you yes. went. But you went to the other ones, of yes. course. That, incredible, right? Yes, it was an amazing show. Yes. So that guy, that the father, shoot a box guy, do you still 
have contact yes, with him? Yes, I talked to him. Wow. If it and wasn't for that guy. That guy, I always tell him, thank you. You know, you put me in the sacrifice. I feel my heart tell you. You know, I feel like just God using me telling you this because I was going to have a different direction for sure. Right. Yeah. And so the style that you have, like, you, you mean, you're, you're one of the most aggressive fighters of all time. Was it like that from the beginning or did Shootabox make that? Like when you came to the gym for the first time, were you aggressive right away or did they transform you into that type of fighter? I think I already have this, but I think the, the shooter box style, I think it helped me more. The philosophy, never quit, keep going. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who is going to fight, you're just going to be ready. So I think is is the philosophy from the shooter box. I, I didn't teach me a lot of things, but I believe I have this in my heart. Because it's hard to teach you this for the fight. Right, that's like part yes. of who you are yes. as, a, as a person. The, uh, the time that you had at Shootabox as opposed to the time, obviously, now that you're you know in the United States training, having your own um, gym and your own coaches, how would you compare your life? You know, you're, you're a much different person now, right? You have a, a family, you adopted a, a daughter, but like training with those guys then compared to now, what's, what's the biggest difference? Is it because now like you're the star, everything revolves around you as opposed to one of many in the gym? How would you compare the two experiences? Um, I believe at the beginning, I just more... Uh, Maybe, maybe no heart more heart than mm. skills. Uh, I think patience. in timing yeah. you start learning the experience too. You know, I think learning. I think when you move to America, like I don't do so much sparring like I do before. Mm. You know, like it's more training. I believe the beginning of my career was different a little bit, but make me who who I am now. You know, you're never gonna see me back out in sparring. So I'm always. You know, I think make who I am now. Like like to punch. No afraid to punch. I think making who I am. But I believe in the skills like I learned wrestling. I trained wrestling in Brazil too, but you know, it's boxing. I think everything is getting better. You know, eventually, you know, it's a lot of fights and the experience and the, the coaches. I think I tried getting the best coaches. Now, now I have my private gym. So we pick the best. Okay, who is going to fight? This girl. So we try getting the person going to help for this fight. You know, who is going to fight? Okay, this point, I think maybe getting improve more my my game and and when I'm fighting. When did you start to realize that you're a lot better than everyone? You could be a legend. <laughs> nah, I feel like I feel like I can put in my plans and my uh, in my heart when I fight it. Every time I don't feel like okay, you bet. I, I I know some girls good at the other things than me. I know mm. this, you know. But I'm very good at what I do too. So, and then I can handle it. You know, they can be good, but I can handle it. Like the the moment they quit, it's it's far away. You know, in me. I remember I was at your fight in Stockton against Shayna Baszler. Remember, you won twice that night. First <laughs> yeah. time you were celebrating, they tell you to yes, come back. Yes. I said, what? Yes. But it's funny because this moment, I remember I did a one fight in Brazil, mm -hmm. and I did the unbar on the girl, and the girl said, didn't tap. And then uh. Hugh Murphy Rodrigo was my manager at that time. He said, no, no, okay, if she don't tap, come on back. I said, what? Come on. <laughs> and I have a wedding, my mouthpiece, and my shorts, and they come on back, and they finish the fight, you know, by punches. But when this has happened, Shane Baszler, I just remember, okay, have to come back. But I was looking, what? You know, I was thinking the finish fight. Yes, that was yeah. a it was very uh, confusing, but yeah. a big stage. Do you still follow Shayna? Do you see her on WWE? Yes, yes. I just watched this weekend too, Ronda Rousey too. Everybody, yes. Yeah. What do you think when you see them over there? Um, it's nice. They change, you know. They change it. Different things, different challenge, and it's great. They move move forward, you know. Uh, you have flirted with the idea of pro wrestling. Will you do it? Is this another thing like boxing where you feel like you have to do it before your career is over? 
uh, maybe I did some training with Talara Rosa. Maybe yeah. there's opportunity to have a little bit of time off. I can go to Florida, Texas to train for her mm -hmm. a little bit. She came to my gym and she did an unboxing fight too, mm -hmm. so my Thai fight, MMA fight. So I think it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a big challenge. Uh, have you talked, are you, your team, have you guys talked to anyone? Is this maybe a part of like the new deal? Because in, in Bellator now, are you allowed to do wrestling? Yes, like you, yes. Okay, you are. Uh-huh. Do you feel like this is a thing that's going to happen? Because I feel like you've been talking about wrestling for for a while now. Yeah, the thing, I think I think I have to have a little moment for training, you know, mm. for see how it's working for the good. It's tough, too. right? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. You know, you have to do good too, you know. Yeah. And but I think if nothing I can do. I think I think it's something you training and you be ready. I think it's a big good idea. How do you think uh, Ronda's doing as a wrestler? I think she's you know she's happy you know she chooses what she's doing. I see she's doing acting good and and. Uh, she's a real athletic girl, you know. She's, I think, she uses the skills of judo too. It's, mm -hmm. it's great to see. Did you ever meet Rhonda? Have you ever, ever had a conversation with her? No. Never. Never. Never crossed paths with her anywhere. Never, never. I went to when she fought uh, Sarah Kaufman. I was at her wins, mm -hmm. but I never had the opportunity to talk to him. Wow. To her, uh, she just uh, hate me and then never talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That was such a crazy time. I remember when you fought the night before her fight against Katzingano. Uh, that was an Invicta. And didn't Dana and Lorenzo go to that show as well? Or maybe it was just Lorenzo? No, I don't know. You don't remember? That's, no. That's when like the deals where we started to find out that they were paying you to be an Invicta to try to get down to yes, 140 yes, yes, and all yes. that crazy stuff. Yes. But you 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 met Lorenzo, right? Yes, Lorenzo, yes. And then, of course, you, you've, you've met Dana as well. Did you ever feel like it was close to happening or did it always feel like it was... You know, Super now far. I'm thinking about okay, the beginning, like when I did it, I really then I think it, I think the news this want something I want mm. from me signing for that, mm. you know. But now I'm thinking about it. Now if you stop thinking about, I think it was never the goal. Really? I think so. What do you mean? I think it was never the goal to make this fight happen. I think why not? Because they, because they have the opportunity, like they have the opportunity. Well, she didn't want to meet you at 140, right? Yeah, but I think then maybe they want to protect her. Maybe she doesn't want to fight. I think you know you can force, but right. I think it's never the goal. But I don't know. I just stay stay behind the scenes, you know, because I, okay, Ronda fighting in UFC, and then I was fighting Victor. Right. Because that moment I was gonna leave, you know, I was gonna go to another event, and I think it then then try hold me there. Mm. So, Where were you gonna go? Ah, I was having other events. Bella told another event right, show right, up right, for right. me. But I think over there they can control me there. You mm -hmm. know? I, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think Does about it bother it. you that it never happened? Like, do you think about it from time to time? No, I have a lot of things like don't happen. Like me, Ronda, or maybe me, Amanda, you know, second fight, mm -hmm. never rematch. But this is this is no no change in my legacy. You know, I think it's... You can, you can worry about something you control. Mm -hmm. You know, something you don't control, uh, nothing can do. Do you have any regrets about the way you left the UFC or the way your time there ended? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think I have great moments in UFC. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I think man, I very thank for all my fans. Thank for the people working UFC. Thank you, and I don't know why everyone give the opportunity. I have great moments over there, but at some point I have a hard time. Like um, the no agreement, then say something, then don't do what's supposed to do. So they say, you know what? I was no one. To, I want to retire at the moment. I say, man, I'm done. I don't want to do really? this anymore. Really? Yeah. Around what time was this? I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, before I'm on the news fight, I already have man. I don't want to deal with this. I was thinking it's gonna be very simple. So just go over there and fight. So and then 
And then we started a lot of things and with the management, with the team training, and with RFC SMA. You know what? It's too much. So then after, you know, I want to finish my contract. And I was trying to sign the new, for finish the fight with Amanda Nunes, the rematch. But they don't, they don't tell me, okay, you're going to sign it, but we're going to make this fight happen. No. Then Amanda say no, after two years, I said, I'm not going to wait two years for this. So I said, no. Better I see what's the option I have and see what I feel in my heart. In my heart, I feel like you want to be happy or you want to be like you feel no fire in your heart about fighting. So I choose to have a fire in my heart and then I sign the Bellator, the fire come on back and then fight happy. You know, no problems outside the cage, just in the fight. Did you consider retiring after the Amanda fight? Did it ever cross your mind? You handled it so well. I remember you showed up to the press conference, you said all the right things. It's uh -huh. one of the best examples of someone, you know, handling a, a, a loss of that magnitude. But quietly, privately, did you consider retiring? No, I believe before. Uh, before the fight, I didn't have it too much. I really? was already tired. Mm. I'm tired. I was already tired. Fighting online, fight like I was already really tired. There was a lot of drama. A lot of drama. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, I'm, I'm not like drama. And then so and the people say, ah, she just complains, just complain. Eh, I'm not the complain person. But now then see it's not just me complaining. You know, you see mm -hmm. John Jones, Nagaya, you see Mio Cheche, have a lot of guys, you know, complain about every a lot of things I did. So but I feel like um, no about this, you know, but after the fight, like I feel mad. It's okay. I was no feel. And then you know, in the sport, you one day you lose and then you win. You know, I don't feel that loss, that Amanda. Um, I think it's supposed to happen. You know, my life changed for better after that. I think. You know? How did it change for better? A lot of things changed for better. Really? Yeah. Yes. I'm a man. I'm a fine Bellator. I'm happy. I'm getting paid good. So I people respect me. Like it was. I don't have to fight online with the promoter. Mm. I don't have to listen to the promoter put my brand down. Like we work together. I think the first thing in my life is respect. This I learned from my family. So I think a lot of things change. Because if you were still the champ, you would have had to stay there for a longer period of time, yeah, right? Yes. So well, maybe. Maybe. So that's was, why you were so... No, maybe. This is the, the idea. Maybe, okay, if I was shoot the title, I had the belt, so I'm going to have to keep it one year, the three fights after, and because the clause, the champion clause, maybe I was going to be there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I was tired to be there. Maybe if it was champion, I was going to get out anyway. So That's why it felt like there's a couple of times, even it reminded me of Demetrius Johnson when he lost the belt. And then we found out he was able to leave because he wasn't champion, where there was almost a sense of relief. Yeah. Because you yeah. had been undefeated for so long and you're kind of tied down. When you showed up to the press conference, you were, you were in such a good mood afterwards. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel sad. Yeah. I feel sad because the little bit because when I come out the cage, all the, a lot of fans crying. And I feel like, why they don't let me talk to the fans after? You mm -hmm. know, like, then, then they don't let me talk. I was there. You can't talk. Okay, but then, but I was not sad because it's a sport. You know, I lost a lot of things in my life when I play handball, when I play another sport. So it loses, it loses. You can happen. You know, you lose a win. You know, how do you learn about from that? And so I think I'm a better fighter, better person after that fight. And supposed to happen what happened. Will it bother you if you never fight her again or you don't really... No, I think if, yeah, you know, in the future, maybe maybe she's, maybe in the future happen, you know, living against God's hands, if this fight could return for me, you know, it's going to happen. Were you surprised she lost to Juliana Pena? Actually, we talk at the house and everybody together, we've, I bet Juliana Pena is going to win. You did? Yes. Wow. Because um, 
She's the same style Cat Zingana. Mm. You know, Amanda Nunes lost for Cat Zingana. And, and I believe they have the same style fight. And then the, the style make the fight, ha fight happen. So I was believing maybe she's, have the, she's gonna win the fight. Do you think she wins the rematch, Juliana? Or do you think Amanda wins? Uh, I think I keep with Juliana. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Really? Yeah, let's see. Let's see, Amanda Nunes changed the team now. Yeah, what do you think she of that? Team herself. You have to have a lot of discipline for do this. You know, you, you have to know you have to train. Nobody going to be on top of you. You're going to have to be your own. Let's see. Surprising, though, after all those years, no? To, like one loss and then everything changes? I can understand. You can understand. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> no, sometimes when you when you win, everything is nice. When you lost, everybody point fingers, each other, uh -huh. you, your fault. There's no fall happen, you know? Let's try fix it. Let's take another page. Did that happen after your loss to her? Yeah, some, some stuff happened, yeah. You had to A lot change? of things going on that moment, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, even Halle Berry. She's in your locker room, then you're not in the damn movie. Crazy. <laughs> oh, right? it was crazy. Yes, yeah. It was she was crazy. like your best friend, and then all I of a sudden, I was the first person. Man, yes, she came to my gym. Yes, she cried. She said she was my fan. She said she was being inspiration. She cried. She cried there. Really? 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 Cried for what? She was so happy to meet you. Yeah. She was, okay. Uh, I was. I was crazy. I was crazy, and then she's crying. She said she was really uh, inspiring her. She watched my fights, and after disappeared. Like, yeah. Cut out. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Did you even watch it? I watched it. Huh? Was it I good? Watched. I didn't watch it. Uh, no watch. No, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't like what they did to you. And what they did to Cat, too. I know. Cat is just going to want to sue. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's just use it. Yeah. Just use it. But you know, a lot of people in your career, in your life, is going to pass through you for use you. So if she's happy with what she did, man, she's going to have to handle herself. You know, for right. me, it's okay. Just one more, you know, change the page. Like the next one. So now here's the big thing. This is what I'm building up to. By the end of 2022, we have to see you versus Kayla. This is the fight. This is the fight. And yeah. you're mm. a Grand Slam champion. No one has ever been a five organizational champion. I don't even know what to call that. Quintet champion? I don't even know what the name <laughs> yeah. of that is. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not advocating for you. I would love a co-promotion or, hey, it didn't work out where she went to uh, Bellator. They were talking. They matched. What about you going over there? You know, I don't see the value be co-promoted. Co you don't see the value? No, because why, uh, why are we going to share the money for two promoters? Ah, okay. If okay. you have money to pay for make the fight happen, you have the money you have to make, you know, make the fight happen. I am, I don't believe I need I need Kayla for prove anything. I think it's no, going to be a great fight for the fighters, yes. for the fans. Fans, yeah. Um, I think she's great grappling, you know, great judo, but it's a mixed martial arts. I think she's going to have a really hard time with me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she's, the girl she's fighting is not the same, same skills. I know she talk a lot, but, you know, I think it's going to be different. Uh, if it's going to be the fight, I want to make the biggest fight. If in the future it's going to be the biggest fight, be against her, maybe, maybe happen. Do you have a desire to make this fight, or is it just kind of like, eh, if it happens, it happens? Yeah. Uh, I want to make the biggest fight. Is she going to be making the biggest fight for, for the Right now, fight? she's the biggest fight, right? For you. Is there a bigger name right now that is possible? I'm not talking about someone in the UFC. Uh, maybe the biggest fight for me, maybe my next fight boxing. Mm. Uh, this is for me, I might go. If uh, it was up to you, boxing hey. is more interesting than a Kayla fight right now. For now, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah? Is there an opponent that you want in boxing or is it just boxing? Uh, we're looking for, you know, for the promoter and then yeah. see who's going to be the next op the opponent. 
And but, but there's no one in particular. In, this moment in my career, I want to do unboxing fight. Mm. Yes. I would love to see you versus Kayla only because I and I hope you understand. Yes. I don't think you need Kayla. Yeah, yeah. Your legacy is cemented forever. You're one of the greatest ever. I just think right now, like, do I want to see you versus someone you already beat or someone who just isn't on your level? Do I want to see her against people that, let's be honest, aren't on her level? Like, of the potential opponents out there for both of you, you're number one, and it feels like it's the closest that we, you know, that we are ever to making it's gonna, this It's going to be a great fight for me. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. going to pay good. It's going to be a great fight. But, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Do you like PFL? I, know, I think it's a great show, mm. you know. Um, I know Dom Davis... Talking a lot of things he in talks Twitter. To you. Yeah, what do you think and of that? I didn't like it really. If why, you why call didn't me, you I'm like not it? gonna answer him for when the time come. Why uh, not? I believe the first thing is respect. I think he's been tweeted too much stuff, and then what's he been saying? I don't know. You can check after, okay, but I right. believe like uh, if you really want to deal with me, cyborg, you know, you have to be respected. Is the first thing I was saying. Mm. So bad and first impression. Yeah. So have you met him? Uh, I don't know if it, I think a couple of times. Yeah, I think six, six. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm okay. Not sure. Have you ever met Kayla? Uh, I actually went to my uh, fight in Miami. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. But did you say anything to her? No, just shake your hands. Just she was there hand. watching. Yeah. What do you think of her? You think she's uh, like, do you like her? Do you not like her? Too cocky, too confident, overhyped? I, 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 I think it, I don't have anything against Kayla. I think she's the next Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that a good yeah. thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. Is that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She tried to be Ronda Rousey, maybe. Uh, I think she's better than Ronda. I think in judo skills, I think Ronda's better. Really? She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. I know, because she's heavy. The girls right. just fight with different skills. Okay. I think Ronda fights the girls with different skills. Um, I don't know. This is my point. MMA-wise, at this point, you think Ronda was better than her? Uh... I think Ronda is a danger is a mix more, you know, in the, the fight. Uh, Kayla, I think you've been learning. Yeah, she's doing. If, if, if you fought her, would it be at 45 or 55? Uh, give me a 55. Yeah? Yeah. You would do it up there? Yeah, it's good. Isn't that to her advantage? No, it's good. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe we're going to be a little slow for her on 55. Right. <laughs> 55 is fast. Well, what's the highest you ever fought at? Uh, the high, the weight? Yeah. I was on 45. 45. You never uh, fought 50 or 55? No. But I was, uh, wrestling, I was doing on 72 kilos Damn. when I competed wrestling. Why not make her go down to 45? She's fought at 45. I can go 55. Because All right. I wow. Know. Easy. Maybe All right, we're making know. the fight right now. <laughs> this is great. Pay me. Yeah. What are you looking for this? What do you mean? Well, what do you want to get paid for it? Pay good. I'm the A side. So <laughs> I love it. I'm the A side. I so. love it. I love it. Do you want it to be for a belt? Does that matter to you? Yeah, no, pay me is good. Yeah, I'm happy with Grand Slam champion. She can stay the belt if you right. want. Right. Yeah. So, so to be clear, you're not interested in a co-promotion. Yes. No co-promotion. No. If you have the money to make the fight happen, have the money. If you don't have it, so the, so the bottom line is, share the money? for this fight to happen, it has to happen in PFL then, because she already has this deal signed. So I don't know. Were you were you were you uh, sad when she didn't re, you know didn't sign with Bellator? I don't say it. I knew she was going to be back, back to PFL. You don't think that she was genuine about it? I think she was. Really? They just matched. Yeah, I don't know. But you knew. You felt like it wasn't happening. So you didn't even get your hopes up. Yeah. It's okay. Now I feel like this fight isn't happening. You feel no happen or happen? No happen. You feel no happen? No, I feel like it's, it's going to be too tough. You want to box. She's got the PFL thing. But I have more years. 
How many more? I want to make 20 years. 20 years? Uh-huh, five. So 2005, we got three more. Uh-huh. So you got three more years. Okay, actually it could happen. But maybe, maybe my, uh, my hope of it happening in 2022 is a little aggressive. Give it there, maybe. When do you think you have your boxing match if it's up to you? I'm ready to August. If I make August. Hey, I heard Jake Paul is fighting August 13th. I know. It's going to be perfect the same card. You want to be same card? Yeah, you want to be with of MVP? Of course. What he did for Sehan is amazing. Did you talk to him or Nikisa no, at the event? No, no, no. I did. I, no, it's a little bit just, but not talk about this. Just say, That could be big. It would be big, yes. Who would be a good opponent for that? I feel like we need a name. We need someone. Anyone come to mind? Katie Taylor? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something, right? Oh, it would be good. Yeah, that, is that, best, would that be the good. dream fight for you? Right now in boxing? It's a big challenge for me. It yeah. is, you know, as, uh, but you know, I like challenge. But we can't, you, you, but, have to, maybe she, yeah. She's a little small, right? But her, her, Eddie, he's been calling me out for yeah, a little yeah, yeah. while to fight yeah. her. So maybe this time. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. All right. All right. So right now, uh, by the summer, you'll, you'll have some sort of clarity on your situation with Bellator. But the good news is you can do box, you can sign a boxing deal tomorrow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if for me to make me happy, if you want to do the Kayla fight, I don't yes. care. By the way, I don't care who promotes it. Uh, you guys could fight in... Uh, yeah, just pay good both, maybe good fight. Uh, just for the fans, you yeah. know? Yeah, for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys deserve to get paid a lot. And uh, I heard her deal is great. I think you deserve the same, if not more, in terms of everything you've done in your career. Yes. You're a legend, a pioneer. And uh, it was great to have you in studio. Thank you. It was thank really you. awesome for you thank to stop you. by. Thank you. Yeah, time, yes. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate that sticker. That That is not moving, by the oh, way. Oh, no. I that is going to stay it. there. Do good. you have any toys? There I there have, any... but the last time I sent to you, you know, broke the, the weight. It broke? Yes. Oh, yes. I remember. Yes. You yes. know what I did? I, I super glued it. Uh-huh. And I put, I have it in my office at home. Yeah. That thing is amazing. It's like yes. a 3D thing. Yes. It's um, so I don't feel comfortable having it here because things break. You know, I have a Connor one over there. It's broken. You Maybe and Connor are cool? You and Connor are okay? I didn't met Connor. You never met him? You were with Paradigm. See, uh, funny because we have the same age. Yes. But we don't have a, you don't have a relationship. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. No, no message? Like, uh, Jake Paul with Sehanda. No. Nothing? Nothing. Would yeah. you like him to be more involved? Uh, the time now is late, now. It's now Why? It's late, maybe. Why? It's never too late. I think. No message. Late. No nothing. Support. Nothing. Not support. DM. Support my opponent, but yeah. Who do you support? <laughs> Shane Kevin. Oh, that's yeah, right. It's Irish. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't like that. No, I don't care. I don't care. They're treating you well there. Yeah, it's good. Paradigm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good team. If I they're not treating you well, I'll call them I up. I love everyone. Yeah, I call up Adi. No problem. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love everyone. Thank you so much, Thank Chris. You, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Ray, too. you're the man. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Uh, Thank Joe's going to walk you right out here. Yes. We just keep it rolling. And uh, safe yeah, travels to you guys. Appreciate it. What do we got there, Ray? You're the man, Ray. Thank you so much. And you guys sent my wife some uh, some too. tights there. I don't know if it was for me or for my wife. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that slim, so I gave them to her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Ray, Chris, all the best to you. Talk to you soon. There they are. Chris Cyborg in the house. Got this beautiful towel here. This is amazing. Cyborg Nation. Oh, Got to put my belt back. They're going to the airport right now. So get out of the way. I almost broke everything. Jeez, Louise. Let me put my headphones on here. Oh. Okay. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds great. This is fun. Who else is coming by? Whoa, what was that noise? It's a door closing. Okay, I understand. 
Oh, there's a lot going on here today, and we still got a couple more guests to go. Holly Holm going to join us in 10 minutes. Cheeto Vera also joining us. Best thing about doing... Wow. A lot of calls here. How's everything back there? Everything's okay? Everything's great. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like she uh, she wants the box. I'm excited about that. Oh, let me tighten this up. Oh, I hear some activity back there, Frank. Some excitement? Yeah, it seems like some excitement. Um, all right. Let's... Uh, let's, uh, let's reconfigure. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by Holly Holm. I'm excited to talk to Holly. I haven't talked to Holly in quite some time. She's going to headline the event on May 21st in Las Vegas at the Apex. Womp, womp. And then after that, we're going to be joined by Marlon Vera. And then after that, we're going to reconvene with uh, GC Rick, talk to the boys about the uh, big event on Saturday. But I want to play a classic clip here. Um, and then I just want to regather myself and uh, maybe even say goodbye to them. So let's play the clip of... Uh, when Chael stopped by, I think it was back in 2017 in studio. Am I right about that? I think it was 2017. He was about to fight for Bellator. So speaking of Bellator, 2017, Chael stopped by in studio before we were in this space, but we didn't redesign the studio. Uh, we'll take a quick little breather here and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Holly Holm going to stop by. Cheeto Vera as well. Don't go anywhere. MMA Hour right here live in living color. You know the drill. That was a great moment right there. I wanted to know how it ended up with his uh, phone. By the way, can we just address the uh, elephant in the room? Yes, I am wearing the same shirt. Now, I didn't know this. When we were running through the options, uh, I was uh, looking at the clips. And, you know, just hearing Chael in my headphones is a great feeling. It's a very nostalgic feeling for me. It's a very warm and fuzzy feeling. And they played that clip because I didn't remember which time. Because I think he's been in studio a couple times. I was like, am I wearing the same damn shirt today? And that made me think maybe we shouldn't. Let's just save this and play another clip. The guys in the back said to play it. I'm not sure if they were looking out for my best interest or they wanted you know, to, uh, to make fun of me. I guess I should be happy with the fact that the shirt still fits. I mean, that was five years ago, five plus years ago. Um, obviously, I've changed a little bit, wear glasses, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the fact that I'm wearing the same shirt in the classic clip that we played five, five years ago, uh, from five years ago. If anything, it makes me think that maybe I need to get more shirts. You know, maybe I just need to upgrade or update the wardrobe. What do you think, Frank? I think you're thinking about this too much. You don't think it's weird that we just played a classic clip from five years ago and I'm wearing the same shirt? It's kind of your thing. You like to wear a plaid shirt. How many different plaid designs are there? Yeah. But you could get a bunch of different plaid shirts. You need quality ones. You know, sometimes I'll see people, they're at, you know, I'm not going to name names of stores because I don't want to offend anyone. But like, hey, look, I saw the Ariel Hawani section here. I'm like, you know what? If I'm being honest, I ain't buying the $25 plaids. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're going for a little bit higher than that. I just want to let the world know. All right. I mean, it's like, you... uh, for plaids? Um, and by the way, was that, do I have to repeat the question or is that on air? Yeah, you have to repeat the question. Okay. Well, um, uh, Tucker was asking me if there were any uh, recommendations. I, I like. I, I used to be a big Supreme guy, by the way. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Supreme, but um, now it's become like a cool kids thing. 
So I don't want to say the other thing that I said that apparently New York Rick said was not a good thing to say. It's But this would be, like, I think Supreme is lit for the kids, right? Um, not the other word that I said that apparently I can't use anymore. I'm still confused as to why. In any event, I used to have a lot of Supremes. Uh, this is a Freeman Sporting Club one. Those are great. Uh, I like a good J. Crew. I'm okay with J. Crew. Uh, and then you just have to kind of find the ones. But I don't like the mass-produced ones. You know what I mean? I like a one of one, a one of two, you know, kind of high quality stuff. Those, those are my thoughts on the plaid scenes. But, uh, you know, it's been a great, it's been a great journey with the plaids. It's been great to have uh, two in-studio guests on today's program. For a second, I looked at the clock and I was like, it's 2.30. Why am I so tired? Oh, yeah, it's really actually 3.30. So I had to break out the, uh, the butternut for a second. Uh, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Holly Holm. Then we're going to be joined by Cheeto Vera. What a win for him on Saturday. Massive, massive win. Great performance against Rob Font. So I look forward to talking to him about that. He's now won his last three in a row. But without further ado, let us throw it to uh, a person that we've talked about a couple times on today's show, including with Eddie Hearn earlier on. She is a legend of not only the world of mixed martial arts, but also the world of boxing. In fact, this June, she will be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. That's how good she was. A lot of MMA fans might not know this or remember this. Of course, they know her as the one who dethroned the great Ronda Rousey back in 2015. We know her as the one who will be returning to action on May 21st, headlining a UFC event at the Apex against Caitlin Vieira. She's the one and only Holly Holm, the preacher's daughter kind enough to join us. There she is. Hello, Holly. I don't want you to get stopped by the cops. How are you? I don't want any problems. Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm parked. Okay, you're parked. All right, all right. Well, thank you for doing this. I pre Are you holding your phone up there right now? Oh, yeah, I was about to try it. I don't have a phone holder in here. My other car did. Let me see if I can switch this up. Well, you could just Hold like on. nudge it. I just don't want to stress you out. Your arms get tired. We'll make shift it. Okay. All right. Um, there you go. If maybe if you just pan it down just a little bit, because it's like almost cutting off your chin. Is that possible, or am I getting super annoying now? Oh, there, Leah. No. All right. Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is great. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate it. Am I in frame? You, I don't know. You're perfect. Right. You're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it very much. Um, lot to talk to you about, but I, I'd love to know your thoughts on this past Saturday. You are a pioneer of women's boxing, and I know you were posting about it a little bit. What did you think of the fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano? I'll tell you what, they, you know, they got out there and, and they knew that a lot of people were watching. They knew they had this big opportunity, uh, being the main event, Madison Square Gardens, and they showed up to fight. Um, it's always inspiring to watch, you know, the hard work that, that, these women put in there and they go in there and they, they fight with passion too, you know, and, uh, it was a fun fight to watch. Um, definitely a close fight, you know, which is good. You don't ever want it to be this like big awaited fight. And then just one person getting schooled, you know? Um, and I figured it would be a, like a split decision, if anything, you know, um, I knew it was going to be just a, a really close battle, a back and forth fight. They're both very good, uh, boxers. So, um, I mean, a, a little bit towards the end, it, they just started swinging, just slugging. And I, I, I mean, I guess that when they, when you're in those later rounds, it's kind of just like, let's just go. Um, I didn't know if I, I didn't know if I would, I knew I would see like back and forth, like a, a fight, but it kind of was even almost like a little bit of a brawl there at the end, just like throwing. Did that surprise you? Cause that's not usually Katie's style. It, it did. It, I mean, 
I can't say it surprised me because when you have a lot of emotion and you're through a 10 round fight and you're just in there and you're going, um, I'm not going to say I'm like shocked that it happened, but I do think I didn't expect, you know, that much of it, um, you know, to just, it was basically like your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Who do you think won? I, I mean, I, I, I feel like it was, how how the judging went um a split i know that serrano especially like in the later rounds kind of pushing forward but taylor i think was you know landing more uh moving and landing moving and landing um the last round it's kind of hard to tell because they're both just you know it's kind of was going i i i don't i wouldn't have argued it either way if it would if they would have said it split decision Taylor split decision uh, to Serrano. I just feel like it was definitely a close fight, you know, and a lot of times it depends on which eyes are watching it, you know, who's, who's pushing forward, who's landing shots, um, how many compared to how many are power compared to, you know, there's a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of ways to, a lot of ways to um, kind of look at a fight like that. You know, there was a lot going on. So. If that was 12 three-minute rounds, do you think Amanda wins? It's very hard to say. Um, I definitely think Taylor looked – they're both very tired in the end. I think Taylor looked slightly more tired or maybe just a little more slowed down. But when you do three-minute rounds compared to two-minute rounds, your pace can be different. Uh, you do 12 rounds compared to 10 rounds – a pace can be different. Um, so you never know what's going to happen with that. You go longer. Uh, do they, do they pace a little more? Um, does Taylor have more of her boxing and her movement to where it makes it more clear that she wins or the longer it goes, does Serrano be the dog fight and, you know, pull out those later rounds by making it a dog fight. Um, that's why fighting's so awesome because it's so unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Each round can be so different. You see some boxing fights. It's not like MMA where you get dropped and then they can get on you and the fight's either over or not. You see some fighters, they get dropped, they get a standing eight count and they get three standing eight counts through the fight, but then they wind up knocking the other guy out in mm -hmm. round 10, you know, 10, 11 or 12. So I think that's what, it's just different than MMA. MMA is so unpredictable. It's like, if it's not a, a a knockout shot, it could be a submission. It could be just, you know, wrestling. It could be, you know, slamming someone. There, there's ways that are more unpredictable in MMA. But then there's boxing where it's like you get dropped. There's still you, you get a break. You get not a long one. <laughs> you get eight seconds to try and come back. It's not like um, bo uh, MMA where you get dropped. It's like, man, the fight could be over just right there. Um, it's really unpredictable. And when you change from a 10, two minute fight to a 12, three, that changes a lot. Um, would their pace be the same? Maybe, maybe not, you know, three minutes compared to two minutes. That's it. It can be, it's not just one extra minute. Mm. It's, it's half of two minutes. So it's one and a half rounds. So I think a lot of times people think, Oh, just three, three minutes or two minutes. It actually adds quite a bit. When you add a minute, you're adding half of a two-minute round, you know, onto it. And that can change a pace. And does that pace benefit, does that help Serrano or Taylor's style of fighting? You never know. 
would you be in, with all that said, would you be in favor of women's boxing adopting three minute rounds? I'm honestly open. I know a lot of people say, well, if they want to get paid like men, they need to fight as long as men. And I think that basically it comes down to entertainment. Women are just as entertaining, you know, in their fighting as men. But I do think that we might be able to see some of that more having to make three minute rounds work and a longer fight. And sometimes a women's fight can seem pretty short. It's 10 rounds, but 10, two minutes, that's still shorter than a, a title fight in MMA. Five fives is 25 minutes. 10 twos is only 20 minutes with more rest, you know? So it's just a different pace. Um, if we change it, are people going to be trying to pace too much to where the fight's not as active? Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would totally be down to be fighting 12, three minute rounds, but are people going to start, you know, doing the kind of move, let time pass, you know, pace themselves more because two minute rounds can be kind of a sprint sometimes, you know, it can be really active, but you start adding, you know, 12 threes is almost, it's almost double. So 36 minutes or 20 minutes, you know, it's almost women's boxing a lot more popular today than it was when you were fighting. Thanks in large part to the likes of Katie and Amanda, Clarissa Shields, Michaela Mayer, a bunch of others coming up. If women's boxing was as popular back then when you decided to leave as it is today, do you think you would have never left? Mm, I think I still would have. Um, Only because I came to MMA because I just started getting really excited about MMA. It's not that I was like, oh, I need to make money. And so I'm going to go over here. I want more people watching me. So I'm going to go over here. It was like, I kind of want to learn how to take someone down. You know, I want to kick someone. I want to, you know, that, that was more why I made the move to MMA. And I always say to myself, I need to follow my heart. And that's where my passion was like going. Um, And I really didn't miss boxing. Sometimes now I, I like, I do get intrigued, especially with this fight with Katie Taylor and Serrano was kind of, you know, cause we had talked, uh, Taylor and myself before I wanted to go into MMA. We had talked about a possible fight there. Um, but it's, I always want to do something that hasn't been done. I always get super intrigued by things. And so, you know, I fought at three weight divisions, 40, 47 and 54. And I never got to fight at 35, but I've done most of my MMA career at 35. And that's what their fight is at. So it's like, it it makes me like, I want to go back in and show what I can do at a whole different weight class that I I never even fought at that weight class when I was in boxing. Um, I think I'm bigger and stronger than a lot of the 135ers. Um, And I still have conditioning and I still got a lot of that ring experience behind me. Um, I also think another thing uh, with women's boxing now, you know, they didn't even have women in the Olympics when I was first, you know, so I had never had the chance to even try to, because I was already a professional fighter by the time they even allowed female boxing in the Olympics. I think that's helped uh, a lot of women have these dreams, like to be able to fight in the Olympics. And so they became, you know, the, the more opportunities there are, there are, the more women are going to be shooting for those goals their competition is going to be harder. So they have to be better. Their skill level has to be better. And so, yes, the, I can see how that 
I think that's a huge reason why women's boxing boxing is a little bit more in the public eye right now because they started being able to have bigger opportunities. Uh, there still needs to be more, but um, I do think that that is a big reason why. Um, and so I kind of missed some of that, but I, I'm not, I don't hate on the, the career that I had, you know, I fought all the girls that were the best and currently I didn't fight them when they were already done. You know, I always was fighting them when they were currently ranked high. And um, so I'm proud of that with my boxing career. And I'll never think, oh, I wish I could have done this or could have done that. Who knows what the future holds anyway. So interesting what you just said, but also interesting. We had uh, Eddie Hearn, who's Katie Taylor's promoter in studio a couple hours ago. He mentioned you as well as a potential future opponent for her. So could I ask you bluntly, would you like to fight? Katie Taylor in a boxing match at 135? You know, it's hard for me to think past, you know, I've got my own fight yeah. MMA in front of me and, and my, my eyes are still on the UFC gold, but I will say this. If I was to go back to boxing, that would be the fight I would want. And it does intrigue me a lot to the point where I'm, you know, before I was like, I'll never box again. And I'm not saying that. And there's a lot of people that have tried to transition back and forth and nobody's really been able to do it successfully. And that drives me. I want to show people I was able to come to MMA from boxing, but I can also go back. Mm. And um, it does like get me excited. Man. You versus Katie in Ireland here in America. That would be a massive <laughs> deal. It would be. And then, and who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to just, I mean, if I didn't think about it, that'd be crazy. Right. Right. So my, my goals are on my fight right now and, and with MMA and all that. But, um, I always say there has to be like short-term and long-term goals. So, and there has to be, you know, dreams that you see right away. And then dreams that mm. are, that you see you, you have to live for today, but you still have to dream for, you know, what you want in the future or else you'll never get anything done today, right? You have to be working towards something. So yeah, I like to live for today. I'm in my training camp right now for May 21st. And, but that doesn't mean that I don't think about like, wow, this would be a great, you know, thing to kind of pursue. Could I ask what gets you more excited? Getting that UFC title back again or being the one who is able to go from boxing, win a UFC belt and then go back and potentially beat you know, the undisputed 135 champion in many people's eyes, the greatest of all time. Uh, what gets me excited is if I had one on each shoulder. <laughs> ah, get the UFC title, then go back over there. <laughs> do it all. Can yeah. I ask? Uh, maybe you could tell me, maybe you can't. How many fights do you have left with UFC? Uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't really know. It's like one or two. <laughs> Oh, okay, but we're not. It's not like you've got eight fights left, and this is like a crazy. Correct. Oh, wow. correct. It's not like a long. Yeah, it's not like a ton, you know. But the thing is, my 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 passions are right now with that, mm -hmm. you know. And and I, for me, I have to be all in with what I'm doing, and so I'm all in with MMA right now. Okay. But uh, we haven't seen you compete since October of 2020. One of your best performances. Yep. 
um, other than, of course, you know, the, the Ronda fight. But this was a fantastic win. And uh, I thought a fight that a lot of people in retrospect thought maybe that Aldana would make her name off of you. Like this was one of those classic fights where they were trying to build up mm-hmm. the youngster. Could you even describe how frustrating the last year and a half has been for you to not be able to get back in there and have these setbacks on the heels of such an incredible performance? Yeah. You know, I think um, nobody will really understand the frustration, but I have to remind myself I've had a very long career. You know, I had a whole boxing career before I even started mm. an MMA career. It's basically a decade and a decade, you know? And I had my first boxing pro fight at 20 and I'm 40. So I have to sit back and think, I just didn't want to be that person that's like, oh, woe is me. You know, I've I've been able to fight without having these huge setbacks from injuries and things like that. And that's what's been handed to me uh, over the last year and a half. Um, Some being from like actual, you know, my, you know, just wear and tear on my body. And then some, and then my kidney surgery, which was totally unexpected. Um, and it's perfectly healthy now. Um, didn't realize I was even fighting with it like that mm. all those years. Um, and what was the issue with the kidney? So, so basically what well, I was born this way, um, and it's called hydronephrosis. And so basically I would get this pain in my stomach And it would happen, mostly it started in fight week. And I remember the first time it being really bad was in Singapore. Um, When I fought Vetch Cohea, I had to go lay down. I couldn't even run. I had this pain in my stomach. And everything's clear hindsight. Basically what was happening is I was water loading, drinking a gallon or two gallons a day. And then my kidney couldn't drain. Uh. So it was enlarged. It was like three times the size. So what it was, is my kidney, you have your kidney and then your ureter is the tube that goes down to your bladder. And my ureter had an artery and a blood vessel that was like crossed over it like this. So it was basically like pinching a hose. So none of the fluid could get out. So my kidney was just like super enlarged and um, it started happening more frequently. And, and finally it just got to the point where it was like every month and then every two weeks, you know, it started like on fight week when I was water loading. And then it was like on these other times. And sometimes I would cramp and be like, oh, I'm cramping. I need to drink some water, (laughs) which make it worse. Right. So, um, I drove myself to urgent care and, uh, cause I was like folded over pain and they're like, what, what's your pain level? And I'm like, well, I drove myself to the urgent care. I've never driven myself to the urgent care before. Like something's wrong with my body. Like something's very wrong. I have abdominal pains and I don't know what it is. And they did my blood work and my kidney levels were like really terrible. And I freaked out. I was like, I haven't like kidney failure for some you know, weird reason. And, um, they did an abdominal scan and they were like, Oh, good news is we found out what it is and it's fixable. Bad news. Like it's it's bad. So you need to go in tonight. And they admitted me to the hospital that night to put a stint in there just to relieve the pressure out of my kidney, have me on antibiotics because there's bacteria with all that. Basically urine is sitting in my kidney and there's bacteria and things like that. And, um, they're like, have you not had like chronic UTIs and bladder infections and kidney infections. Like, have you not had chronic stuff like that? And I'm like, I mean, I guess I would feel things here and there. And, and I would just think like, oh, I need to drink more water, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and a lot of people that have gone that long would ha- actually have like damage to their kidney that would be kind of be, you know, lasting. And I was super fortunate that my kidney is perfectly healthy. So uh, they put the stent in and then um, 
a week after that, I had to go for the actual reconstruction surgery. They went in, cut yeah. it, reattached it on the other side, and it's perfectly good. Yeah. So you're all good now. How long ago was that? I'm good. That was one year. One year. That was last. Uh-huh. And then I had um, some knee things at the end of the year. So it's kind of been, definitely 2021 was a frustrating year. But, I mean, I feel good. And um, I'm excited to see how it's going to be to cut weight without having having a kidney problem. Yes. <laughs> you know? That is very so, exciting. I'm just super, yeah, I'm super thankful that I, it's not anything that was, you know, like a long lasting like problem and i finally got you know they wait like i think i waited like six or seven months before they did another they call it a renal exam and they they put you in this machine and see how much each kidney is flushing and then they give you like uh iv and then they give you like lasik in the iv to like make you have to flush and see how well your kidney's working um, because before, you know, it's like one was working, my left kidney was working so much more than my right. And now they're, um, equal. So, so this will be your first fight in your forties, uh, as crazy as that may sound. Uh, and I, and I, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain as someone who's about to turn 40 as well. If, if you consider that a, a painful <laughs> thing, but, um, how, how much longer we got, I mean, you got big plans here, UFC title, Katie Taylor, doesn't sound like you're slowing down. No. Uh, why would I, you know, coming and, and who, we never know what tomorrow brings, but right now this is still my life. This is still my passion, whether I'm 40, 39, 38, 42, you know, it's not often that you see a lot of fighters in their forties, but look at Andre Orlowski just had a win last week and he's 43 years old. Mm -hmm. Look at someone like Tom Brady, he's what, 44 and he's, you know, still cranking it. So yeah. Do you got to take care of your body a little more? Do you got to spend a little more time on recovery? Yes. But that doesn't mean that, um, that I'm not still doing well. That doesn't mean that I'm not still evolving as a fighter. I'm still learning and I'm still getting better. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, 40, but I, I still feel like I have big dreams, like as if I was just starting out. Why did it take them so long to induct you into the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I think it's something they just do later anyway. Um, I don't think they ever do it like right away. It's usually after, you know, fighters are retired and stuff like that. Usually, I don't know. Was that a big deal for you when you got the call? Uh Yes. Uh, there's always a, I'm, I'm very humbled with any award or any kind of honor um, or recognition that I get, but there's something different about the actual International Boxing Hall of Fame. You're not just in a woman's kind of recognition. Yeah. It's not just a state. It's not just, you know, it, it's international. It's everything. It's male. It's female. It's not just like a state, it, you know, local. It's not. It, and I want to be clear. I'm still super humbled with whether it be just women's recognition or just state or just I'm humbled with all of it. But when you're considered amongst the best in the whole world, that's just on a different level we need to have one of those in mma don't you agree and you would be in there as i well. agree what's taking so damn long i don't get let's it let's do it i don't know what's taking so long on that I, I agree i agree because it's the best fighters from all over the world right there definitely needs to be one 
Did you ever think you'd see a day that two women would headline MSG for a boxing match and make seven figures in your lifetime? Or does this feel like, I mean, for someone that invested so much in that sport and got a lot more notoriety internationally in another sport, in MMA, than you did in boxing, but had a legendary yeah. Hall of Fame career, to just see that on Saturday, I would imagine, did it even make you emotional? Yeah. Um it made me super proud that that is something that's big that's happening. And I was part of it because I'm part of what helped women's boxing get to where it's at. Um, definitely would love to have been the person that's headlining it, but without what I did and without the opportunities that have been built over all the years between whatever that might be between the first girls that finally, you know, were able to go to the Olympics between the first time they fought on TV, it, it takes all of it. It doesn't just like, you know, happen overnight. And there has to be building steps and there has to be different, a lot of different people to put performances on to get to that point. So I definitely, um, I'm very proud. Um, I remember when I actually first went to MMA and a lot of my interviews were like, you know, what about boxing? Like, do you think it's dying? Is MMA going to take all, you know, all the women over? That was the big talk, right? And it still had been for like a while, like MMA was growing so big and people used to ask me about that all the time. And every interview I said, boxing will never die. It has its ups and downs and it's not going to die. Like even though women's boxing, when I had left, really didn't have anybody working, even for a while. Um, I said that it will never die. There's always going to be someone else. There's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be someone with big dreams and it will always, it'll always be there boxing is around forever. It will never die ever. And you see now everybody was talking about MMA and now you see oh, all these people from MMA mm. are going back to boxing. Everybody's asked me if I'm surprised. I said, no, I, I said from a long time ago, boxing will never die. It is one of the oldest sports of martial arts. It'll be always be around for till the end of time. It will never go away. It will definitely has ups and downs. I think it all depends on who's fighting and what promotions are. There's a lot of elements that go into a big fight. Those girls train their ass off their whole life, but they still couldn't do it without the people that believed in them to say, hey, let's do this fight at Madison Square Gardens. Well, they had to perform in order for people to even think like, hey, maybe we could put this on. Like you had to have uh, the, you know, commission that's okay with it. You had to have like all the promotion. You have the TV behind it. You have to have the promoters. You have to have the managers. You have to have the coaches. You have to have the fighters. There's so many elements to one fight that sometimes all the cards kind of line up maybe for boxing or maybe for MMA, but it, they're all going to be big. They're all going to be uh, experiences and a journey, but boxing will never die. And I knew that there would be another big fight that would be bigger than before, because now that there's getting more and more, because guess what? Now that they had that fight at MSG, then people start to brainstorm. I wonder what other women's fight mm -hmm. we can put together. Just like the fights I had help mm -hmm. bring here. The people that women before me helped the, for, you know, like the opportunities I had, the things I did help. Cause then people see and they go, Oh, I wonder if we could promote this or I wonder if we can do this. So, and that happens whether it be MMA or boxing. And sometimes it depends on who's there, who's the star, who's the one. And, and maybe you have one star, but if there's nobody else that's like out there to fight, then what's, what's an exciting fight to promote? So sometimes it's not even just one fighter. It has to be 
two fighters or else what's the excitement behind it? Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot, but it'll, boxing will always be around. It will never die. And I've said that from day one. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it was great to see on Saturday. It's great to see that you're healthy, that you're doing well. Congrats on the uh, thank you the induction in June. That's a huge deal. But first, uh, May 21st, we get you back in there. May 21st. Against Caitlin Vieira. That's a really important fight at 135. And uh, I wish you the best. Absolutely. Holly, thank you so much thank for the you. time I as always. You. Great to talk thank to you, you as always. I appreciate your time. Thank you. As you. Well. I appreciate right. you. Good luck. Have a good day. There she is. Thank you. Holly Holm, the preacher's daughter. Great stuff. And a legend. And by the way, Holly Holm versus Katie Taylor would be a pretty damn big deal. A pretty damn big deal. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. That, that, you guys remember on Saturday they were saying that, Number one for me would be Katie Verstrano too. It's just too big, too fresh, too new, all that stuff. But golly, if 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 Katie wins the rematch. A dream match, a dream fight against Holly Holm would be something special. And maybe the timing works out. She has one, two fights left. Maybe the timing works out. I know she wants that UFC stuff. Maybe the timing works out. So Saturday I was at MSG. I'm watching that fight, but I got to tell you, I was keeping in my eye. And I, and I caught up with everything all good, but live. I could not watch after the fact. Our guy, Cheeto Vera, Marlon Vera, the pride of Ecuador, was in the main event against Rob Font. So I was there. I was there. Ask the people next to me. I was there on press row. Rare time I'm on press row, and I was watching on the phone on ESPN Plus. And first round, a little dicey, dicey. Second round, earlier dicey. And then it's like he took the energy and the power of the entire nation of Ecuador and freaking brought it on, proving me right. Dog of the week, proving me right with a fantastic win, a fantastic performance against Rob Font. Without further ado, let's say hello to the pride of Ecuador, the one and only Marlon Chito Ver. There he is. Wow. Rocking the Knicks jersey, huh, Marlon? I like that. Uh, if I'm coming to talk to you, I got to bring something, you know. Respect, You're, my you brother. You always bring something to the table, so I got to bring something to the table, too. So when I jumped in my car, I was like, What's my shirt? And I knew it was here in the car. I love it. I love it. Congratulations, my friend. I was watching you. I wasn't at the fight. I wasn't at your fight. I was at the one at MSG. You were going to, but I was watching you live, my friend. I know. It was incredible. 
I was a little worried after the first, just a little bit. What was going on in your mind after the first round? What were you thinking? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I was, I was just making readings. I was, um, I was, I, I, I was finding him out, you know, when you go in there and fight, you know, that's a new soul. That's a new person. That's somebody you never fought in your life. So you gotta get at least a couple of minutes of reading and, and checking out and, 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 and figure, and figure things out. But, you know, I, I wasn't there, you know, I, I was reading, I, I, I was trying to figure him out. And, you know, after the first three minutes, I was like, cool, I got you. I got you. So, you know, I, I train, I prepare myself like for the hardest fight of my life. And it was a good fight. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. I'm happy I won five rounds. I felt, uh, one, if I could be stopped earlier because, you know, why get that much damage? But at the end of the day, that's not my problem. You know, I give it to you until the referee stopped me. And two, you know, my first main event, I won five rounds. So, you know, you never know until you know. Now I know. How did you feel in the week leading up to it? You know, first main event, you're getting a lot more attention, a lot more media. You're the last guy. You're going 25 minutes. Were we were we nervous? Were we anxious? What were we feeling leading up to the fight? This was a big deal. Um, it's a huge deal. And um, I just knew. I just knew uh, I'm going to be able to deal with more. I got more cameras on my face. I got a camera crew. Three weeks before the fight, I have a camera crew. The entire five week, I have a camera crew on Friday, you know. And they, you know, even if you're cool and you know how to do it and you play the game and, and, and you know how to achieve your energy, it's still sucking out of you. It's still like a distraction. But I said this before. Sometimes a month before a fight, you know, you're like, fuck, I'm feeling good. I'm, my weight is good. I'm ready. Yeah, but you're not fighting a month before the fight. You're fighting whenever the fuck, you know, the dot, the dot line says, you know, April 30th. Doesn't matter what happened in the world, that day I have to be ready. So it's whoever handles it the best, you know, there's a lot going on and always there will be more going on. How you handle that is how you show up to the fight. So I just, you know, I just feel I know how to play the game. I know how to handle myself and I know how to keep myself uh, calm, cool, and collective and stay sharp, stay focused. And, you know, it's just part of the deal. The bigger you get, the more attention you get. But at the end of the day, I pay attention to the inside. The inside is the most important. If everything is okay, we're good to go. And I make sure I'm always checking on myself, the people around me. I trust them. I know they're checking on me. I know they're making sure I'm good to I think we're in the right path, Ariel. We're in the right path. Yes, and I want to ask you about the path in a moment, but uh, he missed weight by two and a half pounds. Was there any part of you that uh, thought, I'm not going to do this? Historically, someone misses weight. No, you didn't think about that. I know. Dude, when guys say, I will fight you for a couple pounds, I'm like, how much of a difference that will be? In my head, in my head, I'm thinking, you, if you, if you didn't make weight, there's, you know, there's a couple of things going on, you know, but if you already lose that fight, most likely you're losing the other fight because the last two pounds, I was fucking sucked the fuck out. I was tired. I was everything, everything on the negative side. Everybody is there. But 
you gotta know how to go through hell in order to see the light. So I I, I did my job, and then of course Rachel became on Saturday or Friday morning. Say, hey man, like you know, this is the first time somebody meets one on you uh, in the past. If you don't, if if you say you don't want to fight, cool. Like no hate. We won't push you. We won't talk shit. Like I'm like, Sean, you know you're talking to me, right? And it's like, no, I know. I'm just. I'm just being professional. I, I'm doing my job. I'm like, I appreciate you for that. I'm like, that motherfucker can be at 100 pounds bigger. I'm fighting tomorrow night. Because I can find a way out. He's, oh, fuck yeah, no fight? Woo! Pressure yourself. Let's go home with half my purse. But fuck that. You don't get the experience. You don't get to get your feet wet on the deep waters. You don't get to go championship rounds. I was like, I told Sean, I'm fighting tomorrow night. If this guy collapses and he's not fighting, you bring me a 45er, you bring me a 35er, we fight it tomorrow. I need this. You know, fighting is, fighting is fucked up. Fighting is hard. Fighting your mind, your, your, your heart, your soul go through everything. But again, it's how you handle it. And I was ready to fight and I'll be ready to fight because that's what I do. I'm, I'm a consistent person. I stay in the gym. And there's only one thing I, I do, is train to win fights and become a world champ. So he was laughing, he's like, I knew, I was like, you think I would sell it? You, I, will, I will use it to find a way out? I'm the biggest pussy fighter, I'm, I'm the biggest, I, I'm a weak person if I'm like, oh yeah, you don't make weight. That's not professional, I'm out of here. Fuck that. <laughs> Let's go. What'd you get, 20%? Do you get 20% of it? 20%. I, and I'm going to be honest to you. I told Sean, hey, whatever is the average, give me that. I wasn't trying to get crazy, like, oh, give me 40, give me 50. I'm like, I don't want his money. I work for my money. But, you know, those are the rules. He fucked up. Thank you. But at the end of the day, I never focus on my opponent. I focus on myself. So when they told me, like, this is your new, like, this is what you're going to receive, I'm like, cool. But I'm not trying to... I don't want no one's money. I want mm. my money. And I earn it. How'd you feel about the fact that you were the underdog? I don't see those things, man. I don't, I don't pay attention to that. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, hey, bro. I'm like, bro, not to you, right? There's some yeah, friends yeah. or family. Where I don't give two fuck about who's the underdog, the super dog, the, the metaverse dog. <laughs> it's a fucking fight. Just let's go. Let's let Let's get in there and, and let's get paid. Let, let, let's climb the ladder. Like, I'm not seeing who the fans support, who the UFC is pushing, who the media push, who they put five or eight. You know, I don't give two fucks, man. I'm too busy training, too busy trying to get better. I don't, I don't, what, what, what Adesanya says all the time, like, fuck the noise. I love that, like. That's one thing that gets sink on the on the back of my of my brain, and I'm not paying attention to to nothing. I got way too many things around me, family, friends, kids, to be focused on like little petty shit like that. So, fucking living a good life, Ariel. And Happy man. That it worked for me because you were my underdog pick of the week. I was like, oh, because every week these days I've been picking an underdog. I was like, what? Cheeto Vera's underdog? God, I mean, this is gonna be the easiest one. No, and that's and I'm not trying to be disrespectful yeah. to Rob, but I was just surprised. To me, it, it, it didn't feel right that you were the underdog. I didn't. I, I swear to God, 
I didn't realize on the door. Like, I'm not trying to see those no, numbers. I, like, I don't even know how to go to see that. Yeah, for, it's for the best. Like, I just heard, like, oh, you're the other. I'm like, cool. Cool. Now, what about sure, in that know? second round, you dropped him. It looked like you were very close to finishing him. What did you think? It was close to finish him. I think like one of those ones, uh, he kind of like rushed to the single. Like and he did a good job getting up, but in the, in one of the knockdowns, the the bell just ran off. I think the one that the bell ran off, it was the closest one to finish him. And I was just like, I was kind of surprised. Like you know, in the past, you know, if I drop somebody, you go for the kill crazy. This time I was very focused. Like I dropped him. And even when I was going down to fall into the ground, I was almost like taking my time to get there. Like I was just trying to fight as more, but at the same time be as violent as I can. Like I was throwing with some heat, and I know he's he's a he's a he's a big guy. He cuts a lot of weight, and that's why he punched kind of like hard. But I'm like, are you a gifted guy that punches really hard because you're a powerful man, or are you just a guy that cuts a lot of weight, and that's why you punch kind of hard? So. That's a different power too, um, and I knew he cuts a lot of weight. I, I I saw him before out of out of camp. And I was like, holy fuck, who's that? What? Oh my god, that's a thirty fiver. He's huge. But oh, I thought you actually saw someone walking by when you said that. I thought someone just walked by your car. When you no, said no, no, no. <laughs> I, I was talking. I was talking. I, I was right, talking right. like when, when on times and time on the past. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this guy is enormous. But you know, I just feel like. You know, just just cut the right amount. You know, just cut the right amount, whatever. But talking about back to the fight, it was just like I felt like the whole time I own it. Like the whole mo like even when I was going for a walk, going side to side, like I was pulling him towards me. I was like, I just I was just I was just present there. I was I was fighting there. I was I was seeing everything, and I just felt like. That's why that's why I was so uh, concerned about the fight don't getting cancelled with him missing weight because I was like, I I really need this and what I showed Sarah and I was why I really need it because you need those fights to show improvement. And now that you show improvements, they get sync on yourself. And now moving on to the next one. How'd you feel after twenty five minutes? I feel great. I was laughing after every round with coach in the corner. <laughs> and coach coach is funny dude. He's like, oh, you little shit. He came to me one of them. He's like, ah, oh, little shit. You like to make me talk too much, but those are cute karate kids. And I was like, thank you, coach, for teaching me those things. <laughs> and he was just cracking up. And we were having a good, we have a good bond with Parillo. And so in, he just knows me. He knows, he knows everything. He knows if I'm tired. He knows if I'm getting a little overwhelmed. He knows if, 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 if I haven't figured it out. So, he was leaving. We were talking for 20 seconds out of the, the minute rest. And he, and he, he was leaving wow. before, before the time because the, he was, he used to say what I need to hear. It's like, she said two or three little things and he goes to the back. And I just, I just breathe. I, I'm, I relax. It's a good gimmick. I think that, that also helped to put performances like that and don't get tired because it's, it's, it's 10 more minutes, man. I'm like, we train, at least me, I'm a, I take my job seriously. I train year-round. And if you go in there and get tired in mm. 10 minutes, you're probably doing some shitty work. Were you surprised he lasted 25 minutes? I mean, you were nailing him with some big shots. 
um, that's why I say because everybody's tough, you know. And at the at the top five level, which you know, the dogs are like pretty pretty good, pretty pretty tough, and pretty everything. I'm like somebody should understand people is willing to die in there. So mm. I get it. Some people is like, oh, I'm ready to die here. I say that, and probably I'm willing to do. I'm, I'm, I know I'm willing to go to hell in order to win, but it's like if a good coach probably will either throw the towel or you stop it because I heard in round four going to fifth, uh, the referee asking, are you good to continue? And of course he said yes, but fuck, just look at his face, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. But I, again, I'm not, I'm not a nice guy in that way that I'm going to hit you less. I'm going to try to make it worse for you because I'm gonna be. There's a chance I'm in the, in your shoes, and you won't give a fuck about me. And I have a family watching, and I don't want them to see me like that. And the only way that that happened is training my ass off, being consistent and being true to myself. Like don't I can lie to you right now and tell you like, oh yeah, I'm the hardest worker in the game, and then I'm just eating shit and not training. I mean it. When I say it, I mean it, and I'm not fucking around, and I'm not. I'm 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 using these years of my career, the best years of my career, to do the best I can for the future. To be a a a, a good world champion, to go in there and beat those guys, I'm maintain myself as long as I can. After I can have a little fun, I can I can I can take off training, I can you know. But now when I'm active, when I'm when I'm in the in the real deal, I'm consistent. I take it seriously and. I don't let these wins get to my head. In my, right now, how I feel, Saturday night, it's gone. Like, I'm not leaving of it. I'm not walking mm. on the streets like, oh, cool, this is, I don't give a fuck what happens Saturday night. I'm already concerned about what's coming in front of me, and I'm already thinking what I need to get better, what we can do to be healthier, to keep a, to keep a good way to train, Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so afterwards you said Aldo would be your choice, a rematch against Aldo. Do you feel like that could happen? Do you feel like that's possible, or do you think it's a long shot? Um, Now that I'm in the top five, basically, you know, I, I took number five. Uh, it's not too hard, you know? Uh, so, and since that was a close fight, I feel they can make it happen, you know? That can be easily title eliminator, you know, former champ against me, you know, he beat me, you know, back then probably people were like, oh, see, you're not ready. Well, then I went back to the drum work, kicked three asses, come back, and I was like, oops, we're wrong about that one. Well, you got to prove people wrong. Now I'm here. I would love the fight, you know, it was it's something that me personally will, I would like, I would like, I would love to take that one back. So I hope I can get it. It would be nice. I like the, I like the uh, cruise fight as well. Let's talk about that. Okay. Before, in the ten times he declined to fight me, you know, I'm not calling him a pussy, but he declined a couple times in the past. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was always talking. He want to fight somebody above you. <laughs> Guess what? I'm above you right now, motherfucker. So now we can go. Oh man! Now we can go. When was the last time now they tried to make go. this? Uh, they tried to make it when I when I lost to Aldo, 
I was, you know, I was, I think, 14 or 15 back then. I was like, no, it's not worth it, blah, 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 you know, it's too low. Then they tried to make it before the Edgar fight. I was number, I was like 13. Yeah, I was 13, 11. He was like, oh, no, too low, blah, blah, blah. I need somebody to push me to the bell. I think if you beat number five, you can be pushing the bell, homie. So the war is out there. If you want it, come get it. What about Corey? Right here. He can get it too. We were supposed to main event February <laughs> something, and he wasn't available. I I think it was her. He seems to be a fucking real one. So I can't talk shit if I'm not sure. I'm sure about Cruz saying he wants something bigger. Uh, with Sen Hagen, I don't know what happened. And if we're talking about everybody, Jan called me out too. So Jan, you can come get it too. Anytime, any moment. So. Bro, I'm not picky. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the type of guy like I, I'm. Like, okay, out of these five guys, who's more winnable? I'm not. I don't think like that. I train too hard to think like that. I, I put everything into the line to think like that. So, any of those guys, we just talk. Anyone, we can fight. And this is not talk. This is not noise. This is not cloud. I fucking mean it. So, I'll be prepared. And I was talking to Hunter uh, last night. Uh, and, you know, he says, like, hey, well done, blah, blah, blah. I was like, let's talk about the future, you know. So we, we probably will talk about it. Uh, we'll get something good on the on the news. And then I talked to Dana, too. I said, thanks for the opportunity. Same to Sean Shaw. I was like, hey, man, appreciate you. Like, this is big for me. I really live in the dream. Fuck, and then he FaceTime, and I didn't pick up the call. I didn't what? start the call. And then I called him back, but we, we couldn't talk about he knows all love. I my phone turned off around twelve at night on Saturday, and I was just like, we're just fucking chilling in some pizza. But um, we tried to talk in this week and just figure it out. But that would hurt me. Means that face and call hurt me a lot this week, and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm so sorry, I missed it. Man, you still got the call. But Look whatever. at you texting with Dana and Hunter, getting the FaceTime. You've made it, Cheeto. You're 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 one of the players now. It's all hard. it's all work, man. You know, and I just don't let you know these moments feel fill my heart. These moments, like you know, just just having the chance to be like, hey, man, thanks for the opportunity. Like I really appreciate this. It means a lot to me. And you know, and they just coming back to me. I'm sure they're happy. I I'm sure they saw me from Ultimate Fire to now. They're like, fuck, this motherfucker married. So I can tell they're happy to their leg. They're like, they can see the, the joy that I'm feeling. And I just think life is good, bro. I think um, when you do everything possible to achieve what you want, these things happen. Like, it's really like magic happening, but it doesn't come just by wishing it. It comes because you, you dig deep and you put everything aside in order to get one little thing, but the one little thing that will last forever, which is winning this memorable fight. UFC, I think it was the, the 100 fight night in ESPN. We keep it a Honda. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy with my life. I've been happy with my life, and I just, I just want to keep this going. You know, keep creating things like this because the work never continues. Parillo was saying this already. Sometimes you never made it. Even when you made it, you never made it because if I stop right now, 
it's like nothing that I do is gonna be worth. So it's always like you gotta go until the next step, until the next step, until the next step. And you know, enjoy the ride, be you know, with moderation do do fun things, but always until the next one. Till the next one. Until the day we depart from this beautiful area. But what I appreciate about you so much is uh your confidence, like you're you're oozing confidence at this point. You 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 come across as a very confident person and your appreciation for where you where you are at, what you have, where you've come from, how far you've come is a very beautiful thing. It's hard for me to even put it into words, but even when you talk about life and you talk about being content with what you have, but also wanting to continue to strive and not resting on your laurels, there's, there's an interesting combination that you possess, my friend, that quite frankly, I am, and when I say this, not in a negative way, like I am envious of that. I want that as well. I want that contentment, but that that drive as well. I, I, you don't strike me as you're not a jealous person. You're not a, a, a person who looks down on others. You are almost living in your own little bubble mind, happy as can be, appreciative as can be, confident as can be, but hungry as can be to continue wanting more. Do you understand? Am I am I making sense to you here? So you're so right, and everything you say is how I see things, and it's because you know it's not just me. It's the people I have around, you know, it's, it's my mother and my dad, my my wife, my my family, my, my, my head coach, you know, my manager, like, I feed from people and my, my friends, like the cool people that got to me, like, I feed from the little best I can find from them. I'm like, okay, this person is really good when, when something comes to their life, they, they figure it out, they strive for it, like, oh, this person's really good at, you know, giving an advice. I, I like to hear other people talk. It's it's like a never-ending reading a good book. You always are like picking from, from the best and you know, pick my, people's minds and just, you know, just, just being content with, with the reality. Be happy with what you have around because there's somewhere, someone that is in a really shitty, fucked up situation and they will love to be in your shoes. Mm. But, you know, don't see, I'm not thinking, I'm not talking about the material, I'm not talking about the wealth. I'm talking about pure joy and happiness. There's, there's no price for that. And you cannot buy that. You can, you can buy, hang out with somebody. You can buy going somewhere. But you cannot buy tying your own pair of shoe and be fucking happy about it. And I try to be that. I try to be that. That's why... I don't, I don't mind watching my environment. I'm not looking left and right like, oh, why he this have that? Why he have that? I'm saying thank you for what I have. You know, so it's a hard thing to figure it out, but I guess when you do, you're just fucking happy. Like they say, laughing is a great thing to do. And we and the people that we are in the circle, my like my people, we're just laughing. All the time, like the drive back to Vegas yesterday with me, coach, and my teammates, it was like a non-stop laughing. And we weren't talking about the fight; we were just talking shit, talking, making jokes, driving. It was just like non, like five hours, just cracking up. On the dinner table with my family, kids, everybody, we were cracking up. Just like, I think that's life. I think that's the that that's when you real really made it. So, I think. Uh, that's the only way to keep 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 going like that. Like just just enjoy what you have, enjoy what you have, 
and work harder for the other for the other stuff you really want. But that's about it. It's a never it's a never ending wheel going on, you know. By the way, I also love. I mean, again. I think you you have a different hairstyle today than you did on Saturday. I've never seen you look the exact same twice in a row. It's crazy. No one changes their look more than you. It's unbelievable. You're like a chameleon. My, my, my wife last night was like, "What are you doing?" Because I was taking a shower and now, and I saw my 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 razor right there, like on the side. I just like, "Don't tell me you're cutting your hair." I'm like, "I swear, baby, I'm not." Uh, and then she opened the door and she's like, "Why are you cutting your hair?" I'm like. I get bored of the haircut. I'm like, why don't you go to the barber? I can do it myself. <laughs> Every time so, it's different. Every time. And by the way, the the the, the, the Ruka shirt, you were kind enough to send me one. I love that shirt. It looks a little old school. I saw Action Bronson, our mutual friend, rocking it. I was like, man, is this, it almost looks bootleg. That's what I love so much about it. It looks like a shirt that you would get off the side of the street for $10. It has a classic feel. And that's a, a compliment that I'm giving to it. There's something like, Old school no, about it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. The guys from Ruka, when they made the shirt, they told me, like, hey, we want to do, like, a picture of you with hand wraps. And we want to do, like, an old school, like, Mike yes. Tyson or Roberto Duran. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I'm like, so we took the picture, and they do the same shirt for MSG with the date and MSG. And for this fight, they asked me, like, what do you want? I was like, let's make the same fucking shirt without the MSG day because it's a cool shirt. Mm -hmm. And I just make sure I send it to my loved ones. Ah, that's my God. Because they always give me like a box for for me to do whatever I want. I'm like, I'm not going to try to sell this. Like, I just, if I see a friend, I give it to a friend. If I know somebody that we have a cool thing going on, I send it to them. But I send to everybody. I give it to everybody. Sometimes I was driving, roll the window. Hey, you want a shirt? Go for it. <laughs> and I think people like that. People feel, feel, people feel good. People feel good when you give them a gift. So that's how, that's how you also make people laugh. Like when people were like, you text me, hey, thanks for the show. I'm like, that's cool, you know. I think people is always asking for things. Asking, asking, mm-hmm. asking. I, I want this, I want that. Sometimes you give a little bit. And that's how life works. Uh, two last things. By the way, uh, Aljo was on the show a couple of days ago, or a couple. Of, he got mad at me because of our conversation. He says I was disrespecting him when I was talking to you. I don't think he's right about that. I feel like I've given him respect, but he's the champ now. Were you surprised that he beat Jan? <laughs> um, no. Um, Why'd you do that? Look, why did you just you do say, that? Because why you go like not you, but what is like why people cry about shit like oh you I don't think you respect me. I'm like. I don't give two fucks. Even before you get to know me and you were giving props to guys that I was fighting, I would throw like a joke in there trying to talk shit, but it was more in a joking way. If you were like that, like, oh, I think you said that about me. I say, how old you are, you motherfucker? Like, did you have hair in your fucking balls? Act like a fucking man. If I say something about you and you laugh, don't get mad. This is a fucking interview. Like, you know, this is not like, we're not in a living room talking shit about another man. That's real. This is like, an interview. But whatever. What do you think about the fight? Easy. Two and two, right? Two and two and three for starting for the back take and control. Very well done. Almost finished it. Was trying, was punching, was active on the on the good position. Four and five, Young came back, defended Tagon, kind of like kick his ass. Everything goes back to that round one. We also Young put in pressure. Maybe Young won that round. 
but the two rounds in the back, they could be tonight because you are on a dominant position and you're hitting. So the judges could give the fight to Jan? Yes. Who was closer to finish the fight? So it, it's fine they give the belt to him. That's fine. Right. And I'm not hating on him. I, I don't hate on nobody. The guy's a little bit of a bitch. He's kind of dark. He's kind of dumb. Yes. He's a fucking champ. Good for you. Respect. Well, your prediction... And I've said it as well. I think you're fighting for a belt. When are you fighting for a belt at this point? You're, you're closer than ever. When do you think it happens? This time next year? What are you feeling? Um, I don't know the time. I would love if he's next, you know. Uh, I, would, I would take advantage of the momentum. But it's all, it's all how the cards play on the top. You know, Sehuro, when I come back, if Sehuro jumps the line, they have to give TJ the number one contender. Um, it's 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 all how that plays on the top. At the end of the day, it's like I'm watching a show from 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 home, laughing. I'm letting all these guys like f- fighting, they're screaming. I'm next. I'm like I'm just chilling. I'm just like cool. Like, I'm gonna get something. I'm I'm gonna get something good regardless. So I'm just like you guys kill each other, waste energy and time. Uh, let the letting the UFC. You guys are next, and I'm just like fucking eating some. Popcorn and enjoying life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. I'm 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 a young fighter. I'm healthy as fuck. So, you know, something good will come. We'll Thir- Thirty-five is incredible. What a weight class! There's so many great guys in that top five, and you mentioned Sahudo coming back potentially as well. Uh, so a big fight is coming for you next. Okay, last one. When do you want to return? Um, anytime. Like, literally, You're healthy? Anytime. You're good to go? I, I do not have... Oh, come on, Jason House. Don't call me right now. Jason House calling you in the middle of the interview? I mean, it's my last question. I know. Come on, Housey. Come on. Do not fucking call me right now. I call you back. Um, nothing is hurt. Nothing is broken. Nothing is swole. So, like, really, literally... I can fight next month. Okay, wow. But when you're in the top five, things get slow, so I'm not expecting to fight that soon. But I am expected to be back in the gym in the next couple of days. Today, of course, you know, I'm going to take the kids for asking. I'm going to give my family back because they do so much for me when I'm in camp. And I'm also, I'm also honoring my body because he let me use the fuck out of him every day. And I'm fighting night. So I'm going to honor my body and my fucking soul and I'm going to give him like 40 hours to relax and just walk around the world like a free man and just relax. Just don't push myself back to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I'll be back in the gym on most likely Wednesday because I get bored. I really, I'm like, ah, oh, what do I do now? Fuck people is training. They want to kick my ass. Oh, I need to go. So I feel good when I'm keep the ball moving and I'm, you know, getting a sweat. I'm training, learning new shit, you know, grinding a little bit, but I just fought. So today and tomorrow, it's actually better when you rest. That's all. It takes confidence to be a, a little bit away from it. Not too much, but a little bit, you know, it's, it's a balance. Keep life with moderation. You know, I literally got in a fish fight on Saturday night. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need, I need a couple, 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 today and tomorrow to sleep well relax 
And then we re reset to motherfucker. Stop calling. Same me. guy. Same Jason. Same. same. No, okay, no, right. different person. Different right. person. Oh, no. they're all. Oh, clients. people well, is aggressive. Oh, geez, Louise. Okay. I'm gonna be kind, and don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Uh, but well, you know, just giving myself a little bit to, 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 to be a hundred percent. But I'm, I'm gonna train this week. I'm, I'm ready to be back in the gym and just keep it going. You know. It's a never-ending project, bro. You're you're a wanted man. Ending. So I'll let you go. I can't wait for your return now, especially when you go back to Ecuador. It's gonna be a freaking. They're gonna stop the whole damn place, right? They're gonna do like a freaking parade for you. <laughs> when you it's gonna be incredible. We, we we're gonna try to go soon. I'm gonna talk to my lawyer if I'm okay to go, and we wanna do like a little, just go in there, do some stuff, and just say thank you to the people of Ecuador that support me and give me all the love just for a couple of days. And of course, see see my grandma, see my family, and just yeah, hug it out with my family because I haven't been there since 2019. So I need to go in there and give a couple of hugs and kisses to my family. Well deserved, my friend. Very happy for you. Congratulations, incredible stuff, and I can't wait to see what you do next. You are on a roll, my friend. Enjoy it. I appreciate you, my brother. Life keeps keeps going. Amen. There he is, Cheeto Vera. What a win and what a weight class. Like I said best weight class in combat sports right now. I mean, the directions that they can go at 135 pounds right now, so much fun. Are they are they going to go in the direction of Aljamain Sterling against TJ Dillashaw? Okay, cool. If they do that, great. I think you can make a case as well for Aljo versus uh, Aldo. Jan in the mix. Dillashaw in the mix, Sanhagen in the mix, Marab in the mix, Cruz in the mix, Font's still in the mix, don't get me wrong, Song Yadong in the mix. It's a great weight class. I really wonder what, if they go with Aljo versus Dillashaw, do they go with Aldo versus, see, Jan has a win over Aldo. I don't know if they run that back. Do you do Jan versus you know, I actually think there's a great chance that Jan and, and Font could be next. Excuse me, Jan and Vera could be next, only because of the timing. Cruz hasn't fought in a while. Marab hasn't fought in a while. The timing might work out where by the time Jan and Vera are ready to go, their stars could be aligning. Now, matter of seconds, we'll talk more about Cheeto's win, about the weight class, about the weekend with uh, GC and Rick. But first, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's talk to the guys here. They were there. On set, there they are. Guys, how are we feeling? What a show. What a show. Today or Saturdays? Both. Both. Oh, wow. Okay, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. A lot to digest, a lot to discuss. We got some quick thoughts from this past Saturday, but you know what? I want to give Cheeto some some love because we just spoke to him. Um, I mean, do we want to... I mean. You, you uh, GC picked Cheeto money line as well, so I can't do the thing. I, I, I did the points. I did the oh, uh, the plus did. five and a half thing. Yeah, and which did, was an easy bet. Yeah. Did you win? Oh, of course, yeah. What yeah. was it? 
Uh, the odds were minus two hundred, so I should have I should have just rode the no, money. No, no, no. What, what were the points in the end? It doesn't. Oh, it matter. doesn't matter because he won. It, I, it was plus points. So like because he was the underdog, he got the plus oh. points. It's a very confusing bet. Yes. I try to avoid it at all costs. But uh, wait, I thought it had to be like. Thirty to tw- it had to be the difference of the points added. That's up. if he loses. But he won. That's if he loses. Oh, yeah, so it's plus five and a half. Yeah, I know it's a confusing bet. Oh, a lot so of it's a moot point if if the dog wins. If he wins or if he uh, if he gets a finish, then yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Football, right? Plus three, right? If yeah. you lose by a field goal, it's a push. If right. you win, if you lose by two, you still win. Mm. It's adding points so that if you lose, you can still. If you lose the bet, you can or your team loses, you can still win. If you win outright, it didn't matter. It was all gravy. Oh, I see. Okay. He Sorry. didn't have as much faith in Cheeto Vera as you had, but he had faith wow. in Cheeto Vera to keep it close at least. I mean, no, that's just the reality of the bet. Well, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. a great bet. He, Cheeto actually would have covered if he was the favorite. He went 49-46, two scorecards, 48-47. Yeah. So, yeah. Great performance. What do you guys think? Because I feel if they do out, I don't, I don't really know who he fights. I actually feel like Jan might be the guy just based off timing. Could work. I mean, that Dominic Cruz callout was fire. That was true. There were some flames on that one, turning them down ten yeah. times. Um, B word. And and I mean, he's calling his bluff. He said, "Look, if you're <laughs> if you're looking for a fight ranked above you, guess what? I'm ranked above you now." That was that was spicy. So I'm, according I'm to the UFC that. rankings, because that's what he's referring to, because he said Font was five. Yep. Obviously, the MMA fighting rankings are infinitely better, but I just I'm going based on what he was looking at. Cruz was seven. Marlon was eight. I don't know if he gets all the way up to five, but I'm oh, pretty certainly sh- jump him. He pretty yeah. So yep. so the point still stands. The one dude that no one's talking about is Marab. Yeah, but is anybody going to talk about Marab? That's the thing. Does anybody want that problem? Well, right. could Marab cause him problems? Like I, he causes everyone problems. That's yeah. that's kind of what I think. Like the, Marab the way versus that, Jan would be a yeah, stylistic one. I mean, they had the backstage heat, right? Yeah, big time heat. I'm be the one as well. So then I don't know what you. Okay, let's just do. Let's just say you do Marab versus Jan. Yep. What do you do with Cheeto? Cheeto versus Cruz. Dominic Cruz. But the thing is, Cruz hasn't fought in so long. Is he going to wait? I mean, do we say that every Dominic Cruz fight? Yeah, like, yeah, he isn't. He fought in what December? Yeah. Corey Sandhagen. Who, who's he fighting next? Wait, but Cheeto no said yet. he could go right now. Yeah, that's true. What's the wait? I mean, that doesn't feel like a wait to me. I always tend to feel like they will fight around the same time as someone else, but no, it doesn't work like that all the time. Yo, give me Cruz versus Cheeto. Give me uh, yes. Jan versus Jan. Cheeto. Do you Jan. guys share? Because it is a bold... By the way, I say it, and I say it boldly. Do you share my confidence that he will fight for a belt one day? Because it is quite the murderer's row between... I mean, there's Marab, there's Cruz, there's Jan, there's Aldo, there's Dillashaw. It might be the best weight class right now in the UFC. Agree with that. For sure, I think across MMA, you know, you even consider um, other promotions, mm-hmm. 135 pound division. Across it combat sports. Across, yeah, and then you consider boxing. It, it, for sure it is. Do I think Cheeto will fight for a belt? I don't know, but I say I hope so. In I his career, I so. say yes. How many fights do you think he is away from a belt? Two? Two wins. Because you know the next yeah. two are going to be super high quality, right? Yes, for sure. I'll say, I'll say this. There are certain fighters that, independent of matchups, will fight for a belt, right? There are certain fighters that are no-brainers. Hamza Chemaev, right? I don't, I don't think it matters who he faces. He will fight for a belt at some point in his career. I think Cheeto will need certain matchups right. in order to fight for a belt. Can he do that? Can he win those fights? 
certainly. But I mean, you just look at the all, Jose Aldo performance. He, he got tuned up. He it, got tuned it, up. Wasn't that was three fights ago. He's improved a lot, I think. I mean, it was three fights. Yeah, but you know that that's tough. That's tough mm-hmm. to overcome. There's there's certain guys that I think will give him problems. Uh, Marab, I think, gives everybody problems. So it's possible. I don't think it's a no brainer, but I think he could fight for. I don't think Aldo's down to run that back right away. What? I mean, what's no point? He's like, what's right the point there. of that? Yeah. I, I mean, if the champ Aljo is calling you out, he's calling out Aldo. Mm-hmm. Why would I look down to Marlon Vera? I'd, I'd be looking straight up at at Aljo. Yeah, you called me out. Let's do it. Let's run that fight. I want to fight for the belt. I still feel like they're going to do Aljo versus uh, Dillashaw, so it'll be a moot yeah. point. But then it it actually makes their lives a little bit harder because you can't do Jan versus Aldo, which would be the natural one. And then so I don't really know what you do with Aldo. Then you do Aldo versus Cruz. It's it's a it's, it's a, mucked up. It, yeah. it could be you know a while. And I think Cheeto said that. Cheeto's like, look, it's you know you got TJ coming back. He's he's got the whole he's got the whole thing sorted out. He's he's that dude, man, super sharp. He he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, by the way, I say this with the uh, like. I don't actually want to do this, but it's like the best compliment I think I could give Cheeto. So I just want to make this very clear. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm vouching for this, that I want to do this, but it's just something that was crossing my mind. You're trying to see where I'm going with this. I feel like Cheeto Vera would be a really fun person to, you know, smoke marijuana with. Ah, okay. I feel like you could get really deep with that guy and talk about life <laughs> and just feel good about yourself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Go on I, a trip. Yeah. I think that he, yeah, I think he I don't know about like, the, oh, wait, I lost you there. GC, your mic went out. Yeah, oh, I were think, you talking to someone I think else? Frank's, nah. Oh. No, nah, I think Frank's figuring it out. What happened, Frank? No, you still got me? He's still recovering yeah, from, now you're back. from Saturday. I or just, Friday, I, maybe. The I combo to, Friday and yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I mean, how about that? Mode. Frank yeah, was out. Frank's happened. Frank, it was great to see you out on the town. It was a lot of fun. We really bonded, I felt like. Did we? Did you not feel like we did? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I guess I'll take that back, Frank. I wow. Mean, I mean, no, I think I, he knows you bonded. I, I want to just remember all the details. Yeah. Wow, no, I felt like we really uh, we had some nice moments. You know, we had this little get-together. A lot of uh, hardcore fans of this program, fans of, of the sport, uh, supporters of my just, career. Just call it what it is. It's Hawani fans. Just, just no, call it no, what it is. Were, but there were some, you know, EK was there. Who yeah, shout out to EK. Is always tweeting about the show. Penny was there, who was always tweeting about the show. My guy Brett was there. Yeah, always Brett, tweet- Shawnee. Yeah, Shawnee. The whole crew, man. Andrew Jones, the man. Andrew jo- it's, it's always tricky when you start rifling off names because I don't want to forget anyone. Yeah, We've been here you before. You definitely right? forget people. Yes. Uh, Oriel was there. Anyway, uh, it was... Don't, yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it anymore. Don't do it anymore. It was just really nice. It was nice to put... Faces to names. It was nice yeah. to meet people, to get it a was, feel for people. It was a fantastic time. Got to meet PT. Got to meet PT. Got to meet Chuck. But got to meet Chuck. Frank was there. Frank, t- I, I was telling Frank about it <laughs> earlier in the week, and he said he couldn't be bothered. And then he showed I, up. I there begged he was. him. I had to beg him to, to get court. out of the studio. Yeah. I mean, I have things to do on a Friday night. <laughs> Wait, you had nothing to do. Did I think, he show up is the question. Did what? Did Frank show up? Do we know? Yeah, that's a good do point. We know? I think Frank had a great time. Frank, what was the line you gave to your wife when you got home? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? What's the line? Uh, Frank gets really weird. I mean, okay. Feel free to. Oh, no, no, no. Cheat him up. Not that one. What are you talking about? (laughs) 
Although when Ariel asked where she was, I said that she was at home watching the draft because she's a true Buffalo fan. Yeah. Oh, we had that moment. Oh god, that, that was out. such a great moment. I w- I should have br- I should have had the picture ready of you. You should have you should have put the out. clip up of of Kyle announcing the pick. That would have. Okay, can I just say something about that? I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes me throw up. God, this he guy, killed it. He killed. It. He, did he did not so kill good. it. He did what? So he is good. the very definition of pandering. He is pandering to the Bills audience because they show them a little bit of love, show him a little bit of love. He's a Bears fan. He isn't. I get crap. He has no connection. He's taught. By the way, the Bears should disown him. They should ban him from attending Soldier Field. This guy shows up in his brand new Zubaz pants that he just bought a day ago off Amazon. (laughs) In his brand new jacket that he just bought a day ago. Looks. It looks fantastic. I'm watching the clip right now. It was ridiculous. Got 23,000 likes on Twitter uh, after he posted the the video. Oh well, good for him. None of those people are real Bills fans. Let me tell you something. They offered me a second round pick. He got third round. And we almost even traded out of the second round. It got a little, you know, there was a part of me that was feeling a little good about myself for turning it down because I was like, oh, my God, I actually dodged a bullet because my fear was fly all the way to Vegas. They trade the pick and then I'm, you know, having to go up there with fake Bills fan, right? I'm having to go up there with him. I think that was the highlight of the night when pick 57 came around and then they immediately traded it. Traded it twice? Yeah. They were trying their best to make you feel better about not going. (laughs) And then they drafted a Georgia guy. Yeah, James Cook. Shout out to uh, shout out to James Cook. Which could have a, been you, man. Could have so, been a great well, coincidence. You know what's crazy about it? When I thought about going, I was going to wear my Thurman Thomas jersey. Running back's always been my favorite position. Wow. So imagine if I'm up there with a Thurman Thomas jersey and I'm drafting, you know, the next Thurman, you know, the next running back, the next James great. Cook. Run- yeah, yeah, yeah James I mean, Cook. botch. You call yeah. these people fake Bills fans, but if they got that call, nah, would they show up? Listen, would they I had be on the be, dais? I had to be there. I had to be there shaking hands with people. I had to be there, you know, hanging out with the... You know, it felt a little bit like a wedding, like a bar mitzvah. Like, I had to go around to every table. Is the salmon sure. good? Is the chicken good? Yep. You know, I said this joke on Friday, but I feel like I could say it again here. Like, I just... I, I felt a little bit of pressure that I just had to hold court, you know? Like, is you everything okay? Well. How's yeah. the, you know... We had a half a Guinness. I thought that was a big thing. I know. A it was a, it was a nice move that. by you going to a table deep down on the floor so no one would see it. And then later in the night, I, you pointed out, you're like, all the way over there, that's my half Guinness. I, I didn't But that shows it. that I'm an honorable guy. I didn't I didn't try to hide it from you guys. I had my half. A I felt mention. the buzz. I think you hid it from everybody else, though. Well, you know, they didn't have to know. But, you know, it was nice to partake. Uh, I got to meet Frank's lovely wife on Wednesday. Oh, Yes. That yeah, was fun. Lots happened. I mean, a lot. I, I met you your lovely now. girlfriend, uh, GC. I mean, yep. I feel like I, I really got to bond with the team here. I got to bond with the significant others. Wait, Frank, you don't remember me meeting your wife? Were you drunk then too? This was like <laughs> Wait, at five o'clock. Well, not, uh, <laughs> we had just gotten out of the studios. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we don't know. When he goes into that other room to edit the podcast, we don't know exactly what he's doing in there. You know, it's a very yeah. dark, small room. Mini fridge. Right. It's so, a good thing Frank is mysterious because if this, he wasn't, these, this slander. No, this is all the love. Falling just back a little, on his head. Right? Um, okay, before we get to the picks, I just I, I feel like I need to get Taylor Serrano out of my system once and for all. Uh, let me go to you, New York Rick, because you didn't have much to say here. Uh, what did you think? Give us the. Uh, you've been to some big yep. boxing. You've been to a lot of MMA, of course. Yep. Um, so this was. You've been to MSG for a fight, yeah? 205. I brought DDS for. Uh, oh, that's right. For the Rick's Picks thing. Yes, yeah. of course. How could I forget? What are your feelings? What are your takeaways from what we witnessed on Saturday? Experience-wise, it was up there. It was, a, it was a top five, maybe even top three, just in terms of atmosphere. Greater than 205? Tough. I mean, 
I think your point that you made about the split in the building affects that, right? Mm-hmm. I'll say this: one eighty nine kind of felt similar. Now, again, a lot a lot of Irish fans at at one eighty nine, but that was probably my number one. Just in that, like that place was shaking. That that's probably probably blah probably the number one I've been to. Um, but Serrano Taylor was up there, absolutely one of the most raucous crowds I've been in, and. You know, they announced a sellout. You, you didn't see an empty hel- uh, seat in the house. It was uh, it was special. And then beyond that, when the fight delivers in that way, it just amplifies that, and the, and the magnitude of it goes up so significantly. And where were you sitting? Somewhere up in a media section. Two, Who are you two, with? Media, other media. PT Chuck, the aforementioned. Um, Oscar Willis, MacLife. The great Tessa, Tessa Hirsch. Oh my God, our, it was a reunion. Friend. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so amazing. What a what a great, I mean, there was just something, I, I can't even describe the feeling being there and I was lucky enough to be closer than you guys. Actually. Way to rub it in. Well, no, no, no. Connor and his crew and, and Frank, they were pretty damn close as well. But just to see them going toe to toe, slugging it out, the vibe, the crowd, everything. You know, boxing events sometimes can drag. They can feel empty at the end. They cannot deliver. It was just so much fun. Man, it was just so much fun. Home run. And I mean, of course, it you know, you'll get the haters that come up being like, you don't, you know, well, you did the same thing last week too. You don't care about boxing. You don't care about this. You pretend to be a boxing fan. I, no, no. How long? Go type in my name and Katie Taylor on social media and see how long I've been talking about Katie Taylor. You're, you're confusing two things. I didn't say you don't care about boxing. I yeah. said you didn't know about boxing. Uh, two two separate things. Yeah, 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 one sure. true, one one. Can I can I be straight up honest with you guys right now? So afterwards, I was in the back, and we're wrapping up. There's a lot of activity there, and now we're about to leave. I've been in the back. I've been lucky to be in the back for a lot of you know big fights, yeah. big moments, see fighters after fights. Never in my career, ever to this point, have I ever asked for a photo. I've never asked for a photo. I don't believe in the photo. I don't I don't think it's my place to ask for a photo. And as I'm leaving the door that we're in, Katie and her whole team are like, so I'm walking out of the door and they start to walk by us. I didn't know at the time, but they were walking to the press conference. And you saw her at the press conference, right? She was beaten up. She was bloodied, all that stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of like stopped in my tracks. Holy crap, that's Katie after that war. I mean, I'm in awe of what not only she did, but what Amanda did as well. And I, I just said to her, she said, hey, Ariel, thank you, this and that. And I said, I'm in awe. Congratulations. That was incredible. I hope you feel better, all this stuff. And for the first time in my career, I didn't ask. Don't get me wrong. Moments later, the thought was like, it would have been great to have a – like, it would have been great. I would never ask. But it was the first time where I was like, that would be a cool thing to have in 20 years because it was so historic, because it was MSG, because it was her in the first fight and all that stuff. That was the first time in my career that I can honestly say like, man – that would be a cool thing to have. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would have been. But look, 20 years from now, you and Katie, you go back to the garden, you do a, an interview, you do something retrospective. Yeah, be It'll be great. It'll be you great. You think they're going to run it back? They have to. You think they are? They have to. MSG so or Dublin? I, I, for my sake, I hope it's MSG. But uh, well, we're the whole crew. We're just going to recreate the whole scene. We're just going to fly down there. I know. If I can, yeah. If I can get flown out there, then yeah, yeah let's do it in Dublin. We'll uh, we'll, we'll charter a private jet and we'll do the whole thing all over again. I agree with what you're saying, and I think that it would be even bigger at MSG because you'll have the Puerto Rican fans there, and they'll be even louder, and you'll have the Irish. But man, 
I mean, it was it's, so loud when they announced Katie Taylor's name. Like I've been, I've been to like some big sporting events, and it was that was like super loud. Like it was like my ears were hurting. It was like I was at like a NASCAR race, and they just turned the cars on. I was at LFA 124, and it wasn't oh, as yeah. loud as that. I was wondering if you could compare the two, like the atmosphere, <laughs> the the vibe of the crowd. It's my it's my only two. The only two, two fights you've ever been to both are just... LFA 124 in Phoenix and uh-huh. Taylor Serrano. Yep, the, I think it was the uh, Phoenix Alliance Theater, MSG, <laughs> two historic v- venues. So neck and neck. I'm spoiled. I would love to know the uh, story behind the uh, the flags and all that stuff. Um, why they didn't let you guys and others. Frank, your thoughts. I mean, can, can you just tell me the feelings that you had while watching this? So I immediately noticed um, that the energy in the room really makes up for the fight, the fact that there's no commentators. It's kind of the same way that I feel about a hockey game. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's kind of quiet. But the way that the audience is responding, it's like every time Katie threw a punch and didn't even have to land, it was just a... Uh, pretty exciting and the walkouts are great you know so it was definitely a spectacle and i'm glad to hear that uh others enjoyed themselves as well that was pretty cool and i'd like to see it again i don't think that um i saw that ruling come through like i thought it may be a draw after seeing what happened on the fifth round you scored it for for serrano serrano at worst a draw exactly were you upset were you like throwing things were you booing this is what's weird so i um I'm not a really competitive person, mm-hmm. but I felt disappointed. Wow. Not disappointed in her, like, oh, she didn't do well. In the enough. result. But from the result. And I'm like, you know, that's actually, um, that's kind of a scary feeling because that that could be, like, now it's in me, right? Like, now I want to go and not be disappointed and, like, get behind something that, uh, that works No, but that's out. good. That means that you cared. That means that they had you. You were emotionally yeah. invested. Like, I got quiet on the way home. Wow. <laughs> like, right. You know. actually got quiet. Yeah. Wow, you really care. It was interesting. And then just the last thing, like on the way out of the venue, um, mm-hmm. there were these three like well-dressed guys and they were just walking and they, they stopped these other people who were walking. They're like, hey, like try to ignore the fact that we're Puerto Rican and tell me if you think that that was a fair rule. At wow. The end there. And it was just, you know, and they responded like, no, I kind of thought it was a draw. And like they were admitting to each other on the way out, like complete strangers. And one turned to me to ask and I was like, ah, I thought I'd draw too. So it was interesting to see how the community kind of responded to that you know it's like sometimes it's just a it's just the way the cookie crumbles yeah by the way um connor when you guys were walking out was there was there like you know turf war stuff going on where they're bad you know the crowd sometimes when there's a tense ending sometimes it gets a little unruly yeah it's sudden chilled for a minute uh just kind of taking it all in so by the time i was leaving it was just a bunch of like olay chants and and different like irish things like that I stopped at the bathroom on the way out, though. The bathroom, every time I went, was like a party in itself. It was like a club scene, people smoking cigarettes, <laughs> smoking blunts, taking shots. Like, it was... What? It was In the I, bathroom? Dude, it was crazy in the bathroom. I saw eating in the bathroom. Each, oh, each time I went, it got crazier and crazier. It was like, I went when I first got there. It was, you know, ho-hum. Next time I go, there's a couple guys in the corner smoking cigarettes. When I went after the fight, it was it was a full-on party in the bathroom. It was It was something else. Wow. That is weird. It was yeah, it was really weird actually. I don't know why. <laughs> why Eating that in was. the bathroom is just gross. Now you guys, look, can I call you out on something? Late arriving crowd. 
It's a boxing match. Come on, man. I you got to be fashionably late. You got to be cool. You got to show see up. Even the co-main? Were you even there for the co-main? Yeah, we were there for the for the entire co-main. Oh, we saw uh, the fight before the co-main. I think we showed up at the right time. Did you? I mean, I was yeah, there I from four thirty. Right I was. I mean, I was. Our Uber the doors. or our Lyft was a uh, was like a Mercedes Sprinter van. Like we looked official heading in wow. there. He just pulled up. <laughs> I was not there from four thirty. It was my son's birthday, so I, you know. I, but I, you know, pretty pretty early. Uh, I saw my friend Molly McCann there. I do have something to tell you guys. Um, I did happen to run into one uh, Dylan Dennis oh, on the program. <laughs> uh, yeah, not at the program at the event. Not on the program. Uh, yes, I was. I was at the event, and uh, I think I texted uh, New York Rick that Dylan was near me. Um, didn't recognize him initially. Pushing two twenty, two thirty, I would say, oh, just wow. from afar. You know, this is just you know my muscle fat. What are we talking here? You know, wow, um, wow. that you know, speaks volumes just... right there. <laughs> and uh, actually, as I'm leaving at the end, uh, I'm waiting for MSGPR Larry Torres, great guy, met him uh, to take me to the back. <laughs> And uh, Dylan and his crew of guys actually come up to me, and he comes up to me in a sort of very kind of casual way, and he's like, hey, Ariel, what's up, man? What do you think of the fight? It was a good fight, huh? But, it, you know, it was more of like a sizing me up, and I'm standing I was going to say, there. was he hostile? No, but close, and, and sizing me up. Not like, what's up, dog? Long time. Yeah, that was some funny stuff back then. You know, it was like a... There, there was, there was, there was. How a, uncomfortable were you? Scale of one. Not to at ten. all. I mean, I was standing there. I was oh, like Katie were, walking out to okay, the ring. Right. I mean, as confident <laughs> so. as can be. Uh, Mo- so, most of the time, the eyes are on the floor, though. So you got to give them credit for approaching, right? What do you mean, eyes on the floor? I'm saying we, we've we've talked about this in the past, and right, not a lot of people do sure. come up yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and broach the subject. He came up. Right? Well, we didn't talk about the actual subject, but you know, I mean, he came know, up. Could have. He came he up. Could have. He came he up. Came up. Um, so, so then Dennis get one point in my book for that. Uh, but then as I was walking away he said something so we were all good alright man I gotta go walk away now don't hold me to this but I'm pretty sure he said I should kick you in the head right now that's what I felt <laughs> like I heard <laughs> that's what I felt so I turned around and I said what was that and he then mumbled something and I said now I'm gonna leave out one word that I said but I said that's blank shit right there I said, you're a fighter. That's blank shit right there. Oh, okay, okay. That's blank shit right there. If you have something to say, say to my face. Now, he's also with a couple other guys. And look, I'm not looking for anything. Head was on a swivel. I'm on the... But one guy, he had the... the Cauliflower. Cauliflower ears, all that stuff. And he... That's a dangerous game. He says something. I was like, what do you have to say? Didn't say anything and walked away. But, you know, it's like... do Do you keep the point in your book for Dennis? Yeah, I mean, he still came up. The walk away. He still came up. Listen... You big dogged him after. That's fine. I feel and like the you other come up. Too. I feel like if you're gonna say something, you come up guns a blazing and be like, "Yo, I realize like, I should kick you harsh. in the head right now." Initially, I was like, "Oh, this is nice. Maybe this is a peace offering. This is a yeah. nice moment. You know, it, it, it's said, but it's not said. You know what I'm saying? It's implied." And then there's like a comment as I'm walking away, and I'm like, "Why? Why didn't you say yeah. it two seconds ago when I was standing right in front of you, nose to nose?" Yeah, I, wish mano, had, mano. I wish you had done that. Saw Meatball Molly. You, you want to see Ariel fight Dylan Dennis? No, no, no. Well, actually, well, I mean, yeah, if, if it was happening, it would be an interesting Eddie wants to see me fight Jake Paul. Well, what's the line on Dennis versus Helwani? MMA or boxing? Oh, man. I, I'm not a lines maker. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lines taker. Wow. You could have said, like, <laughs> MMA know, or boxing. Geez. That's a pretty you good could, question. You could have said minus 350. I mean, you no, could have yeah, said it. Little, We'll do boxing. We'll do minus 350. I saw Meatball. She, uh, you know, she was nice, a little big time, but, you know. 
I'm 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 same old me. You know, I'm not going to change. I'm same old me. Everyone else, yeah, is we know. Change. We saw the you know the shirt. Same shirt. I mean, like, quite literally, same old me. Um, I just hope that they run it back. And to your point, I think it would be great at MSG. I think it would be amazing at MSG. It would be easier for all of us. But selfishly, I'd love to see it in no, Dublin. Now that I know we're taking the PJ to Dublin, yeah. it has to be in Dublin. It's going to be where they make the most money. This isn't like rocket Please don't science. go to Middle like, East. It's going to be where... No. The, yeah, I mean, it very I'm well could be. Don't go to the Middle East. It, that would it's got to be Dublin or New York. It would ruin all the, the good vibes. And yeah. it would make a buttload of money. I know. I when Serrano wins two, we'll figure out where three's at. Yeah. Wow, okay. You would go as... Do they I'm, I'm like Frank. It's like I... I became more and more emotionally invested as it went on, especially sitting in a sea of Irish fans. And, like, I had a few Puerto Rican fans or Serrano supporters around me. Uh, and, like, we were kind of, you know, all cool with each other. Like, you know, it felt like we were behind enemy lines and everything. And I was genuinely disappointed. Like, I was actually kind of hurt when uh, when she lost. So I'm with Frank. Round two, it's it's a done deal. I'm betting Serrano again and, and hoping she wow. gets it done. I hope to do that. Yeah. yeah. Would you bet Toronto again, Frank? Yeah, in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we have to. We, we Another cool moment, Frank went out of his way. We got Medalla Light, uh, the official cerveza de Puerto Rico. <laughs> and then here comes Serrano walking out in the Medalla Light uh, hat. So oh, I, was you know, she? Yeah, it was a nice connection. Where'd you get that, Frank? Black market? He worked hard. He worked hard <laughs> to get it. Definitely something we had to scrub through Manhattan for. Not easy? No, no it's not, not easy. Yeah, not easy. Never had that. What does it taste? Is it is it like Guinness? It's like water. No, okay. yeah, it's like it's like Bud Light. Yeah, we we ripped through quite a few in a short amount of time. Look at you guys. I mean, this is great. Really warm my heart. To see no, we didn't do price. Guinness on Fight Day. Guinness was on Friday. We didn't right, do Guinness on Friday. We couldn't do that. No, no, no. Um, by the way, are you now bigger boxing fans? You yeah. always say when boxing is at its peak, it's like unbeatable, and I agree with that tenfold after Saturday night. Like, mm. it was like, my expectations, I can't even say how much they got beat, and I had pretty high expectations going into it. So like you it watched was, Canelo this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I've already bet on that fight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good transition. Uh, let's put this weekend to bed. Let's what put it to got? bed. Friday, uh, there was some Friday action and some Saturday action. There was some Thursday action, too. Oh, wait. By the way, before you get to that, if I may, I don't mean to interrupt... Uh, New York Rick just alerted me to an unbelievable tweet. I mean, this is incredible. Dominic Musiano, who is the youngest gold medal winner in uh, U.S. Olympic history, I believe that record still stands. She was, when she won the gold medal, uh, what, almost 30 years ago, has been, so she is a fan of MMA. She's a fan, I mean, she is a legit star, internationally recognized, uh, a huge deal, the world of gymnastics, big fan of the uh, the sport and uh, fan of mine, supporter of mine, has been very nice to me. She tweeted earlier, so she's pregnant, and she'd been telling me for time for some time that she was pregnant. She tweeted this. Yeah, we have it right here. I'm sorry. Is, it's, yeah, it's not the video. It's the okay. picture. But No, that's totally fine. I appreciate it. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's actually multiple tweets. She tweeted... This video here of her at the hospital, this was when? An hour ago. Actually, let me play the audio here just one second, Frank, if I can. Go for it. I mean, this is incredible. This is like the greatest honor. Wait. What happened? What happened? 
oh, I thought it was my. That's like her heartbeat. Yeah. Or the baby's, the heartbeat. baby's heartbeat. I was like, what is open on my computer? Wait, let's let's listen to this again. So that's Holly Holmes speaking. I thought my YouTube was up. Let me tell you something. She's in she's in bed having contractions <laughs> right now in the hospital and she's watching this show. Unbelievable. If my Legendary wife stuff. if my wife was pregnant right now, the last thing she would be doing is not only not watching my show, not talking to me. She <laughs> would tell me to leave the room. How cool that sounded as well. Like that baby's got a, a yeah. ticker that just sounds like a nice beat. Uh, someone, Nick Jonathan, replied to that tweet and said, this baby is already more educated than most MMA fans. She replied, 18 minutes ago, our daughter is no casual. She's been listening to the voice of El Nariz for months. That was 18 minutes ago. Dominic, I just want to say, if you are listening right now, God bless you and your baby. I hope everything goes incredibly well. Healthy, easy, speedy delivery. And uh, I'll be very disappointed if... His or her middle name isn't Ariel. I just want to yeah. say it's a unisex name. It's a unisex name. I mean, it feels apropos, right? Ariel, Ariel. I mean, it feels like it would be a nice thing to do. That's all. Mazel tov. Can you Legendary. believe that? That's, Legendary. I mean, that's that's a big time deal. And by the way, it's not only a big time deal because it's Dominic Mosiano, who's you know a superstar, a legend in her own right. Anyone who chooses to listen to this show, watch this show, while in the midst of labor, I mean. Dare I say, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, yeah, I'm, I'm getting caught I up. So. This is immortalization I so. worthy. I wow. think so. I think this shot right here, the screen grab of her in the bed watching. No, I think, I think the two, the two. What do you mean together? The, ba- yeah, the new think, baby. Yeah, once, once she has the okay, baby, you know a what? Picture Fair of them enough. together. Fair enough. Well, with permission, obviously. Yeah, with permission. I, yeah, you know, we don't and a television play. in the background of this episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, but most importantly. Good luck to you and Mazel Tov, and uh, I can't wait to hear that everything goes uh, went well and that everyone's healthy, and uh, congratulations to you and your family. God bless you guys. All right, uh, GC, what do you got? Oh, man. Tough to transition from Yeah, that. I know, I know. But, and thank uh, you for alerting me of that, New York Rick. I mean, it's one of the biggest assists that you've had since you came back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's recap the weekend. Uh, let's start with PFL. Uh, Adam Karish, one of my worst bets uh, since we started the show. He got absolutely dominated. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't pretty. Don't start UFC great. Daniel Lacerda, our guy. Daniel De Silva, we're, we're not sure which one uh, it really is. We went with Lacerda. He loses as well, so we don't start Don't start off too good. But then we start coming back. Jocko Mearshart goes over one and a half. Grant Dawson, you know, you see it. And then we win a few in a row. We get the Serrano-Taylor fight. Goes the distance. Unfortunately, we uh, we lose Amanda Serrano money line. So it is what it is. Someone told me. I'm not someone, happy about this, by the way. But I just want to say, I hate to say, I told you to, but I told you. To. I was going to say, some, someone out there told me. We'll we'll get to that in a okay, second. Right, right, right. Uh, parlays though, parlays we do great. We go four and one. The only one we miss is the one that was finishing off with Amanda Serrano. So we do well there. And then someone told me the H wow. the Hawaiian dog of the week. Look at that, man! You keep upping the ante. I mean. Katie Taylor, Marlon Vera. Are they wolves? No, it feels That's like they could be like. Is that German not from shepherds. the canine family, though? Is that none I mean, of canine descent? Oh, are they actual wolves? Frank's calling BS. I mean, they look maybe maybe wolf or coyote ish. 
Look, it's let's wolves. move on. I'm sorry. That's is the that, point. Is that, is that, At least you didn't do a prairie dog. That is that good. seven for seven? It's funny you ask. Oh, I don't you. know if it's seven for seven. Well, yeah. I it's mean, seven it's in a, a row, though. It's a new streak, seven for seven. I mean, right there. Wow. Jack Shore, Mateus Nicholas, Sarah McMahon, Mark Matson, Jordan Levitt, Katie Taylor, Marlon Gave you two last week. It's a rare breed, man. Yeah, it is a it's rare It's a breed. very sought-after breed, the Helwani Dog of the Week. But uh, it's making a lot of people money. A lot of people sent me tickets. Really? They're uh, actually following it? Oh, my God, yeah. Really? A lot of people, a lot of people parlayed them together. <laughs> what was that? Do you know what that was? Oh, man. I'd have to figure it out, but, but it was, it's a plus it was over. something, right? Oh, God. I mean, I don't know how it would be negative if mm-hmm. they're both plus money. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like plus, plus 300, something like that. Yeah, people were putting down real money on it. Uh, now I have another thing that I have to bring, you know, to the table here, to okay. the jurors, right. the the board of directors here. So when I tweeted out my picks on Thursday, I also gave out my draft. Like I did the NFL draft. Uh, like I, I gave out a couple picks there um, on Georgia players getting drafted, you know, posted the bet slips and everything like that. Uh, yeah, you can go to it, Tucker. Yeah, so there's the tweet, you know, yada, yada, yada. There's, yeah. there's the bet slips. And so then on Saturday, I was like, you know, we're up a couple units here going into uh, Saturday after PFL in the draft. And then my girlfriend was like, oh, are you counting the draft because it's not MMA? And I was like, mm, that's, a, that's a good point. I was, yeah. I was like, that's a good point. I was like, I gave it out on Twitter. I gave it out on Instagram. I was like, well, yeah, it's not MMA. So then I brought it to Frank on Saturday, and he was like, you should bring it, you should bring it to the show. And that's mm. where we decided. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough thing. There's the tweet, you know. But it is an MMA. Okay, well, here's the question. Have you been including your, I'm assuming you bet on other things that aren't MMA related? I've counted everything that I've like given out on Twitter. But everything I've given out on Twitter to this point. Did you win the bets? I did win them, yeah. You did? did? Yeah. What are the bets? Like, where are guys going to go? Uh, over three and a half Georgia Bulldogs selected in the first round. Over four and a half Georgia Bulldogs selected in the first round. They both hit, you know. Most wow. players drafted ever, no big deal. Can, can you national champions yeah, I mean, right there? James Cook, who could forget? Uh, could you pick that James Cook is going to go to the Bills? Nah, no, you nah, can't do that. No, nah. they they got to be big names. Oh, well, uh, you know what? I don't feel comfortable making this call. I'd like to turn it oh. over to uh, Mister. I don't, I don't think anybody can make this call. I think <laughs> no, we cannot include non-combat so, sports. That's that's not happening. Come on, <laughs> that's good. Plus three seventy-five. I mean, come on. If I'm being honest, I I'm, mean, I'm, even I'm, let, let's call it what it is. Even like including WrestleMania is kind of dicey, mm, dicey. Mm, I included WrestleMania, and those were losses. A little, yeah. a little dicey, dicey, but no. I included a uh, thriller. I say scrub them both. Triller triangle combat. Take them back. <laughs> That's fighting. I lost on that also. That's fighting coming up again. Um, oh God! I, uh, <laughs> I hope no. they don't have lines. <laughs> I, I'm. Uh, I think I'm in agreement with New York Rick on this one. All right, so let's go to the final recap then. Oh, wait. So you included it with or without? Oh, I had them both ready. You think I did? Oh. <laughs> there's with. Okay. There's without. It doesn't wait, matter. We wait, wait. Go, go, go to without? This is without. Go to with? Zing. Mm, it's it's a plus three something units or maybe a little, uh, little less, right? It's plus 6.25 with, with plus 3.85 without. It's a good weekend regardless. If we had gotten Serrano, it would have been even better. If DraftKings had dropped the split decision prop, it would yeah. have been even better. Regardless, we finish up 3.85 units. You know, We're back in the green here, up 32.66 all time. We're back over the 20-unit threshold here after a little bit of a rough it's April. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're moving along. We're moving along. So, you're doing really well in the parlay department last week, but not so well in the singles. 
And then probably this week I'll do well in the singles and terrible in the parlays. It kind of goes ebbs and flows. Can I can I just say something for yeah, a second? Yeah, please. Connor is giving out winning picks every yeah. week almost. Yeah. And it's like, oh, one plus 1.5 units. It's like you're not doing so well in the singles. Like, that's good. Like, this man is a, is oh, a wait, consistent winner. I'm not no, hating. I know, but I, and he does this too. I think too. you got a lot of love he, this weekend, Connor. A lot of people came up to you and said, you know, they love your picks. They tail your he, picks. He oh, does great this people, himself. Great he does this himself too. The bar, he continues to raise the bar, but the bar has been raised almost like too high here. Like mm-hmm. these are win, like consistent winning weeks, multiple units. Let's let's. I mean, a lot of g- give a lot of give <laughs> a lot of appreciation, respect for what for what Connor's doing here. I hate to you know break kayfabe, but uh, the man is delivering winners. Like that is a that is a fantastic week. Continues to deliver fantastic weeks. Being up three units, three and, and a half plus. Um, yeah, that's that's more than just like a good week. That's a great week, and he continues to deliver. Nice. Listen, Rick, Shout I appreciate out to this guy. that. Wow! Shout out to this. But guy. we stay humble, you know. Next cold streak's just that's, around the corner. That's right. I'm that's genuinely right. surprised there wasn't a butt in there. I was waiting for something. Well, you know, it's tough from Ariel's point of view. He's up in the penthouse, is cashing seven straight underdog yeah. tickets. Except he looks for that down underdog on a five parlay. Whatever happened to that one? Listen, that one was th- like you said. That's an old streak. I know. Oh, okay, that's okay, yeah. Okay, that's okay, why okay. I was like, well, I don't know. No, seven, seven I'm for currently seven. seven for yeah, seven. On the streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Wait, the by streak. the way, if someone's like on a on a on a free throw streak, they don't say he's seven for twelve. No, they say he's hit his last seven. Sure, that's yeah. what we say. Yeah, you've hit that's, your last seven. seven, but they wouldn't say he's seven of seven. Very I didn't say all, By the way, good. I didn't say seven for seven all time. I just said currently I'm on a seven for seven streak. You're doing good. Yeah, I don't know how many you gave out before I started. I feel Who like cares, right? is where it is. I mean, seven no, straight. Nobody knows. Seven for seven. I might nobody retire knows. at this point yeah, yeah, with yeah. all the slander that I'm uh, receiving. I don't think it's any slander. I think everybody's waiting on the next dog of the week. You taking a By look the way, at the I, I, took a, I took a little gander. Don't love anything. And, and you said it last week. I don't have to have something every don't week. Don't force it. Yeah. Why? Don't you force see one? It. You see one that I you see like? I see a few, but there's one. I mean, Connor knows. Connor oh, this knows. Guy. This guy, he loves himself some JG. Justin Gaethje, that is a tasty, tasty line. I think he said to me, he sees no path to victory for yeah. Charles Oliveira. Wow. The man with, On, the, man with the most we, finishes, let's, let's the rewind, most submissions. Let's rewind to, uh, to Between the Links, hosted by the great Mike Heck. Yes. You'll recall we did a, we did champions coming up, who's going who's gonna to win in defense. So far, I'm perfect. He is. Connor, he Connor is. not. Yes. Um, I picked Aljamain Sterling. I mean, I don't want to, you know, Barry H. Yeah, 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 Barry yeah. H. picked Aljamain Sterling. I did indeed say I don't really see a path to victory for Charles Oliveira in this fight. I don't, I don't think that Charles is going to be able to get him down or get his back in a, in a scramble or anything like that. And if he is standing in front of Justin Gaethje for five rounds or less, I don't see the legs holding up well. I don't see the face holding up well. I think Justin Gaethje is going gonna, is gonna to put it on him. I really do. I don't hate that pick. I, don't, I, I like. I would not be surprised if Justin Gaethje wins. Here's the I thing think about saying he doesn't have a path to victory. Here's though. the thing about Charles Oliveira. Plus one forty five. By the way, I mean, as of oof. right this moment, mana. That's that's your lock. Char- Charles Oliveira is not a very um, offensive grappler. He's not a takedown guy. He doesn't like shoot for takedowns and take guys down. It's always in a scramble. It's always opportunistic. And don't get me wrong. The moment it hits the floor, you're you're cooked. Charles Oliveira is going to cook you, cook you to the bone, as as uh, Bryce Mitchell would say. But, man, I have a hard time seeing Charles Oliveira getting Justin Gaethje in a scramble that he can't sprawl. I mean, we forget because of what Habib did, and all due respect mm-hmm. to, to Habib for what he was able to do to Justin Gaethje. I, I rate that very highly. That man sprawls like nobody else. And, I, I mean, first of all, I don't even see Charles shooting that much, period. Um, 
But if he does, that man sprawls like nobody's business, and I, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really tough for Charles to get Justin Gaethje in a compromised position. And if it come, turns into a, a striking firefight, I think he's right. He said this in an inter- interview, I think, with ESPN about if he fights the perfect fight, if he doesn't let Charles get him in that position, it's going to look like the Chandler fight, and I, I think he's right. I think he's right. So is this your dog of the week? I mean, I don't have a dog of the week, but— I mean, you could. Aljamain Sterling was mine last time. This is another one. That'll Championship be... fight. And I'll say this. I'm not as confident, but I, I don't hate uh, Carlos Barza either. Mm, I don't hate one. Carlos Barza either. I think I think there is a path to victory, unlike I'm, I'm oh, predicting for Charles No Oberry. doubt. There is. Yeah, so, Peter already won. But no, for me, for me, it's Gaethje. I think I, I love Gaethje in this spot. I, love I mean, Oliveira's not afraid to get in the brawls. I mean, just watch the first round against Dustin Poirier. Like, I can see the exact same thing happening. Carla, by the way, a... Plus, one sixty-five. Yeah, that number's moving, man. Rose just keeps becoming bigger and bigger of a favorite. Yeah, um, plus one sixty-five according to DraftKings. There's I see a eighty-five, a seventy-five, an eighty-two. Um, all right, what else we got? Uh, yeah, some big hitters. Let's rip through them real quick. Um, shout out to Cole Walderman. He's been telling me for weeks he's going to make the big hitter segment, and this week he does. He hits three three parlays. Two of them were 11 legs. One was 10 Jeez. legs, uh, plus 2,036, plus 4,098, and plus 4,723. He turns uh, $130 into 4,613. Um, so can't really complain about that. That's a great weekend for our guy Cole. I mean, he's been telling me on Instagram – He's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And sure enough, he does. So great weekend for for our guy Cole. Some honorable mentions. Our man Brett Wacker, he gets the split decision. Not only did he take either fighter to win by split decision, he took Katie Taylor to win by split decision at plus 750. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of this. I was telling anybody who would listen that I thought it was going to end by split decision, but I ended up not being able to find the prop. I'm I'm very disappointed in that. Uh, Mangy Human. He takes Joe Anderson Brito, round one knockout. So the second biggest underdog on the card to Chase Sherman, of course, Joe Anderson Brito. He took him by round one knockout. Cash is Damn. easy for him, plus 2200 Turns $50 into eleven fifty. And then our man Braden, he hits a huge parlay. Brito KO, Jocko by decision, Grant Dawson, Romanov under one and a half, plus 5001 turns $20 into a grand. So Damn. there's always people doing it, man. There's always people doing it. And then we talk about big hitters, our draft king this week, our man Gaucho Loco. We, we've always got the video. He clean sweeps them. He wins the he wins the dollar league, he wins the money league, and he wins the big money exec league. This guy has been dominating wow. it. Yeah, you recognize that one? Because yeah. this is like the third time we've shouted him out. He just keeps winning. Like, this guy is unstoppable. I think his name is Eric Eastman. The dude is just... What does one week season mean? I don't know. I think I think every time we play this, <laughs> you, ask you, you ask me what it means. Yeah, <laughs> can um, I be honest with you right now? Like a hundred percent honest. You say that recon- you recognize that this that. I have no recollection of any of this. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I could be looking at anyone right now, and and, and, and I mean, it could be my wife up there. I'd well, like, you're you're about to be looking at someone very yeah. special. Right, we have right. a huge shout out this week, Dominic. It's it's, it's not Dominic? the. Uh, it's oh not, my gosh! What? It's not the exact league. It's not anything like that. Our man Killershaw finishes second place in the wow. money league. I had to shout him out. I mean, he gets $67 from it. I took his headband off. I put on a crown. Look at how good we look standing he together. He gets a shout out for second place? Dude, he has been dying to get a crown put on his head. And the fact that Gaucho Loco clean swept everything. You felt it was 
It was, it was, right. It was right. I don't. Was I don't right. know how I feel about this. For one, where does he the, didn't have the chutzpah? Yeah, to show up. To he didn't show up. Yeah, he didn't show up. Activities. He hit me up asking me if I was going to show up, and he didn't show up. Didn't show up. Nah, in New York, which Thumbs is down. apparently where he lives. And I, I saw you record a video for him. Yeah, I did. Just, ah. I was trying to be nice. He, he thought he wasn't welcome it. or something, but he does that gimmick all the time where he thinks he's not well. He plays, you know, he plays the victim. It's all an act. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. You know, where do we draw the line? Now you're giving out shout outs to second place. Next week it's the third place guy. I mean, it was very special circumstances. The fact, the fact that Gaucho Loco is just dominating everyone. I mean, he's just, he's, this is child's play for him and he's, <laughs> he's swept every league. Uh, yeah, second place. He didn't get a video. He really wanted the moving crown video. Uh, well, you got to get first place for that. I, that's that's also, I don't know if people noticed really in the details, that's a prince crown. That's not a king crown. Okay. Very different things. <laughs> oh, the one you gave Killershaw. Yeah, Killershaw. <laughs> that's clearly a prince crown. That's something that a yeah. prince would wear. That's, All right. So look at that. Too look at that thing. There's, oh, uh, there's not even a jewel on it. There's yeah. no jewels. There's that's no nothing. Point. I love that's it. It's, it's for a prince. So. By the way, what is his picture? It's an NFT, bro. So I just swipe that from him. That's but my why, NFT. Why is now. that an NFT? To me, that's just a cartoon. And what that's is all, it? I mean, that's all it is. But what is I, it? I can tell you because he has the special. Uh, he has the special Twitter NFT thing. I can tell you exactly what, what it is. is. He, what does he got? Like a an earring that's, there? What is that's that? That's Doodle number three eight thirty three by OpenSea. Jeez, what a scam! Easy, easy. <laughs> what? Are they easy. all going to come after me? The, the force of, of the internet is, is Do you remember that one you, time man. we were talking easy. about? What did we talk about that we made a documentary? We made it onto a documentary. Oh, uh, we were talking about League of Legends. Watching. Yes. Watch. I went to MSG. Oh, talk about events that were crazy. Taylor and Serato, talk about events that were crazy. Watching pro gamers play uh, League of Legends in person is up there with how wild it was crazy and i was talking building. about we were talking about it and i was like eh, i don't really understand all this and then they put us in a documentary about it <laughs> yeah and it was all over reddit um yes yeah, so it was a huge thing on reddit you're, you're literally sitting guy. in a seat yeah, yeah. and there are dudes on stage with computers they're not there's nothing like like obviously there's a screen where you can watch the action but there it's just dudes in front of computers and it's it's sold out packed wild raucous it's wild. It are is they truly sitting wild. in chairs that are similar to Ariel's? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. gamer chairs. Yeah. Just trying to picture the idea. Yeah, we've come a long way. We've come Ar- a long I mean, way. I would like to see Ariel in a in a tournament. I was anti gamer. Now I'm sitting in a gamer yeah. chair. <laughs> how can you How can you call NFTs a scam when and call TST your friend in the same sentence? Yeah. Why is he into that? Oh yeah. He he has his framed in his house. Cozy Llama or something. Wait a second. <laughs> but then, it, yeah, but that's like but isn't that, that's isn't like the whole joke thing? of the thing. Yeah, like what do you if mean it's frame? framed in your house, is it a then digital it's frame? Not... Karen Camel, I think that's what it is. <laughs> is it a digital frame? Dicey. Nah, it's a real one. Dicey. Do you guys see any good uh, comedy specials this weekend? No, I didn't. No, there was the one. Can't say I have. No, there was the dude. There was a guy, right? No, 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 no. This is I'm being serious. Sebastian. Nah. I love Are you that being guy. Serious? I love that guy. You know that guy? Marcuse yeah. or whatever? What's his name? Maniscalco. Maniscalco. He's amazing. That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um That that was good. That, <laughs> that was, was a good, good one. That was good. You yeah. see that, Frank? There were no other ones that I can no. think of. You see the Sebastian one? I didn't. I think um it was mentioned to me, but I didn't watch it. Do up. Uh, 
dippy doo doo wop. You remember that scene in Billy Madison? Yes. Hey, uh. Is that what you're doing there with the chaps? Wow. We, should... <laughs> we should meet up sometime. I'd like that. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you later. Doo-doo. Man, am I glad I called that guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. I think we're out of time. Anything else, GC? Uh, that's it for me. I mean, we've gone well over our lot of time. You know, the best part about me saying that we were going to go an hour earlier today was, I was like, don't worry, everyone. It'll be yep, a shorter be show. Home early, <laughs> tell the wife and kids, you know, get ready for a nice early supper here. <laughs> Do you say supper? I thought that was a Canadian thing. Oh, I thought it was a Southern thing. Interesting. Do you, wow, you know, worlds collide. Yeah, because my in-laws say supper. We say dinner. Your I don't say definitely supper, says dinner. though. 100% dinner. What do you say, Frank? I say dinner. Yeah, that's interesting. So the South and Canada have something in common. Who would have thought? Supper. You don't say dinner. You only say supper. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. I say dinner all the time. Oh, okay. Well, you just said supper. <laughs> when I think of supper, I think of like 5.15 dinner, like oh, my there's grandparents. A difference. Oh, you're talking early bird. So early yeah, bird is supper. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I think of going to Panama City, Florida to visit my grandparents and going to a restaurant called Poe Folks for the early bird special. And that's uh, a supper. But if it's past, what time is it dinner? Like six. Six o'clock we start So if it's a 6.15 sit down, it's dinner. Yeah. When I think of supper, I think of old people. A lot of great food talk on the show today, on and off the air. Because we started an hour earlier, there was a huge debate in the office. Um, You know, are they going to have brunch? You know, because it was 10 o'clock, 10.15, 10.20. Are we going to have brunch? Are we going to have bagels? Are we going to have salads? I felt really bad about it. I felt like I threw all you guys yeah, off. Yeah, well, you were still just sitting there with your I had the same old, same old. Yeah, I had the butternut. Uh-huh. I, 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 I did not, like, I didn't waver. I didn't get thrown off. It felt like everyone was thrown off. But the good news is Wednesday we're back to our normal time. Unless someone else, unless Eddie wants to come back on again, <laughs> and we get to a, a quick spot from Las Vegas. Um, no, we're not going to do that. All right, I think we're good. You guys good? Good. I need to take a nap. I'm very tired. Frank, you good? Golden. Yes. Golden Corral. I hear that's a great place. Oh, I've gosh. never been. No? <laughs> yeah. Not a good place? I love Golden Corral. My father was like an operating partner for them for like 15 years. Wow. See, we learned. I learned so much about you on Friday at the get-together. I learned more today. I feel like... Wait, that was on Friday? Well, no, no, we we spoke about a lot of things on Friday. So oh, okay. I said, I learned so much about you on Friday. You're like an onion. Slowly but surely, we are peeling you. You know what? I take that back. You're not an onion. Because when you peel an onion, I feel like you get a little bit teary-eyed. You're like an artichoke. You know? <laughs> well played. Well an played. artichoke. You can peel the artichoke. And then what do you get in the middle of it all? You get a heart. Oh, that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, we're out of time. Can't wait for uh, Wednesday's show when we're joined by Shakur Stevenson, uh, Dimitri Biv... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax! UFC 274. I'll see if I like, you know... New York Rick, you know, it was it was a good case that he uh, just presented to us why Justin Gaethje will win. And I could see it happening. There's no doubt about it. I could see it happening. That feels like a toss-up to me. Rose versus Scar... Chandler's a big favorite. Minus four... 10 at the moment against Ferguson. This feel, And I've tried. Ferguson keeps tweeting about doing media, and I don't see him doing any media. I'm guessing he's going to, you know, I'm guessing he's going to do some in uh, in Phoenix this week, but I've tried to have him on. He's a tough one to get, but uh, I wish him luck, and I'm really curious to see how he looks in this fight. All right, we're out of time. 
course, we'll be back on Wednesday, but I want to thank everyone who stopped by. Always special when you get one in-studio guest today. Uh, back-to-back shows, by the way, two in-studio guests. So take that, you bunch of haters. Thank you very much to Eddie Hearn. Appreciate him stopping by. That was a great chat. I enjoy our chats very much. Safe travels. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much to Carla Sparza. Good luck to her on Saturday as well, UFC 274. That should be a lot of fun. Thank you very much to Chris Cyborg for coming in. Tremendous stuff. Thank you to Holly Holm. Good luck to her May 21st. And, of course, congrats to the great Marlon Chito Vera. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to the team. Thanks for watching and listening. Back on Wednesday. Same time and place. Until then, say peace. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA.com. Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.